PKA 461. Two guests, Ed and Rob. Kyle? Yeah, a couple sponsors tonight. We've got Goat.com and Postmates. We'll talk about them later on in the show, of course. But yeah, got our car selling buddies on here. I think this should be interesting. Two of them. I said buddies. No, and, and, I'm know. excited. That that was me being excited. Oh, you I know, see. I, I thought okay. that only one Ed-like figure existed on this earth, but there are two. Okay. Yeah. I'm like I'm kind of like Ed's southern unruly cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy that that you want to come to the family reunion, but you want to keep the booze away from them. You know. <laughs> I feel like you're and the, the voiceover cousin. for like a like a like a like a southern whiskey company. You know uh, that might be a good idea. Yeah. Dude, if you were born fifty years earlier, you could have made a killing in the cigarette industry. Well, <laughs> the Marlboro Man was my childhood hero. You know, evolved <laughs> into him. So yeah, two two car guys. You, something they don't tell you about car guys: tech savvy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Why don't, I don't they know tell if you that? Realize or not, but that's that's kind of what we do. You know? <laughs> me, me and Ed, me and Ed, we talk computer jargon nonstop. It's yeah, all the bits and the in the. The bytes, the internet, RAMs, <laughs> bits and bytes, Rams, RAMs. all that stuff. <laughs> Graphics card, RAM, bits, screens. We know the <laughs> 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 uh, So, Ed, we had you on a little while back. Rob, you're thanks. brand new. Ed, have you done anything else absolutely ridiculous recently? <laughs> because I remember you having just a litany of stories of, of nonsense you've been into. We just got back from another uh, cheap car cannonball where I was supposed to drive a replica of the Transcon Medevac that was in the 1981 movie, but unfortunately it broke down as the one in the real movie did in real life. And so we had to buy a Lexus seven hours before departure on Facebook Marketplace and uh, drive it across the country. And we made it, put some tires on it, wiper blades, topped off the fluids, and uh, 35 hours later we were in L.A. (laughs) <laughs> how, how much was the Lexus? Can I ask? Is that impolite? Of course, yeah. No, he, this guy's granddad had given it to him, and he didn't care to own it. It was blue on blue leather with blue tinted windows, and it was as grandpa spec as you could ever imagine. And <laughs> yeah, it he, came uh, with a blue top hat and a giant rainbow overcoat. <laughs> I'm reaching a certain age where grandpa specs are just regular cars. <laughs> well, you know. So. <laughs> There's a time and a place for it. So <laughs> it was a 92 LS 400 and it was 2,200 bucks. And I think I talked him down to $1,500. Yeah. And there's a guy who was coming with us as the third driver who does cosplay as Captain Chaos. And uh, he decided he really wanted to own this Lexus. And so rather than me buying it, he bought it and has since driven it 10,000 more miles around the country. Jesus well, Christ. Have you seen what Captain Chaos dailies? You've seen the Civic he drives. The Lexus is definitely an upgrade. It is. It is. He, he somehow Ubers though, and I know the neither car. <laughs> Does he just lie? Maybe he has tow trucks now. There's no way he's driving that Civic around. It doesn't make sense. But no, he uh, he's a great guy, and so he and uh, the guy that owns the ambulance and had been building it for the last 14 years, and this was his like end game was getting it across the country. Didn't actually make it to the start either, so. We brought one of the camera guys along, and the three of us made it across. We ended up in third place out of, I think, 29 cars this year. So supposed nice. to be the last running of one of these old car, cheap car cannonballs. So no real You're not going to end on a third place. Well, this was... Uh, I, There's yeah, nothing wrong with bronze. Quit giving them a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, now it's just a whole lot more for fun. We, we got the record. We'll just leave it there, and now we just go out and have a crazy road trip. 
Nice. How do you avoid nice. tickets? I, I know we've talked, but like, you have a strategy, or do you just charm? Well, if you're going to avoid you tickets, driving a Grand Prospect Lexus is a great way to start because they don't. Uh, it doesn't look like Rob's Corvette flying by. I mean, it's a very different different persona on the road. And but it was it actually drove pretty well. Had a real bad power steering line, but you're just going straight most of the time, so that's not that big of a deal. It would do. We got up to 137 miles an hour once, but uh, normally you're just cruising 90, 100, and out in the middle of nowhere, middle of the night. That's not that big of a deal. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I think that'd be really fun to do, but it's got to get exhausting. Like I feel like when you first start, everybody's pumped and excited, and the adrenaline's <laughs> going. It's like we're going to we're going to break a record, and then by like 30 hours in, when you're not even in California yet, you're just like. Never again, right? Never again. I, I just shat in my own, in a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> Never again, right, boys? <laughs> and and I, when you when you get about two thirds across the country, it's boring driving, and you're exhausted, right? It's just flat. There's nothing to see. You're you're in what the desert? It's yes, it's yeah. a rough so, I mean, place. It is, but you know, at this in an event like this, at the very least, you're entertained by the constant feed of other people breaking down, and so most mm. of the cars were engaged in some form of calamity constantly. So oh, one cool. guy did 103 hours in an old suburban, did a roadside head gasket change. So, <laughs> a hundred and a hundred and three hours. Correct. Yeah, we'd all, I mean, well been home. By the time <laughs> I could but take a Greyhound bus sure. faster than that. Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. Like what you guys it. should do is the uh, the Kramer challenge from Seinfeld, where you just see how far you can drive below the empty line, like in a given car, who can get the furthest. Dude, we did I have some, some running out of gas happen for sure. Cars are amazing. Like you, you took a 1992. Most of the things in my life are consumer grade, right? All around me, it's just consumer grade bullshit. Things that break if you drop them or or don't work like they're supposed to. You buy a is it 27 years old? Incalculable. A, a very very old uh, Lexus, and then you just hop in it and you race across the country at over a hundred miles an hour, oftentimes, and it works. It works without complaint. That thing just you you can switch drivers. It would have gone back. Maybe it, there are many things in my life as good as cars. The Jack Let me interject real products. quick because I know what he was just talking shit on crappy consumer products, but we're a pro China podcast. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yes. We are not about Absolutely. to get canceled. We're, we're whatever stance YouTube is at the moment. <laughs> How could you say believe. something so brave yet so great? <laughs> <laughs> we we bow down to our so Chinese well. overlords. Yeah. So well. And of course yeah. it's a Japanese car, but that, also works. Uh, <laughs> the fastest crossing ever of a Japanese car, best as we can tell, 35 hours, 55 minutes. But uh, nice. that's the thing. There's another uh, prominent YouTuber, Matt Farah, the smoking tire that just hit a million miles in a similar Lexus LS 400. So they are known for longevity. Admittedly, it wasn't my first choice. If I'm going to drive across the country, I want to do it in something a bit more interesting than that. So I had spent the, the morning low-balling sellers of old Rolls Royces Ooh. planning to dress as the Sheiks. Uh, <laughs> From Cannonball Run, brilliant. I yeah. couldn't get any of them bought that day because uh, most of well them that Texas. you find people bought to, for, for wedding getaway cars and then realized we now own an old derelict Rolls Royce. And it would not have made it across undramatically, but it would have been you know nice to pull out of the parking lot. 
For sure. <laughs> I keep, so does everybody a, take I keep the getting same? a vision of this with a Rolls Royce. <laughs> and, and the first thing that pops in my head, I don't want to butt in, but didn't Doug ride with you guys? Or Doug no, was they were his Monte Carlo until Denver, and then they broke. Because Doug's kind of got the tan. Mm-hmm. Like a little midget chic. It would be cute. It would be cute. <laughs> midget <laughs> chic. He would hop out that and be like, it's a mini me. The new style this full, midget chic. Too small for you. <laughs> oh, wonderful. They prefer dwarfs. Okay. Dwarf so, chic. Dwarf chic. <laughs> After many complaints, we've changed to dwarf chic. <laughs> <laughs> so does that, does everyone take the same route? It sounded like you were getting to see people break down. Is everybody they decided, oh, this is the path of least resistance and they're kind of on the same highway for the most part? The most traditional route is to come down through St. Louis and then go across I-40. That's the only way that was available in the 1970s, which is kind of what we're paying homage to. Mm-hmm. Now it's actually a little bit faster to go the northern route along 80, as long as your car makes enough power to deal with the altitude. So you just kind of stay mm-hmm. on and then come down through Vegas. So we, uh, we've we generally done the 40 route just because it's the one I'm most familiar with, and it, it's easier on the cars. You get a bunch of big, wide-open states if you go north, but it's not uh, – it's not quite a, if you break down, it's a whole lot harder to find a tow truck. Yeah. I was going to say, I've driven across from, um, from Atlanta to Seattle and back before. And mm. when you're driving through Idaho, <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want. You could be in a, in a <laughs> super fucking alcohol burning funny car and, and nobody's going to notice if you're breaking Mach 2 out on those <laughs> highways. It's, you can be cooking meth in Idaho on the side yeah. of the road and nobody cares. They don't. There's, we were driving through Idaho and we were, we were just in my, uh, my four-door Chevrolet uh, Silverado. And we'd driven for 40 minutes without seeing a single car going 90. And I was like, let's pull over and do something fun. There's nobody out here. It's, this is a rare, you know, I'm from out here. There's people every fucking where. Traffic's crazy. I'm in Atlanta, by the way. And so we pull over. I get up on the hood of the Silverado facing forward and pull my arms back and, and I can grab like under the top of the hood. And I'm like, I look back and nod to my cousin and we're going 90 and we're going 90. I'm just on the hood riding out there. we got a video of it somewhere, but, but it's just like, it's really fucking fun to be on the hood of a car going 90 miles an hour down the highway. And I figured if, we, if there's a cop coming, we'd see him, but I'm not getting off. if like, you know, some, some hillbillies coming by. Oh, you, you could get out of that. Easily, because all you do is you're, <laughs> you're passing the cop is go help, 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 and then and then they'll stop him and you're you know they're gonna give you cocoa in a warm blanket. Because... <laughs> I thought they'd never stop. Oh, <laughs> these monsters—they pretend to know who I am. They looked at my whole pack story where I lived. <laughs> I did learn recently that uh, the great state of Arkansas is a terrible place to speed. We were doing a rally a couple of months ago from Nashville to Vegas and went through. Arkansas and uh, not long after I got into the state I guess we passed a state trooper going the other direction I was driving a Ferrari that I purchased the week before and they uh, with another Ferrari behind me in a Porsche and I guess we passed him going like 115 miles an hour but it was like a guardrail thing so he couldn't have turned around but I guess he radioed ahead to this uh, friend cop that was at a rest area not far ahead of us and so we get up on him and we'd slow down at that point but he pulls out in front of us, turns his lights on, and we immediately and you know, obediently pull over. But then he jumps out of his car, jerks my door open, pulls me out of the car, and immediately handcuffs me. And again, we weren't violating anything at that point. I'm like, uh, hey, what, what's going on? And he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, just you know, driving to Dallas and with some friends. And then it's like, 
well, why did you just pass a state trooper going 110? If you say we did, that's fine. You know, it goes a lot faster than that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's just freaking out. But he's a really young cop, so he's getting other handcuffs, handcuffing everybody else. My wife is in the passenger seat, freaking out as you would imagine. But mm-hmm. fortunately, with her camera phone present, and so we uh, we kind of keep him talking. Whenever you know, people always say, "Don't talk to cops if you get pulled over." Yeah, don't don't talk to cops about what you were just doing. Do talk to the cops as much as you can about them. Their personal lives. The Don't incriminate yourself, though. Exactly. Yeah, you're not incriminating yourself. You just got the more that they sell you, the more likely you are to have a better outcome. He calls everybody. There's like four different types of law enforcement officers <laughs> on the road. And like the this guy's in like a parachute outfit. I, I don't understand it. And the sheriff. <laughs> And they, they called out. the National Guard. <laughs> <laughs> the, these Ferraris speed, speeding through Arkansas was not to be tolerated. And so I'm like, okay, you know, he, we're in handcuffs on the side of the road, just walking around talking to these guys for like 30 minutes. And all the other participants that were behind us, because we were kind of the front pack of this rally, are like, pull, some pulled into the rest area and they're like peeking through the trees, watching us. Some were, some just kind of creep on by in one or two. But the, it's it was crazy. And they, they were very nice. Eventually, we found out this guy, the cop that had gotten so upset and put us in handcuffs was like six months on the force. And so he had probably gotten a radio call saying, you know, you got these speeding Ferraris. You're about to have a high speed chase, you know, get your big boy pants on, you know, get ready to go. You're in a and rally. So you couldn't have up, gone with, dude, just, there's Ferraris all over. You sure it was me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, this is, but this is the thing, Ed, because you don't look like that guy. So hmm. can you imagine when he pulled you out of the Ferrari? He's like, shit, I got the world's fastest accountant. <laughs> Carry on. You man. don't look like the bandit, you know? Yeah, teardrops, everything. No. And so we kept him talking. Eventually he's like, all right, all right, I'm just going to give you guys a uh, – we're just going to give you all the rec- reckless driving tickets, but we're not going to take you to jail. Well, okay, thank you, I guess. How about, how about we just do also not the reckless driving tickets? And I was like, ah, no, no, it's fine. You know, you just, you'll, uh, you'll just pay it online. Well, the next day we'd call a lawyer and he's like, oh no, it's a minimum of five days in jail if you get reckless driving. And I'm like, well, they didn't tell us that. And I mean, we not that we probably could have done much in the moment. So I had to hire this lawyer to go out there and, you know, show up on my behalf. And they talked it down to was it um, some like disobeying a sign or something, you know, city <laughs> ordinance. But no, it was a disobeying negligent a operation, <laughs> negligent operation, which I, I don't even know what it is, but doesn't result in any points in the state of Georgia. Thankfully. Yeah. That's but the- you know, thinking really though, the five days in prison, if we could get at least two good YouTube videos out of that, <laughs> it would almost be, I mean, could you imagine Vin Wiki live from lockup in Arkansas? Kind of a tentpole topic here on the show. That's hilarious. <laughs> I would love to I see mean, you guys in prison from in jail, I guess, not prison. Yeah, You're not making me feel comfortable the way you said that. I would love yeah. to see you guys in prison. I'm feeling uncomfortable. Well, I'd love to see our fellow co-host in prison, too. So, uh, yeah. I, want, I want to shut my laptop right now. It's really freaking me out. Yeah, they probably I'm having a stranger you. danger moment. They put you in the county jail, and that's much worse than prison. That's yeah. what I've much heard. Worse. Yeah, yeah, that's much worse yeah. than prison. I haven't hung out there often, but that's what I've heard, too. Are they not impressed when they're like, man, what are you in for? And you're like, well, I do a YouTube channel. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have a Ferrari impounded right now. (laughs) I said, we'll target on your back. They did say if we if we had to serve it, you could serve it like a day or two at a time. And I was like, that's convenient. 
even worse though. And they also said with overcrowding, it could be days only. Like you don't have to spend the night, uh, which I, I don't really understand. I guess you just go go pick that up the trash awesome. during the day. Dude, that's how super rich people go to prison. Like that lady who admitted <laughs> that she spent like a million dollars getting her kid into some school that she wasn't at all prepared for. Should be legal. They're yeah, like, the well, girl. you gotta you gotta spend six weeks in prison at your convenience. <laughs> <laughs> Just whenever Sorry, you Wednesday, get around to it. Wednesday doesn't work for me. All right, well, <laughs> when does? <laughs> Gotta pencil you in for next Saturday. <laughs> Weekend. Our, our legal system is so fucking fun. I'm sure like every country's like this, but being able to go like 130 miles an hour and then the cop who saw you do it be like, actually, this is more like loitering. <laughs> and then, and then you just paid that ticket. You, you mentioned that on these cross country trips, car is a lim I'm sorry, power is a limiting factor. The car's power. Yeah. You just can't hit top speed or like like it legit won't go as fast as you need it to. I'm a low lying East Coaster here. Well, when you have thin air at altitude, right. and especially if you uh, have a naturally aspirated car, you're gonna lose 30, 40, 50 percent of the power. Mm -hmm. And especially in some of the big high plane states, it, you've got crosswinds that'll move your car off the road. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'll see tractor trailers laying on their side. So we did it 2016 or 17 in a 1995 Cadillac Fleetwood Brougham limousine. And we were going to San Francisco that year. And I bought it from a raging alcoholic two or three days prior to departure because the, uh, the Audi I'd planned to take broke. And that I thing. That detail. <laughs> I don't know what's more surprising about that story: an alcoholic <laughs> owning a, lim a Cadillac limo or the Audi breaking. I bought it in a Walmart parking lot. How did you know that that guy woke up one morning and he's like, "Man, I hope I didn't text anyone anything silly." <laughs> walked outside and there's I bought some of my best cars from a Walmart parking lot. You know, That's, uh, I made some good deals there. You make me want to uh, buy yeah, more cars. Uh, he had bought it years prior for his van to tour in, and it was an absolute piece of garbage, but it was roomy and comfortable at the very least, but it, it had no power. Uh, that was that um, LT4 motor, I think, and it was, it, was, uh, it was garbage. But we made it, and in like 38 hours, but it was, it was good fun, and we encountered the circumstance which we're talking about. No power and terrible aerodynamic efficiency. Hey, ha have you ever seen one of those GTM supercars, the kit car that you can build, yeah, the, absolutely. the Corvette drivetrain? What's your mm -hmm. opinion on those? Because I was thinking about building one. Well, so they can be awesome, or given the fact they're built in people's garages, they can be utter rubbish. So we mm -hmm. had a guy who did a SLC, which is a very similar concept. It's a super light car that is, they're, they're race car chassis that you can make street legal due to being self-constructed cars. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, that's just what's happening. Yeah, I'm looking at the SLC right now. Oh, this is even cheaper, huh? Because I was looking, I was going to be close to 40K on uh, building the uh, the GTM, but this looks even cheaper. Oh. I can't remember what he said he ended up in within it. it. A lot of it just depends on how nice of an LS motor you end up putting in them. I mean, you exactly. can get one out of a Suburban and it'll do just fine because they don't weigh anything. Mm -hmm. But uh, you just got to check your state laws for self-constructed vehicle rules. And it'll uh, and it's it's very possible. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about doing one of those. I just find a Corvette that's been totaled out, but still has decent drive. Even though I got to get pieced together three or four destroyed yeah. Corvettes or whatever, you know. You only really need gearbox and motor, and most of the time you swap it to a Porsche G50 gearbox. It's just the one that mates well with an LS and does rear mount better. 
Okay. Uh, so there's, I mean, infinite internet forums. And this guy did it in Minnesota and found the vehicle titling there to be quite easy. It's it's very easy in Florida, very easy in Louisiana. There's a few other states that make it easy. Georgia's kind of so-so. Okay. Yeah, my, my my dad and I have restored and rebuilt a few hot rods, like, you know, the 55 Chevrolets and 67 Camaros and a lot of now stuff like that. So. Language. Yeah, yeah, the fun stuff. Um, so so I'm pretty familiar with doing all that. I can do paint and body and drivetrain work. Rob was doing that in high school. Yeah, exactly. same, yeah. While you yeah. were playing with your computers, I was playing with, <laughs> I was playing with old cars. <laughs> he was looking up facts about cars on Internet Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, MySpace albums. Yeah, because they, they, you know, if especially if you're not a car guy, like you glance at that thing and it looks like a six figure supercar. Oh, yeah, it, it does. It, 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 and it I would outrageous. assume, I, I'm a medium car guy at best. I would assume that I, it's my weakness. I'm the one who doesn't know about the greatness of the SLC. You know, they, well, there, there aren't that many of them. I think he said there were only maybe 40 or 50 of them that were completed. I think mm. they've sold a couple hundred of the kits, but mm. there aren't that many that have. So the real thing to do is to find someone who's at the halfway point two years ago and hasn't touched it. And then you pick that up. By an existing project. That's it. Yeah. Because this guy built one and then found out that there was a guy that was 20% in literally a block away from his house, like a strong golf shot down the street. And he never knew this until he started driving his around the block. And this guy comes out just furious that he was even possible to finish the car <laughs> so much thinking he was so mechanically inclined. But, uh, I, you know, it's there, there are guidebooks for these types of things, but it took him. He estimated the hours. And it was a lot, but it, I mean, he did it in less than a year by himself. Yeah. 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 All those projects end up to end up like that. You know, just, just, we, uh, we bought a 55 Chevrolet. And as soon as we got like, there were like three different generations of body restoration on it. It's like, oh, look at that. That's fiberglass and sand some more. Oh, look, Bondo. Is that lead? Did they <laughs> fix these dents with lead? And you keep going a little farther. Are those welds? Did they solder this car back? To, and finally, we find but out this is not even a, one car. It's two cars that have been welded together. Ingenious. We have two cars. You got to think about it. In 60 years, what that car has yeah. seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it, that's, not a, that's not out of the question for old cars. Yeah. People drove. They were harder on things than we are now. Roads were worse. Wrecks were worse. The thing that tickles me is how people talk about how strong old cars are like in wrecks. Oh, that thing's built like a tank. Have you ever seen a crash test of an old car? It rolls <laughs> yeah. up like a damn newspaper. And yeah, everyone dies. Did. Exactly. And you know, it's got a collapsible steering column. Great. It spears you like a fish. Mm -hmm. Super. That's a great one. <laughs> you know, no dash pads, big no. sharp dials and, and knobs. I mean, it's all sheet metal. It's yeah. all fucking sheet. The, the dash you, of that thing is a death zone. Yeah. As a you car die retard. like a man in that. <laughs> as, as like a car a retard. Belt. Like I saw one of those clips where they use some slingshot with a crash test dummy in the front seat of both. And they like fire a new car at an old car and they're both going. And like if you were to stop it one frame before, I'm like, I guarantee that old heavy metal thing is going to absolutely smash that Hyundai Elantra or whatever. And then it's the exact opposite. At the end of it, the Hyundai guy looks like he'd survive, and the other guy has a head that glances off the top of the Hyundai. <laughs> it's like that. 
terrible. Oh my goodness. They used I, to uh, use, if you watch like the old crash tests, like that are from the 60s and stuff, they used pigs. You know, they, they would put a, a pig carcass in there and you might think, oh, they go, if we go and find a dead pig. What a waste of bacon. No, 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 no. They drug a live pig. <laughs> That's they hysterical. Drug, they drug a live pig and throw him in there because they want him to react like a living organism. So he's in there. I just, you, you know, at some point, one of them was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> what the, at exactly what the I, wrong time. Where? <laughs> Chevrolet. Oh no! <laughs> and just, That's Nine hilarious. out of ten drugged pigs prefer Ford. <laughs> <laughs> I misunderstood what you you said. They drugged a pig, right? Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I translated it in my head as they dragged a pig in there, fighting and squealing oh. the whole time. I <laughs> 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 oh, can't get the buckle around. <laughs> that is so. They they just would put living. What's the purpose of putting a living pig in there? <laughs> because it's you know it's got a beating heart and you know they want to see what's gonna they don't want some rigor mortis it's also pig. got hooves too though we don't have that <laughs> it's a totally different you know physiology than us well you know okay have that, it your way taylor we'll use chimpanzees they should, should drug <laughs> monkeys <laughs> well, on our original record attempt i had gone to the local butcher and got three pig hearts to put into a cooler and I had logos made up that said transcon, transplant, transport. And I was going to say that if we got pulled over and we had this cool <laughs> parts. And in the in 1979, they actually got pulled over Brock Yates and Hal Needham as they were kind of doing the last <laughs> run. And they had a senator's wife. And they said, or that was a woman who claimed to be a senator's wife. <laughs> medical center. Well, it wasn't and a woman. It was a man dressed as a woman. But, <laughs> but the that's right. Part. So they they said if they put her in a pressurized aircraft that she would, uh, her body would erupt in cysts. And this New Jersey cop bought it and they got away. And so I was like, well, you know, it, as we're going to pay tribute to this. We need to say that these hearts that had to be transplanted into somebody at the UCLA Medical Center <laughs> would have erupted in cysts. If we, if were imagine, we imagine, possible, imagine the lies you could get away with before the internet. <laughs> like, no, she's got... Uh, do Ducleodnosis. Uh, you, you probably don't know what that is, but it's important, and we got to be on our way. Thank you. <laughs> Are you accusing me of making that up just now? You, you want me to say what I just said again, as if I wouldn't remember what I just said? <laughs> Did you not see my white coat? I'm a professional, okay? Right. I got a like clipboard. A <laughs> Do you think I wear this for my health? Yeah. <laughs> I wear it for everybody else's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that that article on Reddit where the guy, I believe his mother dies of Alzheimer's. And so he donates her body to science and he's told that, oh, she'll be very helpful with Alzheimer's research. Here we have a, a brain that's been destroyed by the disease. And he's, oh, great. I'm glad that that mom can, you know, she can be of some help to medical science. And they sell the body to the military and they blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, mom. Mom I'm tested out the new law rocket. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to donate my body to science fiction. I have poured, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I have poured so much liquor, and there's been so many Marlboros that have gone through this body, and it's still going. That's the thing. It's, it boggles the mind. Whatever gets me, you know what I'm saying? It's good. I'm just saying. I would only want to donate my body to science fiction and fantasy if they promised me that they would use my body to test like Urukai swords 
for the next Lord of the Rings? Like, what would really lock off an arm? What would see, really stab see, through? I'm not. I'm not real big into that whole Star Wars thing. I was busy chasing girls in high school, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but oh. um, <laughs> the, uh, I don't really follow that. <laughs> so I was, swat, I was I was swatting my son away, Webster, my cat. That's great. Taylor mentioned your cat. He says, "I don't know Star Wars. I got laid too much." <laughs> I was actually jo- I was joking. They, they fucked Casey his brains Pooch. out. We, hey, I was listen, listen. I mean, this is straight up. I was talking to Casey Pooch, and there was a stormtrooper mannequin in front of a car, and I didn't even know what it was till so he said it. And he said, "Did I tell you about the time I made a lightsaber?" And I said, "Shut up, stop. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to hear it. I mean, that's just no, stop. <laughs> like every cool point you had come pulling up in a Viper, you lost it." Instantly talking about building a homemade lightsaber. He comes out in a robe with that Darth Maul makeup. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, it's like you didn't watch Star Wars. No, I didn't. You know why? Pussy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was slaying way day, too much gash to worry about Endor. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. There for a long time, I had to go out of county because I already made a name for myself. What was the, what was the reputation, Rob? Syphilis. It, oh. no, no, no. You, you, hey, a shot of penicillin once a week. You're good to go. You but it or not, it's just there. But all of the antibiotic antibiotic got, resistant strains. We got, know why. Got, you're welcome. And uh, so it was. I got to the point where girls talk to each other now. Social media has messed that up because now they're all friends, Ugh. and and that gets you right there. That's that's mm-hmm. what messes you up. I blame it on the internet. I feel like Tinder's improved the game, right? <laughs> See, no, no, no. It's improved the game for people that don't have game. That's the catch. Oh, now when you got a, when you got a voice like this, I could walk up to I could walk up to you and talk you into a piece of ass. Okay, that, that's true. <laughs> I'm just saying. I hope to meet you in prison. <laughs> and with modesty like that you know what i'm saying hey uh, it's, it's he's drinking from a flashlight for some reason but you do you <laughs> i drink i drink obscene amounts of caffeine i drink about 20 cups of coffee a day i drink coffee from the minute i get up to the minute i go to bed they say that's good for you yeah, <laughs> heart healthy they call it. Yeah. that'll be a selling feature for the body to science part. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus, look at all the caffeine in this thing. But yeah. I got a love letter. Do you guys want to see it? Yeah. Is it is it hot? Is it, is it written to you? Is this why Jackie's not around and why you've grown a beard? So it is. <laughs> I didn't know what the scoop was. I thought it was a fan letter or something. Oh, so, goodness. but like that penmanship. My dearest Woody. I long for the time we once spent together. We used to be so close. You would look for me every day. Oh, how you let me smooth away your rough exterior, your hands around my body, turning me on and making me buzz. I don't know who it is keeping us apart, what lies they're telling you. Are they saying that you don't need me, that you look younger without me? Is society to blame? Now I'm lucky if I see you once a week. Don't give up Ah. on us. I'm charged up and ready to go. You can get back to the way we were. Let me run you. Let me run along your face. Use me. Charged and ready. Your shaver. My wife wrote this. It's a hint. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, like halfway through that, like that's the person who's going to murder your family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah, know the that's... backstory. I just started reading it, and uh, 
Did she did she just hand it to you like that, or did she go like an extra step and mail it to your own address? <laughs> no, she just well, she, she handed I'm it to looking, me. But I, I get fan mail now and then, and that was yeah. my assumption. So, uh, but it's not usually love letters and shit like that. But it, I had a guy write me a letter when I was in prison. I, I really appreciated it. You know, they, they were like mail call, and I was like, I don't have anything coming today. And uh, my, my the guy in the cell next to me, he's like, Myers, you got a letter, and I was like, huh could this be from and it was one of the one of the guys i play video games with dj dj thank you very much again for for writing me that letter uh let you know he updated me on you know whatever was going on in the world and what was going on with you guys see five days wouldn't have been that bad i mean i would have known who my true fans are (laughs) i wanted to send kyle a letter that just said ha 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 (laughs) (laughs) don't drop the soap I thought we were about to get a Dollar Shave Club ad, right? There. Well, that's yeah, a good. That's a good it. one. That's a good one. You, you fellas could use that. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Well, Woody shouldn't. Kyle and I are strongly on the Woody should grow his beard out train. I think the gray looks distinguished. It adds mm. an air of authority to what he yes. says. But his wife, for some weird reason, doesn't. I think she doesn't like it because it makes him a specimen. I'm just so attractive that she doesn't want me to exist in this state. I think that That's I the, think she wants to keep. She wants to make sure that when you go outside the house one day a week, that nobody would want that, me. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that there isn't some young hussy out there laying, casting her glims upon you, and and scooping you up. Nothing you know? draws in the young hussies like a gray beard. Oh, you'd be you'd very be surprised. Daddy issues. Yeah. It does draw them in. <laughs> that, that, I'm telling you, there has to be a daddy issues. Part of Tinder for hypothetically singing. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this okay. Yeah. This is this is the thing. I mean, do you realize we were at the radio station one night recording a show? We had a chick come by, and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm your biggest fan. We do automotive talk radio. Female demographic, very small. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And this <laughs> chick is really into it." And she was young and she was attractive. I mean, she wasn't like one of them old butch redneck chicks. I mean, like she was a good looking gal. And I'm thinking to myself, I mean, I court- exactly. <laughs> the first thing, the first thing that popped in my head is I'm fixing to share this chick how many times 40 will go into 20. But <laughs> halfway, you know, I guess. I did. I, I would never take advantage of a situation like that. That's horrible. That's Wait, 20? No, no. That's okay. No, we're we're pro 40 into 20 around here. <laughs> I don't know how that new math works. You didn't but... say 17. You said 20. It's cool. Carry on. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> but yeah, but I blame daddy issues on the beard thing because that's, you know what I'm saying? That's that he was starting to grow one right before he left. So that's how they, they like, that's why they like you like that. It's possible mm-hmm. that Kyle and Taylor have daddy issues and that's why they're so into the beard. Tossing out You've there. uncovered I my, can see it. my father's a clean shaven man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I usually shave on Fridays after the show. This weekend, I, I did this thing. I forgot. I, I did. I traveled. Didn't bring my shaver, and it just seemed like it was close to showtime again. So I let it run another week. Yeah, it looks. Good. It, we're not, we're not teasing you. This isn't one of those like. I mean, it does. It, it looks it's good. Like good. you don't look like you got one of those. See, I can't grow a beard. I'm envious of you guys. Like mm-hmm. the goatee takes me like six months to do this, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> if I shave to. it off, that's a major decision. <laughs> because yeah. it's not coming back in two weeks. Yeah, oh, I didn't shave for endeavor. A chin appears where there was none. It's the greatest thing. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, I, I worked a job where I had to be clean shaven for a long time, and I would shave in the morning. And if like the main boss would come by in the afternoon, I would get rec- reprimanded. 
<laughs> well, it would come back too fast. See, my old man's like that. He's like that. He's like that rough, tough generation. Like he can shave at seven in the morning, seven in the evening. He needs to do it again. Yep. Oh, I like empathize I, with your old man. I don't. I don't work like that. I just. I don't know. No, I, I went two months without shaving recently, and I just looked homeless. I just came out homeless. Yeah, it, it was not a good look. I thought it was kind of endearing. I, went uh, with I didn't care cast for away. It. Yeah, castaway. Yes, I looked like I had been abandoned somewhere for two. <laughs> well, I guess I had. You know, <laughs> yeah, abandoned in prison for two months. Yeah, for two for two months. Yeah, yeah. It did not. It was not a good look. But you know, there's no shavers in there, and I use a shaver. Yeah. No fun. No fun. No, no, that's no fun at all. Would you say that was the worst part of prison? <laughs> no, I would not say that was the worst part of prison. Did you that think much? Did the beard get more comfortable as time went on? Because I get into a phase. I'm a little past it now. Where if I or like lay on my belly and I use my chin on the pillow like to read the computer or something like that's awful. Um, did I just didn't good? like. Did I didn't like when my mustache would go into my mouth and I could bite it with my teeth. Like it, it went over the lip and into my mouth, and I could, I could like that's bite long. it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't care for that, and uh, I didn't like. Um, I didn't just didn't like it, you know. It wasn't uncomfortable anymore, though. It stopped itching after a few weeks, and it, it was just it was just gross. I wish you, you, you know one more day, and it would have made the show. You know, I I had a lady friend coming, uh, and I just didn't want to expose her to Castaway Kyle. You I know, follow. And, yeah. And and like, uh, you know, I, I was in the bathroom, like, I was like, am I really about to take my first real free man shower and my, my use my first real toothbrush and toothpaste in two months and not get that trimmer out and fucking clean this nastiness up. I couldn't do it. I had to get it off. Fair enough. I Plus, like, I didn't even want to go in public with it. Like, I looked I looked bizarre. <laughs> I get, yeah. You could have cleaned it up, made it made it your the best Kyle. You know, Kyle's perfect beard. Maybe maybe just a mustache if I just kept the mustache because that was pretty pretty strong. I, I, I was hoping that, you would do that. Maybe just like the cowboy thing where it just comes straight down, but but no go. Do, do, do the do the Tom do the Tom Selleck thing. Yes. Know? Oh yeah. Could, could right do there. that. Or, or I wish I could grow a Hitler. Mine doesn't fill in in the middle. But I've always wanted to just just grow the little Hitler stash. That 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 was big back in the day. I don't know why it fell out of fashion. I, <laughs> yeah, that was huge. When I shaved my beard this a couple years ago. I did like in phases, you know, like a strong goatee, a strong mustache, a Hitler stash. Turns out, posting pictures of yourself with a Hitler stash, that picture gets popular. They, yep. People, people keep that one around. Yep, it's quite memeable. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's my <laughs> that's my desktop background. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Send that to me, please. <laughs> I'll get on it. <laughs> I've seen it posted, Woody, where it's like. You with the Hitler mustache, and it's like that feel when the Allies are closing in. I don't remember who made that, but that was a good. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there's me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That is wonderful. (laughs) I didn't didn't realize. I thought it was like a History Channel special that was coming on or something. (laughs) Did Hitler escape to South America? Find out tonight on Discovery. (laughs) This is like Hitler in 1931 before his first meeting. Uh, Colorization. (laughs) And the hair just, just so perfect, too. It's because very that's white kind power of his hair. style. Very, yeah. you know, you know, what, what do they call that? Uh, the, the really short hair on the side, and then high, high and tight, tight, right? High and tight. High and tight yeah, I'm thinking high about going to the high and tight style because that's going to add at least two weeks to my needing to get a haircut regimen. You're, well, you're it fucking might, up. It might give you some uh, 
head shaping, head contouring, right? You it's could the elongate opposite. it. No, it'll do the it's opposite. It'll thing. reveal that noggin that's hiding underneath <laughs> that hair. You think you, you should as go as hair as possible? Ah, <laughs> we need to test this out. You go high and t- high and tight, and then just let it rock until you go sideshow Bob and see which look is better for you. I'll, I'll go high and tight next time, and then just I'll, if it doesn't look good, I'll be wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, shaved in part and everything. You'll be yeah. hipster ready. An enormous hat. Mm. Yeah, I hate get, yeah an enormous hat. You got a ten gallon hat. It looks like a beret. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I have an enormous head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I thought that was a good idea because I hate getting my hair cut. I hate sitting still at the dentist. I hate sitting still getting my hair cut. And so if I can add next, so you got the wrong person weeks, cutting your hair. You I mean, got I the just wrong person cutting your hair. You got to sit down, say, buzz the sides, four on the top, point me at the TV faster is better, bitch. So you got a barber. <laughs> so you got a male barber, right? <laughs> See, I, do, I got yeah. a chick that cuts my hair, and yeah, I like I it. She's got like six kids and like store bought boobs. That's the chick I want <laughs> cutting my hair. After I, I like don't care what's on TV. Exactly, nice gal. You know what I'm saying? Been divorced half a dozen times. Oh yeah, that's that's who I want cutting. <laughs> she smokes while she cuts my hair. It don't matter. Whatever. <laughs> I, I like when I go get my hair cut, and it's like I don't have a specific person. That they're all women, but I'll just go in and be like haircut time, mm. and whoever's there. But I like there's this short, fat, matronly woman. And when she has to lean in with her giant tits on my back, somewhat it's like a it's like one of those autism blankets. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like a calming effect. I'm just one of those thunder one of those thunder blankets. I don't know about the dog, but I love it. Yeah. I have a new barber now. I like him. He likes basketball. We chat. He's got a Does he like beards? <laughs> you know what? I had him shave my beard once. Dude, I did You're not brave. know what I was signing up for. I thought, like, hey, I'm being lazy. I, I need a shave. I'll, I'll, I'll treat myself. You know, 20 bucks for a beard shave. Let's see what this is all about. It's really gay. Like, it, it just <laughs> seemed like he was caressing my face, one hand, doing, like, I, I, I kind of wanted to back out halfway through. But it's getting hard, right? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Is it bad? Yeah. Is it bad? I'm, you it, see, and, do you see your little cape popping up? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, All the hair falls off while the you're side. Right. How about a landing strip down below? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. It, it, it was really intimate in a way that I, I didn't know was coming, and it hurt. I, I, I've hurt. seen it done where they take <laughs> that super sharp blade and they go... It was kind of like tugging at my whiskers. And there I have thick <clears> hair too. Like even the hair in my head, if you step on it, you get like splinters and stuff. Yeah. So uh like my whiskers are just that times ten. And uh like I don't know, it just hurt. Everything was bad about it. I'm not doing that again. I was going to this really expensive place in Atlanta and it haircut haircut and a shave was like $120. Oh, fuck and that. Uh, and yeah, you get over it. And uh, at the, you know, and did you buy them a year at a time or something? <laughs> <laughs> and and like to do like I don't know sideburns and like 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 the back of your neck and stuff. He'd get out the straight razor instead of using a trimmer or whatever. And uh, and my neck too, which is like the scariest part to get straight mm-hmm, razor. Mm-hmm. He was and you were saying it hurt. I, it sounds like maybe his razor wasn't sharp enough, or maybe he wasn't an expert. This dude was incredible. He would just go. And it, it felt like he was running the back of a credit card across my skin. You know, just, just, a, just I could feel something was there and it was like gliding across my skin, but it felt good. And every time he, he was just, 
he had like that towel over his arm. And he was like, soup, soup, shoop, soup, soup, shoop. He was fucking Sweeney Todd on the back of my <laughs> neck and my throat. It was incredible. Help so me, Sweeney Todd throat. reference. Yeah, it's a it's it's a musical um, oh. about about the demon barber of Fleet Street. He's he's a it, it doesn't matter. All right. So <laughs> speaking speaking <laughs> of reference, well done. Yes. So speaking <laughs> of full service barbers and and hairstylists. Do you I used get to happy own a sign shop. on your carry on? No, oh well, this gets better. So I used to own a sign shop, and there's a small town outside of Greenville, and I won't say the name of it, but it's a very small town. It's got a little main street, you know, and there's there's a barber shop and a beauty salon. Mm-hmm. And the name of this beauty salon, hell, it's called the Sheer Shack. And I did all the window lettering. My sign shop did for it. And it was ran by this. You ever seen Still Magnolias? Yes. Just like Dolly Parton's character. That's how she acted. But she didn't look like that. Uh You know, she was country and really sweet. Oh, darling. And all this stuff. Well, on the other. Okay. So they had two barber chairs or, you know, hairstyling chairs there where they cut hair and did permanents and colors or whatever. And then there was like a little wall. It's probably three feet tall, just like a half wall. And then there was a massage table and they had a girl there that gave massages. Well, one of the hairstylists bumped me and she said for an extra 20, she'll give you a happy ending. This is in front of a plate glass window on main street. (laughs) (laughs) Assert your dominance. And I'm thinking to myself and I'm like, Really? Yeah. Well, so we go down to the barber shop <laughs> next door and they start telling us about the massage services there. Apparently, it's a very popular thing in this town. So, did you take advantage of it? Was, <clears throat> was it one of these no. young ladies that I have in this photograph down here? No, it's not. No, it's, oh, not. it's a damn no, shame. Not. There's not enough Aquanet. Ooh, count me in there. for the middle. Yeah, right? She <laughs> looks like her hands would be calloused and powerful. Yeah. <laughs> you spent way too much time in the pen, dude. <laughs> I feel like she could change a tire, cut your hair, and get you she off. She could open a beer bottle minutes. with her teeth, okay? Don't <laughs> She's like, Psh, have one. That's not a twist off. <laughs> <laughs> They're all twist offs to her, okay? Yeah. <laughs> So you She's went, never found a top she couldn't pop. Yeah. <laughs> Rabbit, you went from 300 pounds to 177? 177. What did you... I, I, I got back you did the meal prep, but you acted like you weren't hungry on the meal prep. Like you, It seemed like no. you ate as much as you want. I ate all the time. That's the thing. When you eat healthy stuff, you can eat as much of it as you want because it sucks. You know, <laughs> you don't want any. That's I mean, the it's key. Just, you don't want to eat no more of it. Like you just, you don't eat because mm, them turkey burgers are good. No, you eat to make a turd. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> you eat. It's like you fuel the machine. You don't eat for like. You'll never hear me say, "Boy, them turkey burgers and brown rice." I'm craving some of that. No one. Cra- There's starving kids in Somalia that don't crave that shit. Okay, because <laughs> it's not. Do you have any not, real burgers, perhaps? <laughs> Why do you turkey burgers? <laughs> yeah, I'll eat dirt, you know. But it's, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like you, that's what you you eat to fuel the machine. That's it. You didn't eat for taste anymore. You you ate because like, oh shit, I got to do it again. It's like taking your medicine. Yeah, mm. fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's you lost a bunch of How long did I it take did, you to lose it? Five months. Damn, that's a lot of weight fast. Yeah. Well, I spent a lot of money 
to do that. That's the catch. That's the part I didn't tell everybody. Go on. Dietitian, trainer. You know what I mean? Like we, mm -hmm. my buddy put me on to these people and it costs a lot of money. And then, now keep in mind the you know, 2,503 grand I spent for this over this period of time, probably, well, it's probably more than that with the personal training, probably added 10 years to my life that the Marlboros took years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but three you know grand, what I'm saying? Like you'd pay three grand three, for a life change. Yeah, three well, grand to drop 123 pounds. I would, well, that'd be a lot for me to lose. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but still, like that's a deal that you'd probably make every time. Oh yeah. yeah. No, oh, well, yeah. think about what Wings spent on his surgery, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll never know the truth, but it was a lot of money. Mm -hmm. That's well, more than three thousand too. But Maybe. the thing was crazy is everybody told me that losing weight that fast, you're going to gain it back. You're going to gain it back. I gained, I got, you know, I. I kind of beef back up to about 197 pounds. So I, I run between like 195 and 205. I've, I've never gained really much more than that. How long ago so was this when you lost it? All? 2012. Oh, so you've kept it off for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. What, do people have a resting weight? Like, a, is it their lifestyle that takes them to a resting weight? Or do their bodies kind of have a happy place that's not always where you wish it was? probably a well, mix but i would guess more lifestyle it depends on your lifestyle because yeah. because if you're if you were a fucking nomadic caveman person <laughs> like you'd be fucking ripped you'd have that jesus on the cross sort of like core going on the side striations just that loincloth that he's <laughs> okay. always got you'd be rocking that loincloth and maybe the crown i don't know but but <laughs> you know you'd be fucking fit you'd be fast you'd be agile you'd, you'd be strong but like you're a normal fucking human being. You got to go to work at some time. And unless that oh, work yeah. is Jesus impersonator or <laughs> personal trainer, then you'd really don't have time to get into that kind of shape. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Christianity never would have taken off if Christ was overweight. No, never. No, no they would have been like, I don't the know. cross would have broken before he died. <laughs> it's just, just crumbled down. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But see, that's the new thing now, though. When I lost weight, it wasn't cool to be a fat ass. I was a fat ass through all the bad years. Now <laughs> we've got fat entertainers. You can't body shame people. So now it's okay to, it's like, this is how my luck goes. I lose weight and fucking fat is in now. <laughs> that's my problem. I didn't realize how clever I had been. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, I've been dealt two bad hands. That, and then this is my favorite one. Everyone tells me I look like the lead singer of Rascal Flats. Let me see what that looks like. Yes. Gary Laveau. Gary Laveau. And so everybody tells me I look like that guy, but they say that, you know, with a voice like you got, and I've been compared to. From oh, Michael you're Bacone, you do look like this guy. <laughs> so I get compared to that. And like, I've signed autographs for this dude before. <laughs> no, dude, you look so much like him. It's shocking. All right. So, but this is the thing. And I sound like Matthew McConaughey. Why can't I look like Matthew McConaughey and sound like the guy from Rascal Flats? Talk about being dealt a shit hand. Yeah, that's true. I'm the worst saying. of both worlds. Oh, come really? on. You're thinner than this guy, though. Yeah, yeah you're, you're definitely thinner than the Rascal yeah. Flats guy. Well, when I was fat, the Rascal when I was, Flats guy. When I was bigger, we were a lot. I didn't have the goatee. It was 
We were pretty close. I admit that. Well, the to be fair, the Rascal Flats guy seems like his weight has fluctuated quite a bit over the years. I see some of yeah. his pictures, and he's like two seventy, and yeah. he looks like he's you a big a few old Grammys dude. that has that effect. Yeah, I'm seeing this pre-Grammy photo. He, mm -hmm. He's pretty thin. Like his album cover, he's looking good. That's airbrush. You can get laid yeah, whenever you so. want because you're winning Grammys. The motivation to get fit has got to. Come on, precipitously. You know, do you really think a Grammy gets? I don't think out? meat. I don't think Meatloaf got laid a lot. I'm that, just throwing yeah. that out there. How about Michael Jackson? Did yeah, Michael Jackson slay Gash, or did even girls say? Mm. I think we know what he slayed. I think we <laughs> yeah. all know what Michael Ga My Michael Jackson was <laughs> Michael. slaying. And it, it, it wasn't Gash, as you <laughs> so eloquently put it's it. It's funnier that way, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he was slamming slick. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, that, I don't, you know, there was a guy Michael in my high Jackson. school who claimed that Michael Jackson just got all the girls that he wanted, which was probably true. Just did he want more than zero? He didn't want any. Yeah. <laughs> he was the he only gets rock all star. All the pussy he can ever <laughs> want. None. <laughs> he was using them to get to their boyfriends. You know, gonna be like <laughs> their Reddit children. It's going to be some like Reddit today I learned. It's like Michael Jackson's the only artist to have a no girls allowed sign near the backstage <laughs> pass area. <laughs> Oh, they made me uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah, I, I've gone. I've gone back and forth with my opinion on uh, old, old Michael Jackson. At first, I, I I thought, oh man, what a great entertainer. And then I was like, oh no, he's a pedophile. Uh, I guess he was. And then I was like, they were lying on little Michael. And then I watched that documentary, the Leaving Never Never Neverland thing, and I was like, oh shit, he was a pedophile. I, I'm pretty sure he was a pedophile, though. At the very least, he was a ghoulish human being, right? Like, you've seen the photos. He did look ghoulish. But then David ghoulish. Chappelle won me over and decided well, that it's cool if you're raped by Michael Jackson. That was, <laughs> that was, that a, was a an interesting argument. choice of, you know, comedic uh, approach. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. That was one but of the funniest bits in Dave Chappelle can get away with things that most people can't. Yeah, he killed a transsexual person the other day. Yes, yeah, well, he did. He, he fucked a transsexual person? No, he killed one, apparently. Oh. I guess he was mocking a transsexual person in his last uh, special, and then that person killed themselves, uh, like, last week. That's the thing about the whole gender business, like, in, in all, all jokes aside, their suicide rate is so high that that's kind of why I, I don't want to fuck with them. You know, like, they're, it's almost mean to be like, these are people in pain, but oftentimes they are. Mm. So... Oh yeah. Okay, I see. Well, yeah, if, we, if, if we limit ourselves to mocking those who can take it, what's the fun in that? <laughs> I mean, occasionally you want to well, push somebody over the edge, you know? I do see. You but but, but, but the world, from. but the world is a Hell. different place. Okay. <laughs> but the world is a different place, though. Now, okay, it's like I give you a perfect example: mm. the guy that put me on to the weight loss, my mm. big for nothing buddy with the big muscles and all that stuff. <laughs> He was a roid head from way back. Everybody knew it. He was a mon He looked like the damn Undertaker. This dude was a monster. Now he's got a kid. He's married. He's fat. You know, he comes over to my shop. He was just there literally two days ago at my shop. He comes walking in, gut hanging out, wearing jogging pants because God knows blue jeans won't go around him anymore. And he walks in and, you know, and I pick at him a little bit or something like this. Well, that hurts my feelings. That's why I did it. If it didn't hurt your feelings, I wouldn't make fun of you. I mean, you got to be tough. People, you know why I can make fun of fat people? Because they used to be fat. You got to be able to take uh, a joke. You know what I'm saying? It didn't. The same didn't reason I make fun me. of retarded people. Uh, well, oh, about anybody. <laughs> but you beat it. 
<laughs> well, it's, a, it's an uphill fight. Every day is a struggle. Cross Would I have there. made that joke if I beat it? Here, I actually found the the woman uh, who killed herself. Uh, her Twitter. She's got one tweet here from August twenty eighth that says. Punching down requires you to consider yourself superior to any other group. At Dave Chappelle doesn't consider himself better than me in any way. He isn't punching up or punching down. He's punching lines. That's his job, and he's a master of his craft. Oh, that's nice. That's what the who said that? The, the person, person who killed, killed themselves. themselves. Ah, so it doesn't. It's an interesting take. Doesn't yeah, seem I like, like that. she was mad at Dave Chappelle. No, his it doesn't. latest specials have made it clear that somebody told him like. We're going to pay you whatever it takes. But he said, well, I get to make whatever jokes I want and you have no oversight of it because it's it's like it's kind of like comedians and cars getting coffee. Like it's so clear. They just said we want Jerry Seinfeld to do a thing again and he's going to tell us what he wants to do. And it may or may not be good. It's just it just became him complaining to other famous people about what it's like to be famous, which nobody necessarily wants to watch. Yeah, I, I don't know. It wasn't it's not old Dave Chappelle anymore. No, no, it, no, it's funny. People like, were like, oh. Stones missed the point totally. It was I didn't think I didn't barely crack a smile the entire his latest entire one. Special. You didn't like it. Oh, I thought there I were did, really funny parts in it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It, I, it, it wasn't Dave Chappelle to me. He was getting off on a rant. I, if I anything, know. like like people who were like, "This new special is so horrible." It's like, did you watch the Chappelle show? Have you listened to his old shit? Because that makes this special look like look tame as fuck. Compared to the bits he used to do on his show, but it, but it's a different type of comedy too, though. It's a different type. There was a wit These, to Chappelle's show. The, that, exactly the bits that got that huge on Chappelle's show, at me. least to me, weren't weren't like weren't controversial, right? The, the Rick James stuff. I think there were two. I don't know, well, Rick James anyway was giant, right? Um, yep. The Prince stuff. There might have been two Prince things. Those well. were the Charlie Murphy stories. The Charlie, yeah. Charlie Murphy. Murphy. That's a good point, actually. Wow! As I process it, yeah, Charlie Murphy stories were my favorite part of the Chappelle show, and I gave yeah. Chappelle all the credit in my head. Yeah, I mean, I liked, Clayton Bigsby uh, was the funniest one. Clayton Bigsby, very funny. Yeah, Tyrone Biggums. Uh, Tyrone Biggums. Yeah, Biggums yeah. yeah. Funny, when he would yeah. do, was Joe Rogan actually on that episode when they did uh, Fear the, Factor? The, yes. the Fear Factor parody was that Joe Rogan that, that did he come on? Because yes. that was funny. He's he's like, all right, now you're gonna eat a bucket of horse penises, and and, <laughs> and all the white people are like, oh God, no! And you're looking like. Tyrone has already gotten himself one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got any hot now. sauce? You got any hot sauce? <laughs> I have had so many YouTube commenters tell me that I am what Dave Chappelle sounds like when he's pretending to be white. I get that. <laughs> I mean, his white face was hilarious too. Yeah. Like, I was like oh, in yeah. middle school or high school when his show was huge and we would just sit in the basement of whatever friend's house we were out and crack our asses up at that. It's so funny. And then he went to well, Africa for like 10 years and didn't make anything funny. That was a downer. What, I wonder if it was good for his career, though. Like, where's the hypothetical Chappelle candidate. that just stayed on? he turned down $100 million. Yes. Because he felt like the... everybody was making fun of him. Right. This is the thing you got to understand about comedy. When you're doing stand-up comedy, and I, I was, I was a traveling comic. I'm not gonna say I was a professional comedian or anything like that, but I traveled. And when you tell jokes night after night after night, when you see a comedian laugh at his own joke, he's not laughing at that. That's rehearsed. He just knows where to throw that. In. He's heard it two hundred times already. Mm. It's 
And you, you got to think about it. When you have an audience laughing at you, it's, it's great. But when you got an audience, you hit a, you get a bad room or you get somebody. We used to joke around all the time. The big saying when like, when I was doing comedy is that the room was warm. Mm-hmm. And usually the later the night, the warmer the room gets because the drunker everybody gets. Yeah. But you know, like we used to play in Atlanta, Laughing Skull Lounge, places like that. And they don't boo you in comedy clubs like that. They give you the keys. They take their keys out and start jingling them. And you you see 200 people jingling their damn keys? That right there will kill anybody's self-esteem of doing something. But, but comedy's rough. And I joke <laughs> with people. I actually got in an argument with a musician one time over this. Okay. Mm-hmm. He goes, man, stand-up comedy is easy. All you do is get up there and make an ass out of yourself. They laugh, you get paid. And I said, no. I tell one bad joke, my night's shot. You can miss a chord, and most people will never catch it. Yeah, they're not jingling keys at you. Exactly. And, and that's my thing with comedy. Comedy's a lot harder than it looks. And I'm going to tell you something. The funniest people you will ever meet that are, that are comedians have had the worst life. Because that is their mechanism for for working with that. Yeah, I think that's why so many big comedians are fatties. I think that's when you get how you get somebody like Chris Farley, who's just yeah. so talented and so especially physically funny, is because well, that guy grew up on attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and to like sort of parry away the attacks that were already coming at him. You know, somebody would call him fat, and he could he turn around and make them laugh. Or you know, I, I'm sure he, the guy got bullied and mocked his entire life. I'm sure. And, 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 and use that as an outlet, a defense the, mechanism. Like as a parallel to that, I feel like that's why so many hotties are often lacking in the personality. Yeah, it. Yeah, forget comedy, personality. <laughs> Wait, no, I, I didn't follow what you were saying there, but yeah, like really yeah, beautiful I, women. Sometimes they just never had to liven up a room; they could just smile. Yeah, everyone gives them a pass. Well, I've often said, if I could insert my brain into a gorgeous female, I would rule the fucking world. The mm-hmm. end. People will be turned off. That's not what I'd insert, <laughs> but you do you. You know, but you say that, and I would want—I would want my voice in a female, obviously. But my brain—if I could just put my brain in a Barbie, it would be mm-hmm. over with. Like literally, let me introduce you to Miss President Roberto. Yeah. You know, in a Barbie, great. I don't know if you could rule the world as a hot chick with no genitalia. <laughs> I like how the, your female uh, name is still a male name. <laughs> just call me Rob. Yeah, just call me Roberto. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought his special was fun. I still have, or no, I did watch the Bill Burr special. I forgot. I didn't think it was. Bill know, Burr's okay. It, his He's old stuff is so much better. That, so that's much where better. I was going with the Chappelle thing, right? Like. Uh, he took a break and then came back, and is almost like, I feel like comedians start at their best, right? They've got bits and routines, and it's the best stories that they've accumulated over 18 years or whatever that is. And then the next special is the ones that didn't make the first cut. And then the third special is just whatever cool happened in the last two years. Like, they, they put all their great stuff. And Chappelle got a reset, right? Bill Burr, on the other hand, has been cranking out special after special, and it's hard for them to not decline. Well, yeah, it's yeah. about Netflix has ruined comedy. I feel like so your, first special, your first special is sort of the culmination of your entire life up until that point. So if you do yeah. 25, you got 25 years of experience. If you wait until you're 50 to make another one, your career's kind of taken a real downturn in, the, in, the, in that last 25 years. There's only been like one or two comedians who were ever, ever, ever able to be very prolific like that. And that George Carlin comes to mind. 
you know, every Even one of his, his specials. Even his last specials, where he's just like, was 104. Off, fast talking. I know. I'm just saying that, like, there was Rodney Dangerfield. In there that Rodney Dangerfield was the only one that could give George Carlin a run for his money. Dangerfield but, was a lot of fun. He was he was real quick, real quick, and very self deprecating, of course, because he was a hideous human being. But uh, but yeah, I like him a lot. Very funny. Guy. But so this is but you, but but you know what though? This is the thing you got to think about with Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield was a very very depressed man. He oh, was man. a door to door salesman. And he came from that. His real name is Jack Roy, is Rodney Dangerfield's real name. Okay. And he was a door-to-door, he was a traveling door-to-door salesman. Like he sold vacuum cleaners and shit. And he went from that, stopped what he was doing, and went into comedy late in life, like yeah. in his 40s. And but you know, some of his jokes just boom, boom. And then gotta think about the people that Rodney Dangerfield brought into comedy, you know, Sam mm-hmm. Kennison. Andrew Dice Clay, and 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 before anybody says an Andrew Dice Clay joke, I interviewed Andrew Dice Clay. He's a piece of shit. I'll be the first <laughs> to say. But I will say this: he's the only comedian to this day that sold out Madison Square Garden. Period. Hmm. No yeah, one, Jeff Foxworthy, Dave Chappelle, anybody. He was, and Jeff Foxworthy was is the Bill Gates of damn comedy. I always thought Bill Burr and Kevin Hart did, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I think they might. No. Kevin Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart's pretty. I Kevin think Kevin Hart's Hart. the lar- the biggest comedian there's ever been at this point. Yeah, he got ginormous. But there's so many great people that Dangerfield inspired. I mean, you got guy, but that were also very depressed, like Mitch Hedberg. I mean, I one love of the funniest fucking guy guys ever. Said, ever is yeah. just amazing. But you know, obviously, always high and. You know, couldn't make it to the finish line, but I mean, just you know, there were, there is so much inspiration there. The guys that you know contributed beautifully to the craft. Mitch Hedberg yeah. and Stephen Wright are only funny to me for like sixty seconds. And then I need to like I need uh, come back. Tell it. me some more tomorrow. But who? Which was it? Mitch Hedberg or Stephen Wright? Who was like, I once broke both my arms trying to hold open a revolving door. <laughs> I think that was Stephen Wright, but Stephen Wright and Mitch Hedberg, like, I can watch their specials all the oh, way yeah. through and crack up at all of it. Like I love that little misdirection style yeah. one-liner comedy. Really quick oh, yeah. way to it's like how, I don't know how you write that. It, yeah. it, it seems so difficult to write to me. Like mm-hmm. like telling a funny story seems natural and and like it's you know if you if you live that experience or if you could see how a, a experience you did live could be twisted a little bit and be comedic. Like you get I can get that, but the way they Write those little quick-witted misdirection type one-liners. I don't. I don't. I don't even know how you begin. One of my favorites now is Norm Macdonald. <laughs> he does the opposite. No fucking. Yeah, he does the opposite of Mitch Hedberg right, and Stephen Wright. Where he'll take a joke and just take take a two-minute joke and make it fifteen minutes. And like part, and it's like anti-comedy. Like in the middle of it, where like the funny part is that you're expecting no. You're all here cut no. Like and nope. he just slaps you right down. So funny. But that's funny. the funny part is how his delivery of it, how he stretches yeah. it out and twists and turns in it. Everybody's got their own way. Like you were talking about holding the, the revolving door with both arms. Mm-hmm. Just like Ronnie Dangerfield, an old Ronnie Dangerfield joke. Man, my career's going great. I just signed a six-year deal with General Motors. Yeah, I bought a new car. <laughs> I love <laughs> I love that. You know, I mean, it's or like you're talking about his wife. One of my favorite jokes. I'll talk about it because my mother can't cook. So this naturally fit in. But in my house, we didn't pray before the meal. We prayed after we ate. You know? <laughs> and uh, 
you know, but that's that's the thing that's changing with comedy now. I think some of these big guys, they need it, they've made their money. They're huge. Do your Netflix special every five years, step down. There's so many talented comics. Nikki Glaser, I watched her, Nikki Glaser. I watched her special the other day. She's absolutely hilarious. She's one of he's probably my favorite female comedian right now. Right now, same year. And I mean, she's absolutely hilarious. And I think that it's the spotlight is being clogged up by certain people. Jeff Foxworthy finally stepped to the side. <laughs> he's doing Golden Corral commercials. He's done. He's got Golden his Corral. He's been do, and he's been doing that. Are you smarter than a fifth grader show for way too long? Is I, that I, still is that, on? I think it's. I think I it is. I don't think is that. Is he on the Game Shield Network now or something? On. He's That's still great. doing. You might be a redneck because that was from the. He 90s. lives around the corner. I see him at Whole Foods. Really? He might be a redneck. Yeah, he yeah. lives out here. Yeah, they started a ski and uh, John Smoltz started a really good private school down the street. Oh, that's cool. I'm a big Smoltz mm-hmm. fan. Absolutely. Oh. Wait, but John I mean, Cena presented Are You Smarter Than the Fifth Grader in the final <laughs> seasons? Oh, wow. Okay. The okay. answer is no, John. <laughs> yeah. They should change that to Who's Smarter Than John Cena? <laughs> <laughs> what the, who's smarter with John Cena? Everyone wins. <laughs> so, Ed and Rabbit, you guys sell cars, but that's not all you do right like like you are trying to say it in the most impressed like people manipulators right <laughs> the, the word is influencer, influencer. <laughs> what do you do like like have you been a door-to-door salesman like ed had stories of hospital bill negotiations that blew me away like have you used this superpower outside of the automotive field I, you know i i found it very easy, you know, particularly with the girl that became my wife to kind of understand exactly what a, a woman really is looking for. And I, I could, I'm, I'm glad I settled on the right one early because I could see that going down a, a damaging path, but I, I it, it works in a lot of different circumstances. I mean, like the hospital bill was an example, but you know, there's so many things that, you know, people want you to come help them negotiate, or they want you to help understand the dynamic and situations. And it, I, I don't know, it's hard to pick out examples, but yeah, I mean, just in, as you try to understand the way people are motivated towards whatever decision they're trying to make, it becomes easier and easier to insert your own logic into that and get it to the end result that you were looking for originally. I hadn't, you know, what, and like what Ed was saying, you, you can call it manipulation. You can call it anything you want at the end of the day. There's no such thing. We don't have mind control. Speaking we don't. Hey, <laughs> we don't have mind control. We don't. We don't. We're not releasing the magician secrets, Ed. Okay, stop. Stop. <laughs> but this is this is it at the end of the day. When you're talking to someone, whether you're selling them a car, you're selling this pen, you're taking them on a date, you're making them comfortable. Period. You're making a friend. When you make someone comfortable, now you're not that salesman. That's my buddy, Ed. Boy, Ed, he's got the funniest jokes. Or, boy, that Ed, he drives a Lamborghini. Or that boy, Ed, remember that thing where he's telling us about the hospital bill? They're not Mm -hmm. talking about that because it's not the main thing in their mind anymore. You made them comfortable. And comfort is the key. Period. Been in this game a long time. If you can make, and I've said this a million times, I've said it to girls to their face. (laughs) I have a way of getting my way. The end. He was holding a knife when he said it, but. (laughs) No, 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 no. Listen, 
Listen, I'm going to make you come. My favorite, my favorite, <laughs> back, in my wild, back in my wilder days, I really, I would be at a bar and I would walk up to an attractive girl at a bar and she's like, we'll get talking about something. And I'm like, maybe later we'll come back to my place. She said, I don't know about that. I said, well, I have a way of getting my way. And she said, what's that mean? I said, you'll see. Next thing you know, we talk, we laugh, we cut up for a couple hours. Guess where we end up? You see Still where I'm getting at? Her tied up in the back. No, 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 <laughs> no. I drove a Corvette, so technically I couldn't There's do that. Quaaludes involved, Taylor. He's not an animal. <laughs> All it takes is a sternly worded sentence and just brandishing. <laughs> just showing that you're carrying. That's enough. Most women's As I process, I'm, I'm trying. I'm put, inserting myself in this. There's only really one environment in which I've ever like matched the level of stuff that I see in you guys, and it's job interviews. I've always had a, a knack for job interviews of talking to them, trying to figure out what their problem is, and explaining how I'm the solution. And yeah, they're almost always hiring because they're too busy to do this, or that guy's job has turned into two people's workload, or something. And then, in, and by the way, get the job, get the job. You can turn it down right? later. But get the Your success offer. is due to diagnosing their problem first. Most people go to a job interview and they start trying to explain what they're good at and say, you know, I can bring this. You say you need this and I'm the solution. And that's the thing is that anytime you're trying to insert your own logic into someone else's mind, it takes understanding the need that they're telling you they have but don't fully understand. They've come to you for a reason and they want you to complete the result, but if you can understand the beginning of the thought, that's when you succeed. Yeah, hmm. it's clever. I, I I need to be more emotionally clever. There, there's a, a person I know. She's at, she's telling me she was having a conversation with her boyfriend, and she thinks, "What am I trying to get from this con? Like with this argument? What like how do I want it to end? And all everything she says and does is you know towards getting this like you know relationship where she wants it to go, and that's on another level compared to say trying to win an argument. Mm -hmm. Thinking you know, several chess steps ahead. Yeah. But well, this is the thing, another thing too, mm -hmm. that I found with interviews is confidence. And that applies to anything. Eye contact. You okay, if you ever ran a business or hired someone. If you were on the other side of the chair, you're giving the interview. Do you know how many people I gave an interview to like this? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty good stuff. <laughs> I will never hire that person. Just like if I was hiring a salesperson and they describe something as good. I hate that word. I hate good. I don't sell nothing good. Everything I sell is great. Mm. Period. I don't sell good. I hate good. Like you go to a restaurant and it says good food. I don't want to eat there. <laughs> no. You know, like it may make you sick, you know, I don't want good. I want great. I tell them all the time, we'll step out on the front lot and they'll describe, yeah, that's a good car. No, we don't sell good cars. We sell great cars. We sell the best cars. That's getting what lots of smart people, lots of good <laughs> people, <laughs> people, people are saying. This is how, this is what I said. I said, describe your girlfriend to me. Describe your girlfriend to me. She just okay? No, she's great. I've seen exactly. worse. Yes, <laughs> I've done worse, but but you see where I'm getting at. Like that, that drives me nuts with people. It's the confidence, and I think that's a big thing that pulls them in. Somebody says, you know, where do you see? I want your damn job. That's what I want. You know, that's, and I think the drive is gone now with a lot of people. Like that's that. what I do when I get interviews. Is they go, what do you what are you here for? I go, first of all, sir, 
I don't want your job. I want the job above yours because I want something more competent than you as my <laughs> underling. And you you neg them. You neg them in like a pickup artist sort of way. Be like, did your wife pick that tie out for you? Doubt it because you look single. Like that, that tiny Jesus thing. You know, just, and that's how that, Taylor got a job at McDonald's. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> <how I'm laughs> no, I wanna I'm, I'm going straight to the McNugget station. I'm not doing cashier. Yeah. And that's when the big bucks start rolling in. Kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Kyle knows how that whole thing goes. He worked at McDonald's for dozens of hours. Dozens of hours when I was 15. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I decided right away this was I don't I, I don't want to be here. I don't this this was not worth all the chicken nugget sauce I can carry out in my pockets. I have made a serious error. This is not good. Have Fucking you ever gone through like the drive through at McDonald's or Burger King or Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A, whatever, and an elderly person takes oh. your money? Ah, oh, it ruins your whole fucking meal. Put I got one worse back. than that. You know what's worse than that? When an elderly person delivers my postmates. Oh no. What's yeah, so awful that they lick it? Because I want to believe that they're in Florida doing old people things, not delivering oh, Kyle's third meal of the evening. I wasn't seeing that. I, I yeah, thought Kyle yeah. was upset with the. They move slow, you know. They it arrives cold. Old people are just incompetent postmatesers. No, oh, it's, no. It's, it's, it's I don't know, like, but I love an old Uber driver. Ah, yeah. Now that's different. They that's, make good yeah. taxi drivers in like Vegas or tourist towns. They've like survived that. this long. They're probably not going to hit a bus or anything. Yeah, right. and old They're probably Uber the other people. way around. They might have a shortcut. It seems well, like a lot of the old Uber people that'll pick me up, they're not like strapped for cash. It's more like, I'm 74. I like talking to people. Most of my friends are dead, so I'm doing this. Like that <laughs> that seems to be the thing. Yeah. 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 I was in Vegas. I was in Vegas about four years ago. We got off the plane. It's midnight. We got off the plane. And of course, we grabbed a taxi right out front. Younger guy. Grabbed her bags, threw them in the back. We took off. First words out of his mouth, you guys are going to have to forgive me. I ain't been off meth but a month. Oh, shit. Not a hey, not a fuck you, not a hey, I'm Tom. <laughs> I just got off meth last month. Was he you got to forgive me. Did you huh? congratulate him? He was thin though, right? I gave I gave him a pat on the back. No, he's kind of chubby, so apparently sucked at that too. A chubby <laughs> meth head, yeah. <laughs> well, fancy that because I'm an up and coming meth salesman. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 like they told us this, and I'm riding to the hotel thinking I'm going to be face down dead in a damn ditch. Now this is how it ends right here. Really? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk up myself too much, but I feel like I could take a meth head. Maybe a crackhead. <laughs> Apparently, he's girthy. <laughs> well, they know you're unarmed because you just came off a plane. Mm. So you're going to be hand hand. Well, you're going to be hand hand combat. You don't know what they might have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. There's the rub. <laughs> I mean, I think Uber has stringent background checks. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Uber's not All a sponsor tonight. Thank God. <laughs> I think they probably that's... still couldn't pass a drug test, but he's driving a cab. Postmates is a sponsor. We should be wary of. <laughs> yes, but, but, but we're not talking shit about Postmates. It's fucking wonderful. It's on the front of my fucking phone right now. Making like, like, sure it's, you it's, knew. It's, yeah, Kyle will probably hit up Postmates a little later tonight. I'm making some delicious food in my slow cooker tonight. I'm cooking this uh, this chicken tortellini and spinach soup in the in there. It's going to be done, you know, in like four hours because it's slow cooking. We need to find you a date. 
I, she's she's in there fucking cleaning. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the perfect date. I yeah. got a date with some melatonin so I don't snack after the show. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying you're going to Bill Cosby yourself to not eat? Are you, yeah, you're I being like a little a judgmental. Pills while I'm <laughs> you know what, though? You could, you could do this. The Bill Cosby diet. I mean, just say it. I like Get hungry. I, like I actually... Looked up. Now, if you give the girls well the children, they're still awake enough that it's not technically rape. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I know there's in the late 90s. <laughs> I looked up meal prep. I, I was like, like, maybe the reason that I'm like drawn towards bad foods is that I you know, occasionally have a bad food. You were like, they took away all the salt, all the sugar, everything you like. And then this was from your video I watched. And, yeah. uh, and then, you know, you weren't hungry. And I was like, well, fuck, I'd like to not be hungry. That sounds cool. Maybe I just... You know how you eliminate that stuff? You, you, it's not available, though. You don't have it in your house. Mm. That's the case. I need a, a, a big-for-nothing friend to empty my pantry. Right. <laughs> but, 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 that, but see, that's the thing. I don't have stopping sense. If it's there, just like my taxi cab driving buddy, if he was still hanging out at the meth house, he probably wouldn't be able to stop too good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's going to hinder his performance. Just like if I've got pop tarts in my cupboard, I'm going to eat them. I mean, you got to find the hybrid. Drug yourself to not eat, right? You put your two it's, things it's, together. <laughs> you, it's, you can't I'm lose. You. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you still lose, but whatever. <laughs> Let me tell everyone about GOAT.com. If you're buying sneakers online, there's a good chance that the shoe that you're looking at is fake. How can you be sure it's real? Well, GOAT.com is the safest way to buy and sell authentic sneakers online. They're the largest marketplace in the world for authentic Yeezys, Jordans, and over 600,000 other sneaker listings. They've made the whole process frictionless and trustworthy. They do this by only accepting sellers with the best reputation and by verifying that all the sneakers, uh, verifying all their sneakers to ensure that they're to ensure their authenticity for your buyer, their buyers. Every detail is inspected from the stitching and color to the size and weight. Goat certifies that every pair of sneakers on their site matches exact factory specifications. With over half a million sneakers on the platform and 10 million users, you won't find better prices for verified 100% authentic sneakers anywhere. Find the perfect 100% authentic pair of sneakers at goat.com slash PKA. That's goat.com slash PKA. You'll also be supporting our show, which we really appreciate. And right now, uh, Get on there right now before all those sneakers are gone. When you go to goat.com slash PK, spelled G-O-A-T, goat, goat.com <laughs> slash PK. Is that part of the read? Did, you mean, did he phonetically spell out? <laughs> no, no, he did not. That's no, that, all that, us. That's a little flavor that I add. You yeah. only get that yeah. here, guys. Only from me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that was a thing. A guy was telling me about that website the other day. Because I used to buy Jordans and stuff when they come out in high school and stuff. I was loved it. But uh, when I was playing basketball and things, and I, I it was buying. I I bought fake Jordans on eBay before, and it is it absolutely happens. But I guess they ha I, I think they inventory it all. I think you send your sneakers to them, and they sell them. I don't know how it worked, but it yeah. uh, he loved it. This guy was raving about the goat.com. I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah, they, they gave us a little bit of credit to, to spend on their website. I ended up spending far, far too much money on sneakers. <laughs> three quarters the amount to buy what you'd really want, right? It was yeah, it got me almost there. And I was like, well, if I if I throw in a fifty more dollars and oh, but a hundred more dollars and I could get to yeah, I, I spent a little bit of I spent too much money on sneakers. Yeah. I don't even wear sneakers. Yeah. I have a nice limiting factor for that that when I wear tennis shoes i can't drive any of my cars and hit one pedal at a time so it's, <laughs> it's helped the hobby 
<laughs> what are you driving now, Ed? Uh, I still have uh, a Lamborghini Murcielago. I love those. And, you know, they're old enough that pretty much all my cars are old enough. You own them for free. You just kind of float it along. Uh, bought a Ferrari 430 Scuderia. Love that thing. We're actually, we just launched a giveaway of my Porsche 993 when we hit a million subscribers on our YouTube channel. So we have like, we just passed 900,000. So in a couple of three months, we'll probably hit it. And uh, we're going to give my car to one of our, at a million subscribers, we'll give it to one of our app users because that's kind of what the VinWiki channel was designed to promote was to get people to download the VinWiki app. So they got to download the app and make 25 posts and they're eligible. So it seems to be working, driving more converted traffic that way. But um, nice. so that'll get out fairly soon. I'm trying to think. Got my wife a new GL63 Mercedes or a, a new well used one, which is. How are you guys feeling about the electric cars? Cool, not cool? They're a From an environmental perspective, they don't gain anything. But the, from a performance perspective, it's phenomenal. I mean, they're they're really fast. They're not that fun to drive in most cases because they're so heavy that they're not like handling cars and they don't feel that like visceral raw like we you know that we, we all love. But they uh, you never meet somebody that has a Tesla that doesn't love it. So, but they're new. That's that's a that's the do, counterpoint do I kind of make. But most Tesla, do you think it's because they own it already? You know what sure. I mean? It's like one of those, like they got it, you know, now is not the time to have buyer's remorse. Here's my thing on Tesla's. Like uh, four years ago, Tesla was selling what? Like 10,000 cars a quarter. Now it's a hundred thousand cars a quarter. If you're talking to a Tesla owner, that car is probably like a 2017 or newer because that's, mm -hmm. they've all been sold recently. Yeah. I want to hear how much people love their eight-year-old Teslas, their 10-year-old Teslas when they get there. How are those batteries holding up? Does it need a $9,000 battery swap, you know, repair? Like, that's what I'm curious about. If you told me that my car was going to be awesome, but six years in, the gas tank shrunk in half and it didn't have the same power, I'd be like, man, six years is not awesome for a car. So let's see. Right. Yeah. It's interesting because the the technology has made some of them depreciate pretty heavily. So 2012 was the first model year for the Model S Tesla. And those were all 60s. I think 75s came out the next model year. And then the 85s came out in 13, which was like the first really fast one. What are these numbers? And, 85s, 60s? Oh, it's the kilowatt battery. Okay. Uh, it's essentially how the range increases and... The ones where they have a D, a dual motor, so they have a little bit more capacity and they go quite a bit faster because they're all-wheel drive. But they, those still seem to have, you know, now seven years old, six years old, 85, 90% of original range. So it's, it's pretty good. But it seems like lately they will unlock range in the temperatures that the batteries can take as the cars age to keep it up. It's, it's a very kind of voodoo that thing it's hard to really is it, it's all behind the scenes but it, people have speculated that's what's happening so the range is really not decreasing that much uh but the the charge times do i believe it takes longer to charge them as they age uh, yeah and and i'm really excited about how they that's one of these tesla drivers love is their cars improve right they get new firmware updates suddenly the autopilot works better than before suddenly the screen i have a ford f-150 and i use apple carplay and apple carplay just had a what to me is a major improvement. Uh, it's, it's a simple thing, but it used to be whichever app was on your phone was on your screen. Now that's decoupled. So you can have one oh. app on your phone and one on your screen. Also, you can have split screen. So, for example, if you have music and 
a map and you care about both, you can have that on the same screen as opposed to flipping back and forth. From a user, that is a massive improvement. Yeah, as a user experience, it's wide open. You know, like it, it's gotten way, way better. Usually, cars I have don't upgrade. Like I buy them right. and then they just stay the same until I don't have them anymore. Right. But so, also, this is my problem with the upgrades. And I was talking to our buddy Kyle about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. About it with this Tesla. It's impressive. And he said, yeah, we get updates going down the road, rolling updates. Do you know what my iPhone does when I get an update and like it's two models old? It starts crashing. Do okay. you, you have those problems with your car? I hear you. Do you see what I'm saying? Where, that where your hardware is, a- is out of date now. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and so I buy into that is the same sort of we'll see that I have on the batteries. My phone, right. though, usually gets better. Like, I like it. You know, I, I just got a the new update recently, and that's the one that came with Apple CarPlay and dark mode. And I'm like, yeah, like, this is an improvement. The voicemail uh, UI changed a little bit. So did the texts. And, uh, like, I used to have an Android, and they just, it just it, uh, it didn't update like the Apple did. It seemed like the phone you bought was more or less the phone you, you kept. People are going to say right. I'm wrong about that. But that was my experience back in the day. Well, since we set the New York to LA record in 2013, the electric car record, I think, has been set 10 times. So oh, wow. you think like in that period of time, the advancement and it's all technology based because every time a, a Tesla with a higher number comes out and the, they add more supercharging stations, it gets better. And that's one of the reasons that we don't have manual gearboxes anymore. It's because what car manufacturers want to sell new cars and they, they need to find ways to easily make them a little bit better. And in the 2000s, the way you did that for performance cars was sequential manual gearboxes getting better. As you had more emissions requirements and more safety requirements and cars had to get heavier, you just couldn't keep making them more powerful, which had been the trend for the prior 20 years. And so what we saw in the 2000s essentially resulted in, if I wanna sell a guy the newest Porsche, Ferrari, Lamborghini, Maserati, anything like that, the best way to do it as a manufacturer was to make the transmission a little bit better. And that's mm-hmm. why we saw the eradication of manual gearboxes. Right now, if you want to make a car better in a consumer's eyes from the things that they're going to immediately understand, like how much it costs to run on a daily basis, how much it, how far it will go before it requires maintenance, electrification works really, really well for that. And that's why we're seeing so much development there. Now, in the Obama era, we saw it because of tax benefits, because you could essentially have the government pay the entire lease of a $35,000 car, like a Nissan Leaf or a BMW i3, which was more money. But it was one of those things where people were owning these cars so inexpensively because of an external factor to what they thought they wanted. And we're seeing that with electric cars. It's working and it's probably good for the consumer. But we're going to look back on it years from now, like we do with manual cars. Those of us that like driving them and say, yeah, we, we did actually lose something that we really did like. I, yeah. It, electric to me isn't the cool part about Tesla. I know some people like that. And I know that the performance is there. But um, like I, one of my use cases is I often tow a trailer to Georgia. And I can do it on one tank of gas. I think I'd supercharge twice making that same trip with right. a Tesla truck. Um, and then I had another thing. I lost it, but oh, oh! If I was going to run cross country with an electric car, 
Wouldn't it be clever to mount like a generator in the trunk? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. I've already, I've already tried that one. Yeah. It work like that. I mean, I've seen the little yeah, one. But there's big like household generators, you know? They put 220 out. I even thought about pulling one on a trailer behind you, like one of the big ones. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Put a big diesel you're, one on there that diesel, runs a farm. You're rolling coal in a fucking Tesla. <laughs> and I'm doing it for the environment. It's like plugging a power strip into itself and thinking that you're Oh, putting a solar panel next to the light bulb. and just, yeah. this, this has to work. This has to keep I it going. I just feel like, like I, I, I'm not... To me, I'm not the sold. Electric... It has to work. It has to have a <laughs> little me, more energy. My biggest problem, my biggest problem with the electric car is it's cool, but I look at it like a novelty. And when you drive them, hell, I drove Kyle's car, and it's great. It's Who's, cool. Do we know Pepe Kyle? Accelerates. Kyle, the guy that holds the record for oh, okay. the, uh, oh, the most electric. recent guy. He yeah, currently yeah. holds the New York to LA electric car yeah. record: forty-five hours, sixteen minutes. That, that guy. So, but like we were talking about, and I drove it and it's cool, but it has no soul, like nothing. You step on the accelerator pedal, it's the equivalent to stepping on a damn plum. There's nothing there. I, just, I hear you. You know what I mean? But I've seen I drive what you a 69 drive. Camaro with 550 horsepower. That has heart and soul. And your pickup truck, is that your pickup truck I've seen in the videos? It's black. It has... Yeah. I've got several pickup trucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my observation is, you're a guy who highly values soul in a car. You might, exactly. you might Style. think my F one fifty has no soul as well, but I still like it. Well, I mean, it is fine. I mean, some people like Fords. I mean, it's it's just whatever. But th that's my problem with the Some people like them. We've covered hey. that. I'm retarded already. Don't rub it in. If you're, if you're, if, if, if you're in, the, if you're into being second best, it's okay. That new Dodge is nice. Hey, what's nice? The new Dodge. The new Dodge is nice. Ram on the Ram. inside in particular. And like I said, there's nothing yeah. wrong with third place. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you said earlier, bronze is great. Yeah, bronze yeah. is good. We're all proud of it. That that uh the the, the display screen in the center of the mm -hmm. Dodge's dash is as big as my fucking monitor here. It's outrageous. It, it's it's, it's like Tesla that. sized. Yeah, Tesla size. Well, yeah. what you got at is <clears throat> exactly right. What we're looking for out of a car is not necessarily satisfied by a Tesla, but the fact they're selling 100,000 cars a quarter means that there are plenty of people that want an appliance for mobility. And that's what it is. I mean, because of all the things Tesla's done well, they do they have done better batteries and better infrastructure and all that. The thing they've done worlds better than anybody else, mostly because they were too big to take such risks, is autopilot. And if you talk to any Tesla owner of, like you say, a 2017 or newer car in particular, the fact that it drives them to work in traffic mostly by itself and they can sit there texting or doing whatever they want is the thing that will keep them from buying any other car. There was an article I saw and I just read the headline because it was on a Facebook share thing that said Audis have had the same self-driving capability since like 2018, 2017, but they haven't deployed it because it's really not legal the way, but Tesla just said, we don't care, we're going to do it. And that's where the innovation, the same way Uber said, we don't care if it's an unlicensed taxi, we're just going to do it, does you know disrupt. And that's what they've done exceptionally well. And I think that's where most of the fanboyism comes from, is in those types of things that all they got to do is get to work, and it does that better than anything else. But that's also a lot of the changing times and what people are looking for. While you're seeing manual transmission cars going away, you have kids now that aren't, 
into cars like that. They're into the technology, just like the Dodge truck with the big screen on there. That's great. When it breaks down, you got something to watch. But <laughs> I mean, you see what I'm getting at? But they're into that's the thing. They're looking at that. You're selling they're me. Are there any gators in this truck? <laughs> <laughs> but but you see what I'm getting at? That's it's just changing now. I got a customer of mine. I've sold this man several cars. And he was talking about his son. He's 17 years old and refuses to get his license. What? Because he likes to be driven to school. That way he can do his social media and everything. So he can use his phone in class and all that. That's the thing. It's a changing time now. When my so daughter, now you've got a self-driving car. No brainer. When my daughter was 16, she didn't really want her license, which I couldn't get with. And we had to drive her to school. So I just tortured her by listening to Lord of the Rings audiobooks. <laughs> which are, which is not like if you're just getting like bits and pieces of it and listening to this a hundred and twelve year old man like imitate foghorns and shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, She's like, are, are are they in the mines of Moria? I can't follow. <laughs> no, they they left the mines when I was doing errands. They're uh, somewhere else. <laughs> I missed it. I actually met Game the of Thrones. But now. It's the same. Yeah, they're in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never I heard that even. Play is the most requested teenage car feature for people's first car. That's the thing they want more than anything else. Is it What competes with it? Like There must be a parallel for manufacturers that don't use CarPlay. You don't know? I don't there's know. A, there's, I, I mean, don't they have, Bluetooth, a, a, sink, I guess. Don't they have a sync or something? What is it called? Ford has, Ford has a sync, sync yeah. but you just run CarPlay on top of it. I have that, right. and I, don't, I just go straight away from it as fast as possible. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't even have, well, I don't, I have one car out of seven with a working radio. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we're at opposite ends of the spectrum. It's just, yeah. Because again, it's just, there's different things. And really when you talk about like selling used cars is the Super Bowl of manipulating people. But the way you do that is by hearing what it is they really want out of a car and then moving them towards something that might surprise them, but actually does fit that. So there's a genuine nature to it, but you know that still may end up in a self-serving outcome. Huh. A car salesman was telling me about another customer of his, and uh, it was a woman, and it was really critical the direction that the center console opened. I forget what she wanted, but it had. I think she wanted it to flip away from her. And they right. just went from like car to car to char car, looking at all the center consoles until she got what she needed. And that yeah. was her. That was that's what she valued. That's the hot yeah. button issue. Yeah, I sold a I sold a car to an Indian man who was buying a car for his son, and it quickly became apparent that he only cared about his price point. It didn't make a fuck. We <laughs> ended up over in the lot where we had cars that were to be auctioned off. You know, trade ins come in. It's like oh. We're not keeping the cargo van that smells like tuna fish. <laughs> we'll send that to the auction. And I'm like, we have this lovely <laughs> Ford van here. Um, and we get into it, and it's boiling Atlanta heat. It's in the car. It's literally 115, 120 degrees. And the windows roll down. And I'm trying to get mine down, and it's squeaking and stuff. And he's like, are you sure we could do this for $1,500? And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fifteen hundred a buyer. You know, so sure anything in my life. Yeah, you can you can be out. You the want door to chip and, in just so he'll take it. Fourteen fifty if we go to the air conditioning right now. With with docking fee, you're out the door. Twenty two hundred tops. You're you're good here. This is this is the one for you, I think. And he's like, I'm like, but you know, no air conditioning. Like I said, <laughs> he's like, 
no problem. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, I felt so sorry for I, this hypothetical because the kid's not even there, which I think is a shitty thing to do. If you don't, you should bring the kid with you who's getting the car. You know, like 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 it's my cousin Scott. Like like he he didn't get his his choice when whenever he got one of his cars when he was like seventeen. And when you're seventeen, you want a car that you can put a girl in. Or a car that you can put a bunch of friends in. That, that, that's that's what I've noticed and, and what I experienced. You either want, he wanted a Camaro. Some guys want like a, a, a Tahoe or something. They can throw all their buddies in, something like that. It's, it's usually one of those or maybe a pickup truck. He really wanted a Camaro. And his dad came back with a Ford Taurus, you know, with the with the wavy side, then that baby blue color. He literally <laughs> drove it. in the automobile right there. He was so angry. And this is not a family of means, okay? He drove it into water and totaled it two months later <laughs> and said it was an accident. There was like a, it was, there was, there was a big heavy rainstorm. The, the creek was overflowing across a, a little road and he just drove straight into the water, rolled the window down, swam out <laughs> the car. It was that high. Like it was above the windowsill. And, and he, 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 he did, he admitted it to me when we were grown men. Like, like, like a few years ago, he told me this, we're, this happens when he's 17 and we're like 27 years old. He's like, I was like, remember that time that there was that flash flood and you got caught up in it. he's like, Kyle, I drove that thing into that water. <laughs> I was getting no pussy. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wanted to get into that fucking Ford Taurus, Kyle. I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> Statue limitations on insurance fraud had long since passed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was a, a guy in my high school who had a truck every bit as bad as the Indian one you sold. Yeah. And uh, but this guy was just like God's gift to women. You know, he was just naturally he was a football player and everything about him was what girls like. And uh, he pulled he wasn't a close friend of mine or anything, but he saw me and he, he pulled up. He's like, what are you, how you doing? I'm like, oh, great. What are you up to? <laughs> he's got a load of women in the back. And he, like even with them there, he's like, oh, fucking awesome girls. I throw a sick pack in there. All four of them are drunk. <laughs> they're like we sure are we sure are and we're ready to the windows are dark no one even knows we're in here <laughs> he could do anything yeah it wasn't an invitation it just was yeah, it's, it's not, showing off how cool he was I think did I tell you about the insurance fraud Bugatti that the guy drove purposefully into the lake last time oh no no you, no, I, you don't know tell yeah. us all okay. about that I, I was the one that kept changing hands fly. over and over and nobody yes. could deal with like the the repairs. I think I watched your YouTube video about it, so I'll shut up. Okay, because it was about the same time I think that I was on last time. I was trying to buy it, and it was the same situation. This guy had bought a Veyron for like nine hundred grand, but had it insured for two point two million and couldn't mm -hmm. sell it. And he drove it into the Galveston Bay, and he claimed that a pelican had flown in front of him. <laughs> And that he'd been distracted and just turned the wheel and went straight into the water. But there happened to be a kid camera phone filming in the oncoming lanes. And you hear him say, I think that's a Lambo, dude. And at that moment, the thing just careens into the water. <laughs> and this guy... His insurance company sees it and they're like, well, there's no Pelican in front of you. Oh, no. And so he went to prison for 10 months for insurance fraud for it. Whew. And in that time, the he had filed an insurance claim on it, obviously. And the insurance company had paid 
a local shop, which was owned by a friend of his to disassemble it and make an estimate. And that friend, while he was in prison, mechanics leaned the car and mm -hmm. got the insurance company to give it to him. And then he had sold it to this guy who had been laundering money through a dealership in Vegas, I think. That guy either went to jail or went bankrupt or both. So he ended up getting the car back again. And then the guy who drove it originally got out of prison and was brokering the car for sale on Facebook, uh, taken apart, completely disassembled. Yeah. And it uh, and he was trying to sell it for like it was it was 300 grand, which is a lot. But it's, I mean, it's a million dollar car, but it's, you know, in a million pieces. Right. He said it was now in a thirty five hundred square foot warehouse, totally filling up every inch. It was that far, that much apart. And I, uh, I, I went back and forth with him trying to buy it because it'd be like the perfect YouTube rebuild car ever. Yeah. But it, it probably never would have run. And he, he ended up selling it to somebody else. But uh, I mean, crazy situation. I, I mean, if they get a, hit a roadblock, maybe we'll try to buy it again. But uh, one of those oh, epic insurance in the fraud things. I've tried. That to seems so scary. I would have gotten away with it. You know why? Because my first instinct was Pelican. You should have went with Yellow Jacket. Mm. Bees, bees. bees. <laughs> or bees. snake. You could have said somebody threw a snake in there, like 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 anything. I would take a snake bite rather than ten months in state prison. Yellow no, jackets like are thing. pretty much invisible. Like there'd yeah. be no camera proof. There was no yellow jacket. Sure, it worked in, it worked in Dumb and Dumber. It oh, did. Right. <laughs> that would be such a scary proposition. Get, getting that car for God knows, like half a million dollars. I don't know. As it sits, whatever that it's worth. But then, like hoping that you could get it back together because that doesn't seem like your average like shade tree mechanic reassembling. Right. That seems like you got to you you need a fucking rocket scientist there there next to you, or a, an actual Bugatti mechanic who's certified, and and then getting right. the parts. Yeah, they're they're insane. I mean the you know the the tires are twenty two thousand dollars, fifty yeah. five hundred bucks each, and you have to have them installed either in France or there's one place in California that can do it. An annual service is $21,000. It has 12 or 14 radiators, and all of them are rusted because it was like brackish water. So, uh, you know, the trend amongst automotive YouTube channels is these salvage car rebuilds. And mm -hmm. it's not really what we do. Me, guys like me and Rob sit around telling car stories. But this is the Super Bowl of rebuilding some terrible example of a really, really cool car. So it makes sense in that regard, but you can't really fund it with sponsors or with the views. Obviously they're not that valuable, uh, but I have always loved Bugatti. Yeah. Others. Bugatti would have to almost sponsor that video, you know, just like, and like, they have uh, disavowed all knowledge of this car. They yeah. Will not help you yeah. Yeah. They don't want a part of that one. <laughs> yeah. I guess not. There are channels yeah, that, that, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. There are channels that, um, that do that rebuild thing with Tesla's. Which I think is interesting Correct. because it's a it's a different skill set, and to me, it's a very uncommon skill set. There are lots of guys who've learned about motors and transmissions and and drivetrains, generations passed on. But how exactly you put a multimeter on a Tesla and get it to do things again is weird. So I like watching them fumble their way through it sometimes. Yeah, and it seems like I, I don't remember the specifics, but it's like Tesla doesn't like you to do that, and you know you're voiding all of the warranties. You know that's not something they they want you to be doing, and it makes sense because fucking fifteen Ford Focuses could explode into fireballs next week, and we'll be like, ah, whoops, one <laughs> Tesla fucking like sit like In sizzles China. a little bit, and they're like, yeah, and they're like. 
are these electric cars out to murder us tonight <laughs> at nine? <laughs> Come on. It's well, like you know, when they catch on fire, they keep catching on fire until all the cells of the batteries burn. I am familiar with those types of batteries, and they are incredibly uh, so you're volatile. You're saying they're better at fire. They, they are. are. <laughs> they're the best at fire. <laughs> are there videos online of Teslas and enormous fireballs? I, uh, I don't know yes. about that, but have you ever seen one of those videos of someone, they've got one of those big vaporizers, you know, they, like a vape pen, but it's not a pen. It's yeah. like the block. Those use the same type of batteries, or at those least a similar like professional type. Vapors. Professional vapors. Yeah, but they got you, like set up. It's a hobby. If that thing goes bad, or even if it gets a dent in it, like a, like if you took a hammer and I'm not talking about come really raring back, like you're driving a nail, if you just tap that thing, those cells crush against one another and start this sort of chain reaction where they just start overheating and melting. And as one cell melts, it melts the one next to it and so on and so on. And it creates this incredibly intense fireball in your fucking pocket. It, it's crazy to see. We, we used to fuck with those batteries a lot, just blowing them up and... <laughs> Just having fun with them. They're they're scary. You know, and if what? you're a fire department and you put water on it, it gets real bad real fast. Yeah, water does not work on that. No, but water makes they it said worse. Smoking so was dangerous. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, water, water makes. <laughs> I've it never worse. I've never had a marble blow up on me. Why not does once. Water make it worse. Like I get it with grease, how it spreads the flammable material and it does a weird yeah. thing. It's what? electricity. Right, but I just thought it would have maybe no impact. It would continue to burn. That must be, I don't know, I'll have to no, look it into it. it. It just keeps going. Like, right. I've seen a bunch of like okay. different instances. Like we had those, remember the those things they called hoverboards that were real popular that didn't sure, hover at like all? like sideways oh, skateboards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Richard Bryan was doing a video of one of those where he was like shooting through the spokes of it with a machine gun and, and we were out in the desert doing this and it was terrifying to see just how much explosive, I guess you're, you're riding along on on a daily basis when you're riding in a on oh. one of those hoverboards. It was terrifying to see it go off. They burned houses down. Oh yeah. Oh, it would have absolutely burned the house down. It was it, it was crazy. It, it it burns like thermite. It, Hoverboard this... exploding compilation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the kind of compilation I watch, Taylor. <laughs> that's a compilation. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole different class of video. Yeah, those batteries are, are pretty scary. They're they're fun to play with though. But and you know, you know, the idea of driving 190 miles per hour down the highway that's 150 times bigger than what you're carrying around in your pocket it is a little scary but hey it's not like it's not as dangerous as a fucking pinto yeah, yeah, yeah how dangerous is a market. tank of gas you know, with, with gas vapors in it and... stop using your logic yeah <laughs> how many pintos had to get rear-ended before they took them off the market mm. lots consumer lots. reports fraud taylor that was never true oh okay there was right. one was it Silverado's hit in the side. That was a consumer report fraud. That was that was that was bull. That's of course, you say it was the saddlebag tanks. Oh, I forgot. No, it was, You're the Chevy it. guy. No, I'm, I'm no, 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 no. I'm the truth guy. I that's, that's choose my own truth, rabbit. I I do prefer Chevrolets. <laughs> like 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 we always we dad would buy a new Chevrolet pickup like every three years or something like that since like the eighties or something like that. And uh, the the two thousand and two one that we've got. It's approaching 300,000 miles, and the only thing we've ever had to do to it is uh, the fuel pumps go bad. The fuel pumps on those goes go bad like every 80,000 miles, and you had at this point, we're good at it. Tricky transmission issue. Might have been the um, transfer Oh, I don't case. want to talk about the 2014 Silverado. That, that's, oh, okay. I, 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 I don't know how much money I've put into it. What do you <laughs> and I don't want to know. I, um, it, it, I've four different transmission guys, and they're all just like, "We don't know what's happening." 
I'm not that brand <laughs> it's loyal. It's a ghost in the machine. I do think it's in 2018, Ford made the best truck. And then in 2019, both Chevy and Dodge updated. And that equation changes. But that's, when, that's not when I bought mine. I don't know, Rob. I'm reading right here that they exploded. <laughs> these, these, these Chevy trucks exploded. This is autosafety.org. Yes. It sounds well, credible. I can all... And I can also read. I can also read about Sasquatch, also. But I mean, but does, it have, a, does it have a .dot org? They're not handing those out like candy. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to like Sasquatchisreal.fun or something if you want. But <laughs> Sasquatch is .dot real. Yeah. Yes, it's .dot real. <laughs> <laughs> I worked with the guy that sold the Audi in the '80s that got the unintended acceleration lawsuit. Uh, he was. He worked at. In Atlanta with me for a while and he had sold the one like if you shifted from I guess park into drive it would go through reverse and if you didn't have your foot on the brake it would catch in reverse and launch itself backwards and so that's why all Audis have a light when you're in park that has a foot on a brake that to remind you now that you have to put your foot on the brake to shift it out of park because it drove through some guy's living room. There wall has to be a better like solution that. than an idiot light. Like uh, people that, are getting well, hurt. I, better put a light. I on heard it. that Lexus did find a better solution. That when the parking sensors come on, the backup camera and the front camera that they have start recording. So I, it saved them millions and tens of millions of dollars in lawsuits because. With, like it goes to some black box that the consumer can't catch, but it records the last seconds of an accident if it happens and proves like it wasn't their fault. Because mm. uh, they had a similar lawsuit at some point. Of, you know, do you have to you hold do the brake to take it out of park? Or is that not how it works? Maybe I just do that out of habit. Yeah, I always hold you the brake to take no, it out of park. You do have to... a lockout. So yeah. are they holding the brake, getting out of park, getting it into reverse, getting off the brake, and then going to drive? I believe right, in the 80s, they didn't have lockouts. Oh. So you could just move the gear shift freely and it would catch in the first thing it got to, which is reverse on its way to drive. <laughs> and it would That's go an into attention your getter. That's what that is. That's right. That's sure. right. Get the attention of your body, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting a new car. I, don't, I, I think I'm going to really? build this fucking uh, this kit car. Are you so not happy with it. your Camaro? No, I love driver? my I, I love my Camaro. I just want something that 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 is stupid. What kind of Camaro? I was got? thinking the Camaro was too sensible. Uh, two, 2012 Super Sport, <laughs> but I, I want something silly. I, I you know I, I love that this thing has a Corvette drivetrain. I, I love that it looks like a supercar. I love that if I hit something in it, it's just going to fucking explode like it's made out of balsa wood. Buy one it, of those giant Mercedes vans. And you put a bunch of fun stuff in the back, like shag <laughs> carpet and video games and like an open bar. What? Yeah, sure. Do that. Like an open it's bar. Right. Wagon. Kyle, I'm thinking if you like cars that explode when you hit shit, even though it has a Corvette drivetrain, have you considered putting lith- lithium batteries lithium in the front batteries. anyway? <laughs> <laughs> just just, just, right just on as a warhead, you know? Just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of want a project too. I'd like to work on something. You know, I, I like I like building cars. We haven't built one in a while. Do you I think the weather's getting project? right for it. And, and you have your own preference, but if I were to build a car, I think a Georgia winter would be about right. A Georgia winter? Yeah, that's what we're headed into, right? Like, I wouldn't want to. Oh, I, you... I would melt doing it over the summer. Oh, Dad's got AC oh, yeah. in his shop. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, Jesus it stays thing. nice and chilly in there. So you know, there's a, there's a lift and two bays and paint and body shit. And is that know. new? I know we did some construction lately, but that was like a fun house thing, not a. Um, oh, that was when he when when uh when the first when he when he was first divorcing my mom, he was like, "Fuck it, she can have the house. I'm gonna build a little little shed over here and I'm gonna live in it." And then and then he was like, <laughs> "You know what?" kind of want to keep my house i'll just write a check <laughs> and, and and so uh but 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 yeah the the shop there i don't remember its its exact specifications when you were there but since then he's like dropped the roof in one of the bays so it's um it's not that big like you know tall roof or whatever it's, it's dropped down and mm-hmm. it's all insulated and there's air conditioning and you know air filters for the paint and body uh step work and all that stuff and, and he's got a lift in the in the second so he can you know lift cars up and stuff a good place. It'd be to a fun project. They're uh, they're great. It's an excuse yeah. to spend time with your dad. And like like I've never worked on anything like that before. Something that's all brand new parts, mostly except for what you're recovering from the Corvette. Everything that we always built was like those old cars. You know, they, it'd be a '67 Camaro that was a little banged up. You know, there'd be paint and body work. There'd be Bondo to put on, and we'd be starting with something that had some rust on it. But this would be kind of new new parts, new pieces. I don't know. Kind of interesting. I I need to do a little more research. I definitely want a car with air conditioning and a radio. That that that's fucking important to me. Like if if I can't get this thing with some creature comforts in it, I, I you know I, I don't just care about a five hundred horsepower death rocket. I, yeah, I, be I a go kart radio. Yeah, the kit exactly. will not include those things. So you you can add anything yeah. you want to it, but it's going to be like a vintage air kind of conversion thing. Kyle, am I yeah. crazy? So, I, I thought the kit had AC as an option. I might be thinking of a different kit. It might, I, you know, I'd have to double, I, I looked at a, several of those kit cars, um, you know, but you know, a few months back, uh, I was looking at those little roadsters at first, but that, the door of that thing is, is this thick and I'm pretty sure there's nothing on the inside of that fiberglass. It's just a fiberglass sandwich with like some foam in the middle. I, that seemed like an actual death trap. I, you can I, I put can't things in there, shredded newspaper, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> some it was chicken like a, wine or something like that. It's, it's like a pinata, but bits of me come out. After <laughs> yeah, you know, I like the way you're thinking. Candy is what you should be putting in there. Yeah, it could be a I, glorious day when you meet your end. I've never crashed a car. I've never even had a, a fender bender or anything. Really? Um, a, a deer hit me one time. I did not hit it. We sure. parked. I wonder what his side of the story is. We... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his eye was hanging out. Um, uh, fuck him, though. He, he fucked up my, uh, Bitch. my, my He hit Acura. you in the side? He hit me in the side. I was going like 35, and he crashed. I had a, a Acura TL. Um, I don't remember what trim levels. The sporty one. And he fucking ran right into the... It happened to my friend right. this summer. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. deer. Fuck deer. Yeah. I, What's the, so, so here's how my friend the summer went down. I was following him and I saw it. The deer ran into the side, hit the car. The deer made it like, I'm going to call it 50 yards and stopped there. But it was alive, but it wasn't doing well. So uh, he said, Woody, you have a gun in the car? I probably didn't have one, but he got that. And uh, then he was going to shoot it. And then... The uh, other people were like, no, you're not supposed to kill the deer. The police want to, like, see it. Un- I'm I'm gonna read it. Miranda writes. I'm, I'm reading, like, <laughs> I'm using molested wrong. But, you know, they want to see the deer unmolested, uh, you know, in it. Like, they don't want him altering the evidence of how mm-hmm. it went down. And I'm like... I, I, it was like heavy. Like, what is what is he talking about? I mean, what's the deer going to tell them? <laughs> uh, the deer is telling me not only was he hit by the car, he was also molested. <laughs> <laughs> so he did. Well, there's a 
there's deer antlers back here uh, in our set that some a fan sent me after I told a story of hitting a deer in my first Lamborghini. I'd had it for like six months, and I was going to a wedding where we had it. I don't know if it was rented out for like a getaway car or something. And this, we were driving along this, you know, about this time of year, which I guess is when deer become interested in procreating. And yeah. it gallops up next to me and I'm slowing down and then it trips over itself and falls in front of the car. And I'm like seven miles an hour, pop the thing and it slides 50 yards and shakes it off and then gallops off to, you know, Make more stupid deer. Yeah, <laughs> as I was editing that video. Yeah, you can tell you're an avid outdoorsman, Ed. You can yeah. tell the deer's stupid because it already ran into him. My deer yeah. survived the crash. In the video, the I called it, I said it, it had big horns, which I was informed is not what deers have. They have yeah. antlers. It's, true. it's a difference. <laughs> and as I was editing this video, there were literally four or five deer that came to my window at my house and we're looking in at me, like, they're like we're going to jump in front of my now. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, so they, Billy, tell us away. what you did. They're all over the place. We had a dead deer in my front yard. So like, yeah. So your dogs ate. I'm it. not a deer person. <laughs> <laughs> the electric fence doesn't let them go there. But not a deer person. Was it unmolested? <laughs> well, at first it was. It was. So <laughs> um, initially. <laughs> anyway, there's a deer in my front yard. My wife is bringing me over. Like this is some sort of emergency. Honey, it's fine. So uh, I decide to let nature take care of it. That was plan A. And it worked for a little while. For like the first two or three days, we have dozens of vultures just feasting on it nonstop. They wore out a circle of grass around this deer. And uh, I wasn't getting too close to it because it was stinky. We mowed around Mm -hmm. it. And and like I didn't realize... The, the, the vultures left. They stopped. But yeah. it was covered with insects. So I'm like, hey, don't give up on nature yet. And then even then, like it, it, just, it wasn't making progress. I didn't, I didn't see it. So I take the tractor and I pick it up by these big antlers. And all my oh, friends no. are like, dude, are you going to like mount it? Are you going to do anything? I'm like, no, it's disgusting. It smells horrible. It's, yeah. Its skin is... Now, I didn't, when I picked it up by the antlers... There's most of the deer's gone. It stayed together. It, it didn't go bad, but its eyes were gone and, and it, its skin was just wrapped around bone with yeah. no guts in it. The, the guts have been eaten out by, I guess, the vultures or maybe yeah, they just efficient. leaked or something. And uh, I carried it over to an unused part so of the So, what yard. are we having for dinner tonight? <laughs> <laughs> the vultures got it. I wish I could do something. But yeah, now it exists over there, rotting away. Colin wanted to see it. I took him a few weeks later, roughly the same. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot. Not we had a <laughs> we had a cow die one time, and mm. uh, it died in a part of the property where we didn't go very often, and I and we didn't notice that it was dead until usually when one dies, you take the backhoe and mm-hmm. and dig a, a hole and get rid of it right where it lied, it, lays. Yeah, lays yeah, you just you know dig your hole right next to it, bump it with the arm, throw him in the hole, and he's he's gone. But this cow had gotten in a very bad way. She was like bloated and blown apart. And like the vultures couldn't find her, I guess, where she was because there was an overhang. She died right on the fence line, a lot of trees overhanging there. And apparently they didn't find her. And she's just full of maggots. It's disgusting. Gallons of maggots. And and, and I'm like, Scott, look at this, my cousin. What are we going to do? (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? What are we? I was like, we got to do something. Well, the this maggots the eat the rotten meat. It's still good. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's blow her up. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, hell yeah, let's blow her up. Let's, you want to get a pipe bomb or some or some ammonium nitrate? And I'm like, I think ammonium nitrate for this. We're gonna we're gonna need a big boom. So we put about 15 fucking pounds of tannerite and and wrapped it up nice and tight in a, in a I won't go YouTube has this whole bomb making description thing, but let's just say I made some tannerite and I shoved the package into her guts and then pushed it a little bit deeper <laughs> into her. Uh, it, it was molested. It, it, <laughs> pushed the package nice so. and nice and deep and way up there, Morty. Got got it, got it like into her mass. And then we backed off a little bit and shot her with an SKS. And it smelled so bad there for a month. <laughs> <laughs> it, it scattered rotten, must have been 800, 900 pounds of rotten beef across a... a, a, a a blast area. It, it was the most disgusting smell ever. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> it hangs out for a bit. I was, uh, I landed my paramotor just like two days ago. And I'm like, huh, look at this. Like this, this part of the yard's a little different. There's like, there's feathers here. And I was like, oh, right. I'm standing where the deer was. That's. Mm. And then we I, grew, I can't believe you grew up on time. a cattle farm where you had a backhoe. See, I grew up on a small cattle farm, so when we had a cow die, we had to ditch dig it with a shovel. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's, that's a big ditch. It is a that's big, awful. especially if they get bloated. It's a bigger ditch, yeah. And if you don't blow them up, no, and it was so, a cattle farm and a poultry farm. So, so the backhoe was a, a, a requirement. And I gotcha. Definitely had to have one. Well, ha Okay, what do you use backhoes for in poultry? Know. In the trailer park, no. yeah, burying the burying the dead poultry. You know when they die, they die. You know thousands and thousands. Of, yeah, you start with one hundred twenty thousand. If only one percent dies, you've got hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of dead chickens. Incalculable. Uh, you, dozens, you, dozens, <laughs> dozens of thousands. Uh, so, so there's there's lots of eleven times. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't drink the groundwater over there. Uh, and so, um, but but then one time we were filming and we we had these pig carcasses that we bought. We bought them from these Mennonites, and uh, they were real nice people. And uh, they were like, we were buying a whole hog basically just gutted you know like, like the kind of thing that you would like cook a pig in the ground you know do, you, it's got the head and everything and i think we bought three of them we bought at least two and they were like you guys having a, a big old cookout you know i think it was sunday or saturday or something like that so they thought we we're having like the whole church i guess they envisioned a whole church picnic and and all the parishioners gathered around to have some pork and i, I my i wasn't going to say anything but scott was like oh no we're going to shoot that one with a flamethrower and we're going to blow this one up. But I think we're going to beat it up a little first, you know, like Rocky. <laughs> and they looked at him like, oh, all that good meat. No, no, don't do it. He, almost, he wanted to back out of the sale. He, he didn't <laughs> want to sell it to us anymore because of what we're going to do to it. What? But yeah. Well, yeah. that's how Mitch I feel about it. donating my grandmother's science. I, yeah, <laughs> Dude, wouldn't that be so funny if you could donate other people's body to science? <laughs> it's like, yeah, he uh, he says he wanted to be uh, a really nice coffin, but they, at the very, very, very end, he saw the price and said, uh, "Blow me up." <laughs> no, I, was I would like to the room. Are you calling I, me a liar? <laughs> I don't care what they do with me. Do you? No, not at all. Like, 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 what if they want to do something like really embarrassing to you, though? You have to, they have to pretend mm. I'm still alive. Like a for at least body's exhibit? Days. 
Oh, like worse a, um... than that. Much worse than that. What if they want to take your skin and put it on a sex robot? Oh, uh, am I doing the fucking as a robot? <laughs> oh, no, you are a bottom bitch sex robot. <laughs> I mean, as long as I'm cared for, cleaned, and appreciated. <laughs> oh, there'll be no cleaning. <laughs> oh, I'm just uh, some. Uh, well, I guess it wouldn't be my ass. It was in it because my skin's on the outside. It's the silicone uh, pocket pussy that no, they the coming in. No, they're gonna your save ass. your rectum. They, they keep my everything's your skin, <laughs> yeah. but they keep my rectum intact. <laughs> just that. Just like just that. Just that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's you thought about I, I just it don't care. I just don't care what they do to me. You could, although one time I saw that one of those shows on the Discovery Channel where I think what they were doing is they were looking at how bodies decompose in various scenarios to and and then with that data, they could then apply it in the field when they found a body in those scenarios and they would be more apt to be able to determine yeah. how long how long Probably has this death. body been yeah. in a hot car? You know, is this a day or is this a week? You know, they decompose very differently in those scenarios. And they put a woman's body in a hot car and left it out in the sun for a, like, and they go check on it every few days. Did she and start it off so hot? It's important. Was it <laughs> I, can, I can picture being that researcher going out there like, ah, still gross. Inspected <laughs> <laughs> at 12.30 p.m. What's your data, doctor? It is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> day, I, I won't lie to you. Day one through three, a little bit fuckable, but... <laughs> four on. No thank you. I'd have to have you in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Day 48. We're taking the car back to Hertz. Just pull back into fucking national with your <laughs> What are you I talking promise. about? It smelled like this when I got it. S sir, 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 you said no smoking. I did not smoke in this car. I did not smoke. No, I, call your manager. Ask. I did not find me a speck of ash in this car. I bought the insurance. What? Yeah. <laughs> Is it, isn't this covered on Scratch and Dean? Come on. Nothing bigger than a dollar. Yes. <laughs> I bought the insurance so you can let it rot. Oh, Have you ever seen the, the movie Dead? That should be the next Mr. Beast video. Oh. <laughs> That's uh. Have you ever seen the movie Dead Girl, Taylor? Uh, I have not. Or maybe is it like the a premise? Or uh, you know, it, it's the it's the the premise is basically these guys find uh, a dead girl uh, and she's like a zombie, and they they keep her chained up and fuck her. Oh, and it's like a family film. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's what Disney. is it called again? Dead, dead girl. girl. I can't remember if it's Pixar or Disney, but it, <laughs> it, it's one of the. It's fucked. Wow. It's distributed yeah. by Dark Sky Films. <laughs> 101 yeah, minutes a... of this. <laughs> <laughs> you think they could cover it in 10, right? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, wanna... Okay, I got to watch this now. This, this seems Is it... pretty funny. Did you link it? You got to just start watching it now and give us a play-by-play? -play? I'll, <laughs> I'll uh, commentate it as I go. <laughs> no, I just looked at the Wikipedia page. Oh, oh wow. That, 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 that logo... Yeah, yeah. Get you that's, the, uh, it looks like a pussy at first, but then you're like, ah, it's it's dead girl's lips. I'm glad you told everyone that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, like nobody already got that. 
Up no, until I, now, I the show was PG-13, Taylor. Yeah, we have audio listeners. They need to know what that bad vagina <laughs> looks like. The majority of people don't watch it. They listen. And so we're providing a service. From the producer of Hellraiser and Heathers. <laughs> Heathers oh. was good. Hellraiser was good. I watched Hellraiser last night. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't want to see it now. Uh, Hell, Hell, are you talking about the original Hellraiser, Kyle? Yeah, of course. Clyde Barker, uh, you know, with... Um, uh, the same girls in all of them. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, good pin, stuff. Uh, Pinhead, the bad guy. Like this. Like last Halloween, like my girlfriend was like, "Oh, let's watch this." Hellraiser's awesome. And I've always like scrolled past it, looking at the Pinhead thing, and been like, "This looks dumb." Way better movie than I thought it would be. I that that's a quality horror flick. It's, I like that more than the Michael Myers ones. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's real fucked up. You know, it's, it's kind of like torture porn. That's kind of the whole point of it. Mm-hmm. Is that like the Cenobites when they come? He's like, some could think of us as demons, other as angels. Yeah. He's like, well, fuck, you're definitely a demon, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who thinks of you as an angel? You just yeah, ripped that man apart with fish hooks and wire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a fucked up scene. And it's old enough that the gore is more funny than it is scary. No, I disagree because they're practical effects. Everything's in camera. There's very, very little CGI. There's only like two scenes in that movie that don't look good, like those look like real body parts and stuff. And, and as the guy's reanimating, like, like as he's like feeding on the, like, like the premise is like this guy opens a puzzle box, demons come, they rip him to pieces. And, uh, but some blood sprinkles on the floor and it like reanimates him, but he's just like, not a whole person. He's like a skeleton with little meat on it. And, uh, the, the woman like loved him so much that she's, seducing men bringing them to the attic and then hammer murdering them so that he can feed on their corpses and slowly he's adding more and more flesh to his body it's fucked good it's movie fucked. i recommend it highly. Yeah. it was yeah. funnier in black. <laughs> <laughs> in black yeah the guy who wore that guy's skin it was kind of funny yeah, yeah. oh yeah um d'onofrio that, that guy's played by d'onofrio um the um the guy who plays kingpin in the daredevil series and also the guy from full metal jack and i am in a world Oh, shit. Yeah. Vincent I think, I think yeah. he's also uh, the guy who got naked in uh, Oz as he's being marched down one of the corridors. Maybe. Maybe. You didn't like I Oz re- as much as I did. Well, I was looking at going to prison at the time, so it was a little dark. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Hindsight's twenty twenty on that. <laughs> you might like it more this now, time around. But now you can watch that and be like totally unrealistic. No, I no. They went to real fucking scary town prison for for hardened criminals. I went I, I went to the camp. That 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 looked fucking terrifying. No, and, and it's that's not a good show. I hate Oz. Like you get to I'm not, I won't spoil it. I will spoil the ending because yeah, no one should ever watch it. It's so awful. He never gets out of prison, folks. All he did was drunk drive, run over a kid, and he ends up in prison for life by the end. He keep ha- yeah. he, he has to do things that extend his sentence for his own safety, you know. Like he he's got to be a bad guy. He's got to hurt someone. He's got to get revenge. Otherwise, we'll just keep picking on him. And that's how it goes, right? My basically on target yeah. there. Yeah. And then they just like will rape him anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of those were loving scenes, Taylor. Yeah, I that mean, thing he I... had with that grappler dude was real. It was. And Kurt Schillinger, head Nazi, Grand Poobah Nazi. Yeah. I think he developed some feelings. The guy from the Allstate commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, are you in good hands or whatever the fuck Allstate is? I don't remember. Head Nazi guy was cast wrong, I think. I, I don't think he was. Really? I, he wasn't that he was physically bulky. intimidating. Oh, uh, I think he got. Let me see if I can find an image of, of like. He's. Maybe not Schillinger. Like, like um, so it's prison. <laughs> Guys are divided into like Mexican, black, and white. The black guys looked like wide receivers in the NFL. 
the white big bad guy looked like me. Yeah, but the white big bad guy had his <clears throat> enormous Aryan henchmen all around him, and he was just kind of like, <clears throat> "Fuck that guy up! Fuck that guy up!" Mm. Yeah, the, it's it. I, I want to say that the uh, the Aryan nation makes up for like one percent of the prison population, and yet they can they do like ninety percent of the violent uh, offenses in prison because they're 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 just so extreme and they're so organized, whereas the other groups or whatever and they run a ton of drugs so they got power and shit yeah i think ms13 and they're in prison too and they're a real deal powerful gang like donald trump tells me so (laughs) yeah well you know he's never been wrong uh, name me, yet. name me one hundred times. He's been wrong. <laughs> off the top of your head. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you can't. <laughs> Here's a check picture of J.K. Simmons, who is the actor who plays Schillinger. Uh, he, it's on. A, it's from a website called ManCrushes.com. <laughs> oh, someone let the air out of his right tit. <laughs> yeah, you know, wow. but but still muscular, right? This is an older yeah, gentleman. He's got some some deltoid definition there. Some, yeah. some tricep. Yeah. He looks like he's been lifting some rocks. The last <laughs> time I saw him, like in a preview for a movie, it was like something about bands, like a band, and he was screaming at a drummer for not being good enough. It looked awful, but that I, I didn't. Yeah, I watched that. that. What was it called? I don't. Know. Uh, uh, angry band. Why does he have one <laughs> peck? That's what I was saying. <laughs> it looks like he had a mastectomy, it's and awful. it didn't go well. You know, it, this isn't from Oz, right? No, I, I think, think it so. is. Oh, maybe it is. Like no I joke. Wrong. I, I think I can beat this guy up. <laughs> he's five ten, so he's not like a big guy, like a. Yeah, uh, he, I think yeah. he was miscast. I think there's better, tougher guys. Yeah, so how do they? When you got that swastika the... on your ass, <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Kyle, in in Dead Girl, is yeah. the dead girl? constantly decomposing is she at like a point of zombieism that they're they're fucking or having a good time like is she is so, she part of the is she like limp and nothing or active she's active uh she's not a dead fish or anything uh, she's a dead girl uh the way i remember it her decomposition seems to have been arrested by whatever uh has reanimated oh, her some and wizardry. so perhaps some wizardry some dark magic if you will uh and uh and and like the guy's like fucking her he's he's got like got her chained up to a bed in like a factory like a like a like, like that you know is out of business or something oh cool yeah and, is, and, and, and it, it doesn't go it doesn't end well i haven't seen it in years though it doesn't sound like the middle part goes well or the beginning it goes well yeah there's not a good part of the movie if i'm being completely <laughs> honest it's it's a movie about fucking a zombie my cousin and i used to joke you about know, that it's a new oscar category yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> hottest reanimated corpse, and the nominees are not present because we've removed that category. It's disgusting. Ah, yes. <laughs> <sighs> well, yeah. I mean, this movie looks—I'm not going to say good, but it certainly looks like a movie. I'll watch. It is a movie. <laughs> you can't take that away so. from. You. Oh, Jenny Spain plays the naked zombie. She actually is hot. If you want to like Google her name and like plug that into Google images uh, and then see what she looks like when she's not a uh, zombie sex slave. Good looking lady. Oh, 39 pass. <laughs> <laughs> what <the> fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is uh, that's funny. 
How's the uh, podcast viewership listenership been for y'all? It's still going strong? Constantly yeah. skyrocketing. <laughs> Actually, we've been kind of hot lately. We've had yeah. some higher view shows and uh, mm-hmm. it's been good. What percentage yeah. watch on YouTube versus downloaded as a podcast? YouTube's about a quarter-ish. And then the other three quarters are audio. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't understand. I, you know, it goes back but to like... so pretty. Like, yeah, right? Cute. I think it's like, the length. At least like, if I were a viewer, uh, I could see how I would be listening to it in the car because that's where my time to kill is. Whereas, I like to see us, though. Well, I mean, they are missing missing it's, this, right? The beard was yeah. a tentpole topic tonight. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, when I, I like audiobooks because... I listen to them when I have like massive amounts of time to kill. This is four hours a week, five. I feel the same that. way about mobile viewers. Like, like if I'm getting like a recipe or something, like, like I'll get it in my phone. It's like, oh, oh, okay, make a roux and then you add it in. Okay, I got it. Like, I'm not. It's not entertainment purpose. It's educational purposes. But this is entertainment. So I would see like mobile views on like my videos, for example, and I'd be like, who the fuck isn't? This is a slap in the face. <laughs> We spent thirty thousand dollars blowing <laughs> shit up and flying in the sky, and like there's there's three cameramen and a high speed camera. And, and you're watching on an iPhone four. Someone's going, yeah, that's pretty cool, I guess. Um, all right then. No, I know. Come on, you gotta get that shit on your TV. You gotta fucking put that on your on your PC. You gotta watch on a monitor. I I, I couldn't understand it because like I would do feel the same way. Like if I was watching like Freddie W's video or somebody like that. Somebody's doing an action video. Something mm-hmm. that's visually stimulating in some way, not just educational. I want to see it. And I feel the same way about this sometimes. Like we do stuff. On a related note, sometimes people watch this show or one of my paramotor videos, and I see it like they take a picture of it on their big screen TV or a projector. You and, you know, and that that's like an honor to me. Like they've decided yeah. that I'm big screen worthy. <laughs> and I'm like, really? You know what it really Thanks. says? They're not ashamed for others to know that they watch your video. Oh, well, they should be. There's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I've said it before, I think. Like, my dad has told me, he's like, yeah, I've listened to your show before. It's, it's really it's, it's funny. I like it. But I tried listening to it at work, and I have people coming into my office so often, I have to keep turning it down real quick and, and pausing it. And yeah, I had somebody walk in while you guys were talking about some... Taylor, like, who, son? You, who you would not want to get mal- or who Was that guy really mal- drinking from a flashlight? Yeah. What were we talking? Were we talking about who we would want to molest us as children? I, I was just trying to think of the most offensive thing possible. I don't think we've ever I, talked about uh, that. I think we have. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, right? well, that sounds like us. I'm pretty oh, we sure literally we said the other week that if you get molested by Michael Jackson, it's a little better because you get to play on his train. That's true. <laughs> and he'll help out your your music, your entertainment career, like he did that one guy. That, that one guy not. who ended up being the choreographer for like NSYNC or whatever. And Britney Spears. No. What yeah. about Corey at Feldman and Corey yeah, that dead kid. one? Corey Haim. <laughs> yeah. Corey Haim. Well, yeah, he's Corey dead. We don't, we, don't know. we don't know. We don't know what may or may not have happened to Paul. He Corey. was the cuter one, so he's he probably the so one that he hot. fucked. Supple. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Supple. <laughs> I thought I was bad. <laughs> supple is a word that just is it has no good context it's never <laughs> been used in a like a, a kind wholesome way it's always <laughs> used to describe something a right? little off yeah yeah, yeah. Little, little people crass. don't describe their jello as supple oh this never been a supple bible cover no no oh these <laughs> no, communion supple. wafers they're so supple uh no no nobody ever said that not once 
Communion wafer? Dude, for how much money the Catholic Church makes, they could spring for some tastier wafers. Those I are think they should no yeast makes it tough. Yeah. They should merchandise. If they sold those in a bag with different flavors like 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 potato chips, I'd buy them. Like red hot communion wafers? <gasps> oh, you could convert me for some red hot communion wafers. I mean sour I'm cream and onion. The, yeah. Salt I mean, and vinegar. <laughs> oh god, yes, we can talk about that, Woody. Oh my god. So okay. my case manager in prison, this is the guy who's responsible for like <clears throat> handling uh he like schedules me if I want to take classes or if I want to take certain drug programs or whatever, all kind of nonsense. And he also handles my paperwork, which is very important for me because I want to leave prison. Yeah. And he's the one scheduling like, uh, you know, oh, so this is the person who's going to be picking you up. This is your address where you'll be like going home to. Okay. And he's like getting all that data, you know, my personal information, name and numbers and yeah. such. And that he's sending that to my probation officer so that everything is set and the ball is already rolling on release day. And it's supposed to be like that. The man is dyslexic. Mm. And mm. I don't mean that as some sort of like, yeah, he's retarded. No, the man has dyslexia. <laughs> all right. He fucked my paperwork up so many times. It was scary by the end. Like, like the first, I, I, I don't know how many times we redid the paperwork. It's at least six. It might be eight. <laughs> I, I, and this is simple paperwork. It's you name and address. Months. Yeah. Yeah. Once a week, he was fucking it up. <laughs> Once a week. <laughs> he did it three times while I sat there and watched him. Dude, he sounds like, like, like a retard. <laughs> like, 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 he went to college. He had his diploma on the wall. It was the University of Alabama, though. Roll mm. Tide. <laughs> so this guy fucking, he's butchered the paperwork twice now. And 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 I go in there, and I, I, I'm trying to catch him every day. We're not allowed to go see these people all willy-nilly. I'm wait, I have to wait till 3 p.m. and, like, that's when his doors open and it closes at 3.30 p.m. And that's it. If you miss him, you missed him. And so I go in there. I'm like, hey, uh, did we get that paperwork sorted? Because you have my address and the address of the person who's going to be picking me up reversed. So my probation officer went to inspect someone else's home the other day. And they were a little confused by that. And, <laughs> you know, and also you have me being picked up by someone who lives at my home address. And that's not the case. I, 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 and he's like, ah, you know, that's the sort of thing. You know, it's funny. It's it's easier to fix that sort of thing from the outside than on the inside. And I'm thinking like, I'm getting that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What he means is, I don't want to spending more time on your paperwork. So just figure it out when, when you leave. And I'm thinking like, well, if you say so, you know, I, I mean, as long as I, if you say so, I, I'll call them when I get out. You know, that, that I got the guys, I got the PO's number, call them when I get out. Well, I guess the probation officer gets wind of this. And so like the, his boss, his boss calls this guy and bitches him out. And so he calls me back to his office like a week later and he's like mad at me seemingly. He's like, well, they want it done a certain way. <laughs> and I'm like, you mean the right way? They want it done accurately? Bizarre. Isn't this your job? Isn't this like all you do? Like, 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 and, and he's so he does all the paperwork again. Keep in mind, he's literally copying from a piece of paper into a, like one of those computer programs that has like slots to insert information. Like, mm -hmm. oh, name, address. He's just filling out a, a, a form on a, on a computer and then he clicks print and he hands it to me and I go, 
No. <laughs> no, you see, this is misspelled, um, and it's my address, which I think, you know, we probably want to get right. Here you go. And he goes, ah, oh, shit. Brr, brr, does it again. Print. Hands it back to me. I'm like, you know, I hate to be a stickler. but uh, <laughs> The number has to is... be exactly right on an address. But this isn't the county I live in, nor is my, nor is my name Mr. Mayor. So yeah. my name is not Yikely Imers. Yeah, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, oh, all right. <laughs> like psychs <laughs> himself up. <laughs> like he's about to kick a field goal or something. <sighs> and hands it back to me. And I stared at that piece of paper that literally just has my name, my address, and my fucking nine digit number on it for a good two solid minutes before I'm like, you got it. You got it. You got it. And I sign off on it. He signs off on it. And everything finally worked out. But when I get to my, my senior probation officer, he's like, what, what was going on in there with that <laughs> paperwork? We've, we've never seen anything like it. And I'm like, well, he's, he has dyslexia. He's like, no, 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 that's funny. But, but really, I was like, the man has dyslexia. I'd like, I'd like to report him if that's possible. You should really look into it. He, he, he can't read well. Like, like he's inverting letters. Like, like it's, it's basic spelling and he can't copy from, from copy. He goes, Ah. <laughs> he, receives a, he receives a complaint and he's like, ah, a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> they love me. <laughs> oh, man. It was scary because like, like, Leonardo you know. Leonardo da Vinci of prison paperwork stewards. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how that shit worked. Like, like in my head, I'm like, are they going to let me go on October 3rd? Well, you know, it says they released me on the 3rd, but what if my paperwork's wrong? Yeah, and somebody else told me they were probably just fucking with me. They were like, "Oh yeah, you gotta get medically cleared to leave." And I'm like, "That doesn't make sense." <laughs> yeah, your name is not Kylie, correct? <laughs> I'm sorry, by by Georgia rules, you must repeat your entire sentence. <laughs> <laughs> this Kylie feller has served too much, but you, Mister Kyle, <laughs> not a day in our system. Wait, you got out of prison two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. Oh, for what? <laughs> Uh, possession of marijuana. Yeah. That, that two months is what that gets you in federal prison. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a good yeah. time. That's cool. Kid prison. Yes, yeah, it, it really is. If you have a choice, you, you want to go with the, the federal prison system. Is uh, that, I can't tell if you're goofy because the office no, space no. made it seem like federal is not the good one. Federal is the good one. It absolutely is. Okay. Uh, it, it definitely is because state prisons, um, from what I was told by prisoners, like, like, like federal prison has like their low really means low. Their camp really means it's it's more of a camp, and their max is really fucking max. <laughs> but in state prison, depending on funding, like maybe ah throw them in the medium. You know, like like, like the levels aren't as as defined as well. Like 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 their low might be pretty fucking rough. They mix them maybe too much. So I'm getting. I'm not an expert, but that, that, that's definitely my understanding of the scenario um, uh, that, that the state prison, like, like uh, even when I was in county jail, they were like, oh, yeah, I knew a guy that got killed in a state prison. I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> Stole potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good tip for you guys listening out there. Commit federal crimes. Federal crimes, boys. Yeah. Always federal crimes. Go big or go home. That's what I always say. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you don't go home. Do it, do it right. <laughs> go, go, get, go big or, yeah, don't go home. Go big and don't go home. Conditions is still a state crime in Georgia as well. So how did you get tried for a federal on a federal level for it? 
Um, because we beat the state case because they wrote a bad warrant. Um, they, they wrote a warrant that said they were able to search my home due to the fact that I was wearing shorts. I haven't heard this a little bit. Were they yeah, tie-dye? Because yeah. they're kind of stoner. Like nah, they cause, were... Uh, probable they, cause. I was, nah, I had some cargo shorts on, and they said because I was wearing shorts, that meant that I was heading straight home with the with the half ounce of marijuana, and therefore they had the right to search my home. Whereas if I'd wearing, been wearing slacks, I guess, then I was going about my day into the world. And, uh, and so that was going to get thrown out. So was all of the evidence that was actually acquired. And uh, the, but the feds, because of the, the types of firearms that are, I, I owned, were able to search my house regardless, just because I had been found to have, possess any marijuana whatsoever, like a seed of marijuana or a, a hundredth of a gram of marijuana would give them the ability to search my home. So the state lost their case, and so the feds picked it out. What do they do with the guns? They just hold on to them, put them in a big uh, vault somewhere? Probably destroy them. Oh, that's a shame. Hmm. What would you, 200K? Like, I, I, if you get more than that in guns. Yeah, closer to 400. <laughs> they took $400,000 worth of guns? Holy cow. I had half an ounce Man. of marijuana. I was a real danger to society. You have to understand. <laughs> I didn't trust him either. When they called me, I said, <laughs> don't let, leave no stone unturned. <laughs> I said, did you know there's more guns in the basement? <laughs> <laughs> Did you check the bunker out back? That's where the real shit is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's unbelievable. I'm yeah. sorry to hear that, mate. Yeah, How I'm long did you did you get like schedule when you went? No. They yeah. they did that scheduling for me. They I, did they didn't let you set your reservations. <laughs> yeah. I, so I just called the concierge down at the federal lockup and I said <laughs> Actually, I, I don't want to speak for Kyle, but I, I my observation is that the uh, the stress and like unknown that stretched out for two years was mm -hmm. maybe worse than the two months in prison. Like it, in yeah. terms of the punishment, you carry on. Yeah, because um, I was looking at more like 25 years of prison, uh, of, like trumped up charges if I tried to go to court and, and fight the silly charges. Um, so that, that's the reason I pled guilty is because um, because uh, some of the charges I pled guilty to are not accurate. I pled guilty to intent to distribute as well because uh, they said that my girlfriend had smoked marijuana at my house one time and that I had distributed marijuana to her in that manner. And uh, so that was a crime. Uh, but but I if couldn't you went away that long, it would have been funny for me and Woody to do the show next week and been like, you know, it's only twelve hundred weeks until, <laughs> Kyle, until Kyle returns to the show. Like, <laughs> the listeners know, but you guys might not. Like one of the charges was uh, owning a firearm with a destroyed serial number. Now what happened was he bought a brand new firearm. He bought it from a gun store legally. Everything is on the up and up. He took that brand new firearm and shipped it to a professional firearm coding person to give it like you know cool camo or another color or something like that and then it turns out that person had gotten gotten paint in the serial number and now they're accusing kyle of destroying or def defacing. defacing a serial number which is a 10-year uh mandatory minimum federally <clears throat> so that's the yeah. kind of like I don't know the threat that he was looking at uh, that. And they were uh, looking at like an enhancement per gun up to like, I don't know if it's up to five guns or up to 10 guns, but they can add like, it's like two years per gun up to 10 guns, I think, which is like 20 years, mm -hmm. um, I, I you know, that they could tack on. Even the guns had nothing to do with marijuana. Mm -hmm. You know, the, 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 those type of laws are meant to punish drug dealers who are carrying a pistol 
while they deal drugs. And it's like, oh, you can't steal my drugs, I'll shoot you. Or you better pay for my those drugs or I'll shoot you. That sort of thing. People who are in that kind of business. Not for people who like have a shotgun in their closet way back at home and they smoke some marijuana at a concert. And that's how they're kind of applying the law. Hmm. So they were threatening me with like roughly 25 or 30 years or something like that if I didn't plead guilty to some pretty nonsensical charges. Goodness gracious. Yeah, and then of course the the cost of going to court. Ed and Rabbit is co-counsel. I I could do an afternoon. All right, I'll meet you in the middle. Smack dab in the middle. I I mean that's warning. (laughs) I give a warning. That's pretty much how it went, you know. Like like we started at twenty five or thirty years, and then it was like ah maybe five, and then it was like ah, and as early as like five months ago, it was like two to three. You know, and uh, and and then it was like, ah, shit. And then and then you know, we finally negotiated down to uh, this 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 crime that's zero to six months, and then it's up to the judge's discretion. And then he gave me two. Uh, so so yeah, been a fun little time. And then you know, just got out. But yeah, got out two weeks ago. Um, I'm well, enjoying freedom. Yeah, it's good to be. Hey, back. what's the coolest thing about being out? I, I I my guess is controlling the light switches on your own, but. Sure. That's awfully nice. Uh, you know, you know what time it is. Uh, we've got a clock, you know, and okay. you, it, it moves very slow. <laughs> Especially when you're watching it. I just stare at all day. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, having my computer, being able to play video games and stuff, like like having a cell phone is huge because like if you have one in there, they, they send you to solitary confinement. <laughs> you know, you're not really allowed a cell phone in there. Um, you know, sex. Uh, um uh, fucking all the, you any kind of food in you, prison, Kyle, you, you can <laughs> almost did. And, uh, you know, uh, any kind of, food what was the first thing want? you wanted to eat? I got fajitas. I got fajitas as soon as I got out. First, I, I was going to say about, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> that that, that would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really the wanted worst. What's the worst meal you had in prison? Ah, see, I did a pretty good job of like, uh, like, like, like I lost 35 pounds in prison cause I didn't eat very much at all. But I, uh, I I ate mostly chili. Like they they had these pouches of chili that, that you just tear the top off, dump it in a bowl, and microwave it, and they're three hundred calories each. So I just eat one of those a day and put a bunch of hot sauce and jalapenos in it. But the prison food's good. It's like cafeteria food at high school. You know, it's not great. So You're they gonna... have like what? What's the little bars they used to have? What they call like Nutra bars or whatever? You know what I'm talking about? Like it was uh, like like Nutra grain bars, kind of like. No, no, no. This is like a meat patty that was oh, kind of no. ground up. Of It was the hot dog of hamburger meat, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Lips no. and assholes. No, the there bar. were days, like one day a week, we would have like what was basically like Popeye's fried chicken. Um, and like um, once a week, there would be pizza. And once a week, there'd be uh, like like their version of fajitas, which was like grilled chicken and tortillas and beans and rice. It was good food. It was fine. See, this is the thing here at Greenville County. My attorney, who's a really good friend of mine, we grew up together. We were joking around. He said, if you're going to commit a crime, you want to do it on a Friday. If you're going to get arrested, because Friday is hot dog day at the Greenville (laughs) LEC. He said, I've got people that are incarcerated, but will stay another day to get hot dog day. (laughs) Apparently, they got some damn good hot dogs at the Greenville LEC. Maybe they have like ballpark Franks or Hebrew nationals. Hebrew nationals. We sold cars to a guy who his business was food to prisons and the budget was like 15 cents a meal. 
or something. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. That's that's county. That, yeah, that's you what ever, it's like. Have you ever sold? Have you ever? Have you ever? Have you ever sold wholesale hot dogs before, Ed? No. Fifteen cents is a damn good hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. In, uh, in county, they told me that they're. I was. I was like, "What is this food, boys? What are we eating here?" Uh, you know, because it's like a boiled egg and two sausages that look like my finger, that, but rotten, and <laughs> and and like some some oatmeal with nothing in it whatsoever. And, and I, I was like, "What is this?" And they're like, "Their budget is." It was like nine or fifteen cents a day or something like that. So it it was just. I, I was like, "I got some money. Could we? How about <laughs> I make a phone call?" I'll have $400 sent here in an hour and just, and look, I get it. You can't just feed me, feed all the boys, <laughs> go to McDonald's and go wild. <laughs> like, this is outrageous. Mr. Money like, bags over here with his monocle and his call a friend for money. I, it's, that, that's, dollar that's, menu for everybody. Dollar menu for everybody. Just go, go get 200 fucking double cheeseburgers and, and, and let's party out here in the Franklin County. And jail it was because, on that day that Kyle knew his asshole was safe. and that was the day that ronald mcdonald saved kyle's ass (laughs) i definitely would have done that uh you know that food was so bad i I lost a good bit of weight in like the three or four days i was in county jail like a like a like a shocking amount for such a short period of time because i just didn't eat for four or five days that was no good i had so many prison questions for you but we've covered so much i'm trying to think did you have any more in the in the stockpile that you were intentionally saving Uh, maybe off the top of my head but i didn't really make a list you know uh bad about that i was did you shank anybody while in there there were shanks uh but i did not shank anyone no um they have a shared knife program we had had a knife sharing program yeah mostly used for making relish yeah yeah that's that's what i used the knives for i used them to chop up stolen pickles to make relish for my tuna salad (laughs) what was the most ridiculous thing someone was in for Possession of half an ounce of marijuana. I was going to ask the most hardcore thing if you if you have maybe oh, on that side. I mean, Snow was moving like a pound or two of meth, and uh, oh, the 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 former uh, military guy. He he was in because he was selling. He was selling. He had like four ounces of cocaine and a pound of marijuana. Um, but the, the enhancement, the reason, the thing that made that worse was like five or six years prior, he had gotten in a gun battle at a club and had shot three guys, um, all non-lethally. Um, but, but he had shot three of them. Hmm. Um, mostly it was mostly smaller stuff. It seemed like, but I didn't really want to talk to the scarier guys, at least not enough to ask them for you in for, cause that well, seems like a private question. Yeah, you probably don't want to make friends with them. Was it called minimum security, low security? What did they call it? Uh, it's a federal prison camp. FCP. Oh. Okay. Or, or federal FPC. Yeah. What, whichever. Yeah. I got some pins. I got some souvenirs that say it on there. Talladega federal really? prison camp or something like that. Yeah. I'm glad you got yeah. souvenirs. Like remember I would have got yeah. tattoos. <laughs> You know, Alabama. Yeah, in Alabama, at Talladega. Uh, you know, oh, wow. not too far from the the racetrack. Uh, yeah, I did not get to see any races while I was there. There was oh. a guy there they called Ricky Bobby. Um, oh, cool. You know, of course, Talladega Knights legend of Ricky Bobby. Um, yeah, there were some. Th- th- there were plenty of people who were in there. It was mostly drugs because you can't really be in there. I don't think if you've been convicted of a violent crime or a sex crime. And mm. but but. That's a little confusing because you when I when you first hear that you're like ah, 
bunch of drug selling tax cheats, right? And it's like, no, it might just be a bunch of drug dealers who never got caught for their murders, you know? That and, and that's that seemed to be a good mixture of that going on. But but there was also plenty of tax cheats. You have people in there for bribery and like tax schemes and uh, online theft, identity theft, things like that. There were a lot of guys like that. But then there was plenty of like ex-gang members and ridiculous shit like that. Uh, a lot of that going on. And there's plenty of drug dealing in there. You know, a lot of guys are just selling drugs in there. Was your prison divided on racial terms? Like, as it seemed like you were talking to black and Mexican guys, but the guys yeah. on YouTube that I watch make that seem like it's not a thing that happens. No, we talk, we get along, but um, you know. There's definitely more of a bond, but the black guys kind of stick together and the Mexican guys kind of stick together and the white guys kind of stick together, but uh, they all talk, you know, you're living together in a big yeah. room, you know, it, it, you can't just Give not a talk to each war, other. Yeah we're, <laughs> yeah, we're sharing two microwaves, you know, between 75 of us in that dormitory and, you know, we're sharing one ice machine. We're sharing four or five TVs. Now the TVs are segregated, of course, like I, like I talked about, you know, on the first show back that black TV, white TV, Mexican TV, and the sports TV, you know, and Did, you don't fuck with the other races. And TV. that's where everybody came together on the ESPN TV. And what did right. we learn about that? from? <laughs> <laughs> Did people um, like exert a dominance in the microwave line? Did guys cut and be like, what are you going to no, do? No. no, that would be a real faux pas. Um, no, no. Everybody was pretty cool about that. And even like, if you were about to like make a whole big chili bowl of soup or something like that, which a lot of people just throw everything in a bowl and microwave it, just mackerel fillets and ramen noodles and melted Beefy. cheese and all kind of bullshit. But if they, and that might take 10 minutes to cook up, they, they'd fry rice in there. They'd pour oil and rice and, and fry the rice in the microwave. But if they turn around and saw somebody had a cup of coffee that they just wanted to warm it, Hey, go ahead, go ahead. You know, there, there was, there was, everybody was polite. I do that at the as, cash register. Yeah, sure. You've got one item and the guy behind you has a... Or you've got a whole cart and the guy behind you has one yeah. item. Yeah, or the guy on, seems old. Yeah, he can't stand for too long. Yeah, yeah. So you see the guys up. making the kits like they're cooking up stuff in their room like out of... Well, yeah, crush up chips and make like homemade burritos out of them oh, or yeah. something. Um, I, I saw, uh, There's a guy on YouTube that does that. Shows you how to make them at home. Yeah, absolutely. Would you there was, want to? There was a guy who could make like... <laughs> you like great, bad food? Great craft with the kids. <laughs> Uh, there was now, a guy. This is that how you make, make a, a knife out of a sharpened toothbrush. And it's like I, I'll just go buy a knife. Idiot. I like to think <laughs> he's got like a VPN sponsor in the middle of it, like the most yeah. worthless <laughs> prison sponsor ever. <laughs> uh, there was a guy who would make these big Chipotle style burritos, even though that we only got tiny little tortillas. He'd have five or six of them, like, like, like you know, those people make those enormous joints they roll because they have some sort mm -hmm. of fancy technique to roll out a bunch of papers into one giant joint. He's doing that, but with a burrito. And you can see, like, the layers of burritos that, that he's made. And it's, it's huge. It's like a two-pound burrito. Um, they would make cheesecake. out of. They would crush up crackers to make a graham cracker crust. And they would take cream cheese and sugar. And then whatever the dessert of the day was, if it was, like, blueberry cobbler, they'd get just the blueberries. And so they'd make, like, a blueberry fucking cheesecake. And they'd sell them. Like like when Alabama's playing football, there'd be four white guys in one cell cooking, fucking making cheesecakes because they're gonna sell them for two macs a piece. A mac is a package of mackerel. Wait, how um, much is a mac? Dollar like four, a dollar, uh, right? seventy cents each. I can't believe cheesecakes go for a dollar forty. 
<laughs> that is a great I mean, deal. Probably not very good cheesecakes. Well, they were. I didn't have any. What do you they, want, Taylor? Everybody acted like they were amazing, but you know they had been living inside of that prison for quite some time. So yeah. they, they, yes, they probably thought the, the guards were hot. Somebody could have and be in that prison. The oh, the longest <laughs> sentence. Yeah. I don't think there was a limit, honestly. I read online it was 10 years, but that turned out to be bullshit um, because, like, you know, one of my friends had been in for 10 and had more to go. And then there was an older gentleman who'd been in for nine and had three or four more to go. Um, there was a guy who had been in for 14 and had two more to go. You know, could they have done time at another prison? And maybe sure, they could have. That's they possible. Have... Like, like, but I, don't, I just don't think there's a limit because they sort of, tr you earn your way down in this like whole complicated federal point system to get into that place. Like if you start at maximum and you go long enough, not hurting anybody or fucking up, you end up in whatever high or medium and then low. And then you end up in the camp. Like eventually you earn your way down to there. So, so for Ed and, and rabbit, Hal ran laps with this guy named snow and snow would take a break every lap or two and do pull-ups. How many pull-ups did he do in a set? Uh, eight to 10, depending on, um, you know, the day he always mixed it up. Okay. Wondering. But he had 40 pounds tied to his waist. So it's kind of... <sighs> so do I, really. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I never thought about That's that. Yeah, I'm so doing did you have like a <laughs> episode last week? or Yeah, like two weeks ago. Uh, we, we talked a lot about prison. I, I try not to get too prison heavy. On like We do a four-hour show, so I don't want to do four hours that nonsense. So I do like 45 minutes or an hour of just nonsensical fucking prison talk. Because there are a lot of stories. I met a lot of interesting people, and it's a it's a stupid fucking thing. Nobody, if I were the judge, I would let ninety percent of the people I met in there out because it's like they're not planning on doing anything else. They just want to go back to life. You know, right. they they're all planning on like, oh, I'm gonna be a forklift driver, or I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna get my CDL. I'm gonna drive a I'm gonna drive a truck. You know, yeah, they're all they're, the limit. <laughs> but I, these are people who make bad decisions, though, right? Like a lot of them. They, <laughs> <laughs> when confronted with a situation where they could do violence or walk away, sometimes they choose the wrong one. When, uh, you know, when things get hard and they have to, I don't know, say no to themselves or steal, sometimes they choose the wrong one. Uh, I wonder, you know, it's easy to declare that you'll do the right thing after you get out. But they, I don't yeah. know. Like, like, like what I'm Okay. I was in there for a short period of time, and I was thinking, like, I ain't never gonna fuck up again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, he was in there a short period of time, and he started he started talking like that already. I ain't gonna never. <laughs> yeah, this is how. I, by the way, you, you know, anybody wondering why I had so many like problems in prison? This is how I talked the whole time. <laughs> I use my prison cow voice. Yes. <laughs> they didn't take to it none. You should have done the purple do rag. <laughs> I should have done that sling blade voice like Billy Bob Thornton. Mm -hmm. That they would have been I... a long eight weeks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only four days in and people don't care for it, but I've already committed to the bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> more annoying than your cellmate. <laughs> Silly Some sounds folks like call it a blade. shower rape. I call it Tuesday. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I re at this point, I don't think people are bullying me because they think I'm a retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, it was it was pretty silly. I I think I talked about that drug class I was in a good bit. You know, two hours a week of uh, of, of the drug class, and it that, I hated that the most. That was so stupid, so what did they stupid. Teach you? Just they like didn't drugs. see the good uh, yeah, side of uh, drugs there. Uh, they'll yeah, teach you, you how marijuana. They'll, they'll teach how marijuana gives you brain damage, and you know that 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 sort of thing. This is book published in two thousand nine. 
about, uh, you know, uh, wh wh what do they say about um, LSD, which I just read an article about how it how it helps with PTSD and, and rewiring the brain. Uh, I'm pretty sure they said it caused brain damage and memory loss or something like that. You know, lots of lots of good old fashioned federal facts. DMT is the one I. <sighs> Joe Rogan molecule. sells DMT so hard. Do you guys ever watch the Joe Rogan podcast? DMT is a high or a trip or whatever. It lasts 10 to 15 yeah, minutes. And it exists in your body naturally. Uh, and that's critical. This all comes from the Joe Rogan podcast science. So your body knows how to like dispose of it. It doesn't ruin you in the way that maybe something that's not already in your body. And uh, I think you release it while dreaming. So you take... Isn't this the, isn't this the mushroom stuff? I've heard about No, this. that's psilocybin. There you go. Okay, so DMT is something... I guess you can buy a thing that's legal, and then you make it into DMT based on instructions yeah. from the internet. They, it's and it's, works. it's not incredibly hard, I guess. I, I don't know. Mm. Uh, but they act like one 10, 15-minute trip, and your brain is rewired. You're more creative now. You, you've, you've upgraded your RPG character with DMT. That now you, like you'll be more clever day to day. You'll see things in a different way. I, I don't know. Seems like a good idea. If you want to do it, go do it. Did DMT and then he went cosmic bowling. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> what? Oh, you know, you don't have cosmic bowling. It's where like late at night on the weekends, a bowling black alley black. will turn will turn all black lights on ah. so it's dark, and then all the pins are glow in the dark, and they've got that those stars that glow that you can put on your uh, your ceiling as a little kid in your bedroom, and the lights yeah. went off and like pretend you were looking at space. I know and shit. that's how I got Fuck. caught for all the semen stains. Oh no, I'm no. sorry. He didn't do DMT. He did a bunch of <laughs> mushrooms, and he said it was absolutely terrifying. No, I have no was, idea the bowling alley none. did that. He, he said, bar none, his worst bowling experience. I will never, <laughs> like, like I, I think marijuana is just the only drug you, you want to really be getting, getting silly with. Like, I would be afraid of LSD and acid, which I think are the same thing. And yeah, really, any of those really brain altering drugs, because, like, you know, I've had some scary experiences in my life. I don't want to, like, get trapped in some sort of, like, eight hour loop of my worst moments ever or something like that or going to some terror zone or something, you know? DMT yeah. 10, and, 15 uh, minutes. I can endure okay. awful stuff for 10 minutes. That's true. That's true. But what if you're, what if you're time awful. dilates inside of your head and 10 or 15 real world minutes is 10 or 15 hours to your, your, your brain, your, your adult brain. I choose but to believe that, you... that it won't. But see like <laughs> dreams, like a dream can be five minutes long and in your head it feels forever. You know, like that could be the same kind of thing. I took, and I'll never take mushrooms again. Have, have you ever taken mushrooms? No. Okay. Have you hypothetically <laughs> taken mushrooms? No. <laughs> no. I like that face he just made. Yeah. I like that. Me? Oh, really? Mushrooms? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> They're great on pizza. <laughs> have you ever had not as I have as a real know. job. <laughs> yeah, I took <laughs> <we> were, <laughs> me and this girl. Me and this girl got some mushrooms one time, and we were. Uh, I had taken them before, but. I like you buy mushrooms like marijuana, like by the ounce, by like quarter ounces or eight ounces and stuff like that, you know. And, and I don't know what the dosage is, you know. Just like, like like I'm a real noob as far as I've never taken them before. I don't know how much I need, but somebody just had this amount and they were like, yeah, I think it was fifty seventy five dollars or something for a little bag. And but mm -hmm. we were so afraid of them that we took a little to see what would happen, and then we took a little more than the first time the next day to see what happened. And by the time we'd done that experimenting phase we didn't get enough of a dosage to do anything. 
So we just wasted all the mushrooms by not taking enough at once. So a couple, three years later, I get some more mushrooms and I, I'm talking to a completely different girl at this point. I'm like, Hey, I have some mushrooms. Would you like to try them? And she's like, fuck yeah, I would. She used to do heroin. She don't give a shit. So nice. not really. And uh, she <laughs> snorted. Was she, she thin, she get though? off her back. She was nice and we're not going to get into this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was very, she was very nice. Uh, and uh, so they taste like shit. They're dried up like gross mushrooms. So I would take a chip, dip it in salsa and then put a mushroom on top and then nom, nom, nom that all up because the salsa and the chip, like the mixture of the intense flavor of the salsa with the consistency of the chip kind of masks the fact that you're eating like a chewy, crunchy, nasty mushroom that's not meant to be eaten. It's not real food. And I ate a lot. And then for some reason, I I don't know why. we I was like, well, let's go to dinner now. Huh. So we get in the car and we drive to dinner. And all of a sudden, I'm like, whew. <laughs> you know, the interstate's starting to look like a tunnel. It's starting to look like I'm driving down a tunnel here. Why, why did we leave the house again? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> so we go to Walmart. I have to pick up some odds and ends. And so I've got this. Now's bag. the time to do it. Now's the time to do it. <laughs> So we're standing in line and I've got this bag of carrots <laughs> and she's like, uh, and I'm start, I start feeling like I'm having a panic attack, which I have like maybe twice a year and, and I'm getting sweaty and nauseous and pale and sticky. And, and I'm like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom and I start walking toward the men's room. I hand her the carrots and I start walking toward the Walmart bathroom and my vision is closing in. You know, it's, it's, it's like if you stand up too quickly and everything gets yeah. fuzzy and, and, you're browning out when that happens because the blood isn't, you don't have to blood in your brain. That's what's happening to me. And it's slowly coming down to this pinpoint. It, you know, my vision is. And I walked right past the bathroom and fell unconscious right into one of those things you hang sunglasses on. You know, the, <laughs> those roly, those roly, the loudest thing to fall into. <laughs> fall face first into it. And one of the pegs cuts my fucking head open. <laughs> I wake up. Lying on the floor in Walmart, surrounded by a crowd of people, <laughs> and they're all looking at me like when I'm was dying. Dude, they say it the best way matter. to enjoy it. <laughs> you were an adult <laughs> on your own. Oh yeah. yeah, this is not all that long ago. Okay, no, but Kyle, like Kyle, Kyle, back this up. They say the best way to experience a shrooms trip is to have lots of strangers staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I so how did up. you get from we're going to dinner? To, I need Walmart carrots. My friend called me. She needed carrots. I said, okay. Don't ask why I'm, about my decision-making process. I already decided to go to dinner after eating mushrooms. None of it makes sense. <laughs> right. I know that now. Took, you have friends that call you for carrots? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Dude, that's the people point call me this. for vegetables all the time. <laughs> How is this the most interesting part of the story? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't. I'm glad he brought it up. That yeah, yeah. Can you some goddamn carrots? <laughs> Do you have an egg for my cake? Well, <laughs> I need, yeah. you know, skinned baby carrots. I called. That was a friendship <laughs> test right there. Somebody no. was like, "How well no, do you know this guy?" It's, I know him so well. If I call him for carrots at 7:45 on a Thursday, those carrots are on the way. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've, I've, got a I've got a house thing to have. I've got a. I've got a housemate who's handicapped and she can't drive, so I get her groceries for her. So that oh, means, okay, just, right. just to make it. Yeah, it was Kitty. So Kitty, 
Now eat some carrots. And she did not know that I was not in any place to be getting carrots. And I didn't want to tell her. So I wake up sitting on my ass at Walmart. And when I say I was blind, I don't mean that my vision was blurry. I mean that my eyeballs no longer process light in <laughs> any way. I mean that I was blind and everything was darkness and I could only hear people. And I'm going to say it lasted for a good 40 seconds. And I'm and trying to tell myself, you'll be able to see in a minute. You'll be able to see in a minute. But part of me is like, did both your eyes go into one of those sunglass pegs <laughs> and you're actually blind right now? But nobody was screaming. So finally, like my vision starts coming back and there's people all around me and someone hands me a Gatorade and I start sipping on that. I'm feeling better by the moment. Like every moment I feel a little stronger, a little, little more steady. And this lady identifies herself as a nurse and, uh, and she's like, what happened? What happened? I was like, ah, oh, my blood sugar's low. You know, I, my blood sugar's low. I, I, I have hypoglycemia. I, 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 I must've fainted. I was trying to get to the bathroom to splash some water in my face. And, and and they bring now a chair has been produced. And I, <laughs> I sit in the chair and the group, there's still a crowd. I mean, like 15 or 20 people. And I'm just like sipping the stuff. And she's like, I called the EMTs. They're on the way. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, Call uh, them and back. <laughs> and it's at this point where the girl that I'm with reaches through the crowd like, like, like God and grabs my hand and says, get up. You're coming with me. <laughs> and I go, I go, thank God you're here. And the, uh, the nurse goes, he's not going anywhere. I'm, I'm a nurse. He needs to stay here till the EMT arrives. And my girl, also a nurse, she goes, so am I. He's coming with me. And I'm like, thank you. And we start walking toward <laughs> well, the door. I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> we start walking Do toward I know the door. Her? Nah. Okay. We start walking toward the door. Different, different nurse. Uh, we start walking toward the, uh, uh, the door. And a police officer passes me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. And we, we get right outside, right outside the doors of Walmart. And the police officer has made it to the scene of the incident, been informed that I am the incidentee. And now she has caught back up with me. She's like, hey, why are you running from me? And I'm like, hmm? What do you, what do you mean? She's like, you, you're running from me. I'm like, are you here for me? I, wh what did I do? She's like, did you fall? I'm like, yeah, is that a crime? I was like, I, I have low blood sugar. I, I, I tripped in there. Is, is, am I in trouble? She's like, um, well, now she's confused. She's yeah. like, um, well, well, no, are, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna go with some barbecue though. You know, there's a Sunny's barbecue right over here. Well, you here. broke like 60 Oakley's. <laughs> <laughs> the damage is, is in the threes of dollars. <laughs> she's like, well, and then the EMT shows right up and he's and, and they got like this meta pack thing on their shoulder. He's like, where's the guy? And, and she's like, this is him. And I'm like, hey, guys, how's it going? Th thinking, God, thank God I have my sunglasses on because my pupils are this fucking big. <laughs> and they're, they're like, you're the guy? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just and, I, and this guy's a good old boy. I can tell by his accent. So I'm just like, yeah, man, you know, I, I just got low blood sugar. I, I tripped and fell in there. I'm trying to get over to Sonny's, get some of that barbecue in me. And he said. Well, shit, have get get that pork three way. That's good. And I'm like, that's what I like too. <laughs> and we get in my car and we go to fucking Sonny's and have the most terrifying barbecue dinner of our lives. <laughs> Man, that that shrooms experience doesn't sound fun at all. Never again. Don't yeah. do drugs, kids. If only there was an app that you could have gotten the Sonny's brought to you. 
Oh, it didn't <laughs> see. Well, I lived in the country back then. I, there was no delivery. I couldn't even get Domino's delivered. Now I'm in Atlanta. Yeah, no Postmates there. No. <laughs> Tell the people about Postmates, Taylor. I don't have it open. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was doing it. This episode of PK is brought to you by a company that we have a lot of personal experience with, Postmates. You know what's great about eating your favorite thing? It's your favorite thing, and you're eating it. You know what's not so great? Getting it, and the only fast things that deliver are not what you're craving. Introducing Postmates, the app that adds a delivery option to your favorite restaurants. Imagine anything you want to eat delivered. You don't have to drive, park, or even talk on the phone to order. Just download the app and order an order. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour. You can even see where your food is and track your driver while he drives. You forgot eggs and milk? No problem. Craving a tasty burger? Check. Looking for that perfect bottle of red wine or a nice summer beer? Order is up. Postmates is your new long-term munchies booty call. For a limited time, Postmates has given you $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app today and use code PKA. That's code PKA for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Save the hassle, get the food you love fast at Postmates with code PKA. <clears throat> yeah, I use Postmates a lot. I probably spend $1,000 a month on Postmates, um, something like that, just an enormous amount of Postmates. I, it's, it's, really? It's how, yeah, like I, I probably eat one meal a day from Postmates. It's convenient. Yeah, then yeah, they show up. It's a real good way to get fat too. Yeah, for sure. Because you can, can just be like, that. "I deserve a dessert, sure," and they'll just fucking show up. And there's nobody to like shame you. You can be like, you, "So I used to order so much Chinese and sushi at once just for myself that they bring three pairs of chopsticks." And I'm like, "Fuck, I'm glad nobody's coming in." To hey, hey, guys, uh, he's out of soy <laughs> sauce. <laughs> there's nobody here, you know. <laughs> He knows there's nobody there. He's just bringing those chopsticks so I don't feel so ashamed. That's right. He knew I had slippery hands. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the plan. If you order Postmates a few times in the same night, you're going to get the same guy? No. It's uh, it's like calling an Uber. You never, it's, they're just, you never know who's in your area. So no one needs people. to know that tonight's a Wendy's Burger King McDonald's sushi night. There you go. Some they know my name. They know my name. Some of them do now. He's, you know, the friendlier ones. You know, hey Kyle, what's going on, man? I'm like, not much. I haven't seen you in a while. Where you been? Prison. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> yeah, or that, or like, and there's not not from Postmates, of course, because their drivers are professional, kind, and caring. But sometimes I use some of those terrible other the options lesser i won't even options. lesser options which i won't even name and there's a guy from one of those who just shows up and he's like just walks the fuck away he always gets a dollar tip maybe that's why now he he's so <laughs> gruff every time but but it, it, he's not gonna egg. dig himself out of that hole by by being a piece of shit like like give me a smile tell me what's going on it's i, I gave a customer a, service it wasn't an extraordinary tip but i gave a, a larger than customary tip recently the waitress was excited because she just bought a new house and I bought a first house in my life, and I know where you are for a while after that. It was like she's either like outstandingly manipulative or hopefully just true. And it was a yeah. good day. How much was the meal, and what was the tip? Meal was like eleven dollars, and I think I paid twenty five. Like it wasn't okay. A meal. It was just more Paula. than a tip. No, I just, just you know, I was like, it's more like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't like 
I don't I don't do the big big tip all that often. Bitch, I make it drizzle. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, but it was more than the meal. It is you know, it wasn't twenty percent either. Yeah, just... I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll tip the postmates. Uh there's there's one girl it, 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 that's super duper hot. And like I, I ordered something the other day that was like twenty dollar meal and I just gave her forty dollars. I'm like, she'll remember. She'll remember. She'll be back. She has to. It's her job. Did you, did you write your <laughs> phone number on it? On the, on the there is a way I can message her, and I may have messaged her, but um, we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. I may have just wasted twenty dollars, but you know, I made her day uh, a little happier. That's the worst case scenario. Best case scenario is I now when I order cheeseburgers and fries, I get pussy too. Uh, that would. That's the app I want. Yes. That's the future. Tinder mates. I want. <laughs> I want five guys burgers and fries and a girl that comes along with it. That puts a different mate in Postmates all together. Yeah. It's I almost want... a better name for that. <laughs> you got that new Fuck Buddies app? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. The food's delicious. <laughs> man, they, man, they could suck some dick. Oh. <laughs> wow. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> When I saw oh. her, I didn't think much, but the no teeth thing worked out great. Oh, you know, hey, go on. She put hard into it. She put hard. <laughs> into it. Jeremy got his teeth pulled out. I for 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 a guest. I have a friend named Jeremy whose all of his teeth are rotten out of his fucking head, and uh, he got all of his teeth pulled and got dentures. I haven't seen them yet, but I I'm getting I'm gonna get Dad to take a picture of me. But Dad says they're they're ill fitted dentures, oh, and so well, sometimes when he's talking. <laughs> I know, right? I thought it was going to be a whole... We're saying his name, right? Did you say his name? Jeremy. Yeah, all right. I I knew it. I didn't know I was... Anyway, that'd be a whole Jeremy upgrade. That would be like a... like you. Jeremy's teeth were 1% bottom teeth, right? They they were discolored. I I think some of them weren't full length. Some of them were missing. Like, it was... They look like car keys. (laughs) <laughs> it was a real situation in his front. Like team. a bad British comic or like Meth Man? Meth Man. Okay. Yeah. But Homeless it, Meth Man. But that's not how they got that way, right? Like he just his wasn't. Te- his teeth His teeth were a lot like the Spice Girls. They were all different colors and going their own ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just, bad diet, bad hygiene, and uh, he uh, said wasn't he had born. soft teeth. Soft like, like, teeth. Yeah, like like he he claimed that they didn't have enamel on them or something like that, and I'm thinking like yeah, after that much Red Bull, tobacco, and 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 no hygiene, like I guess maybe that'll happen. But how do you, you know, just I, not brush your teeth to the point of look, them falling apart? I'm inventing this, but I feel like there might be someone else with the same lifestyle who didn't get quite as much damage. Exactly, exactly. It has to be because I drank tons of Red Bull, smoked tons of cigarettes, didn't br- you know I, I brush once a day. I don't brush at night. Fuck it. I brushed this morning. The morning's coming around again. Right? Nobody's gonna nobody's looking at my teeth tonight. No, I don't. I'm a grown ass man. I'll buy new teeth if I need to. I'm not getting fucking dentures. <laughs> take that, Taylor. Hey. Yeah. Take, take, you just appear right, quite the You fool. have brontosaurus <laughs> teeth that were all flat. No, I did, look, but, but you notice when people get, when people when people get when people get the dentures, uh, especially when they had bad teeth. I had a good friend of mine that owns a pawn shop. And he got like a new smile, but his teeth were too big for his head. He smiled and it looked like a row of brand new urinals. Oh no! <laughs> it was one of those like the porcelain. It was just too bright. 
That's the like benefit of my head is there are no teeth that are too big for it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Those are novelty <laughs> joke teeth. <laughs> yeah. All they did was clip the ends off of the vampire Halloween store teeth and pop these bad boys in. <laughs> he, they had to go to the veterinary dentistry institute. Those are for horses. Do you have any s- small horse teeth? No, just the, just the regular ones? Those will work. <laughs> Those are pony teeth. <laughs> uh, no, but <laughs> Rabbit, I, I get that you're saying that his new teeth are imper- new teeth are imperfect, but they're better, aren't they? Like it's a, he looks better, doesn't he? An improvement. Nope. Really? We got a delay on that internet oh, explorer yeah. latency. Did <laughs> did Kyle and Taylor? Is it on my side or? No, you were fine. Yeah, no, we hear you. Oh, yeah. I see. There wasn't a technical well, difficulty in any case, all Jer- along. <laughs> anyway, Jeremy's apparently when De- Jeremy always had this weird—I wouldn't call it a speech impediment, but he's just an asshole, so he talks funny. And mm. <laughs> <laughs> like he'll start a sentence right in the middle when he greets you, like "Did you hear?" And you're like, "Did I hear what <laughs> about Jimmy? Jimmy who? <laughs> Jimmy Taylor down 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 at the pawn shop." What happened to Jimmy? Like, he's just, he's fucking with you all. But it's not a joke. It's how he communicates. After a while, we'd be driving. He'd be in the back seat. He'd be like, did you hear? I'd just go, yep. Yeah, just like, <laughs> and look at, you look at him in the mirror and he's just like, fuck, that ain't never happened before. <laughs> now but this his, is uncharted territory. <laughs> <laughs> how do I keep the conversation going? Have you seen my teeth? <laughs> He would, I'd be driving my cousin to the passenger seat of my truck and he's in the back seat and he, he wouldn't sit back in his seat like this. He'd come all the way forward. Like, so his head's right between the two seats and he go, and I would just turn to say something to him and I'd be right in his face. Mm. And like, he's right there. And his breath was Mm. putrid. His teeth are rotting in his, yeah, they're rotting. So anyway, he he got them all pulled out. Smelled like actual feces. Got them all pulled out. Got these dentures, and de- I'm like, "How they look, Dad?" And he's like, "Eh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a hard time understanding the boy already, yeah. <laughs> and, and now he'll he'll start jibber jabbering, and then bottom teeth will start flying around in there. They They're not. <laughs> it's dentures, you know. It's, oh, it's, it's false dentures. teeth. Like like yeah. I like thought Joe you Biden. were okay. I, I I did a thing in my head Don't where you I assumed you were using the in. wrong term. You're supposed to glue them in. in. I think. Fix a dent, you know, yeah. right? You put that cream yeah. in there and they mold to your... But I didn't think about dentures anymore. Yeah. I think everybody just does veneers. I, I didn't even think that was a business model. Oh, it's a thing. Oh, Veneers are more expensive. Veneers are very expensive. Veneers are very expensive. And then implants, which is what you, <coughs> you for example, would do. If like you got four of your teeth knocked out, Water. you'd probably go get some, <laughs> some implants. So you have, have brand you seen, new... Have you funny, seen yeah. how they do those implants, though? <laughs> Yeah, they drill up into your bone. And then they, they drill into your bone. It's a damn screw. Yep. They yeah. literally tap you. I mean, like. It's like drywall. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's all it is, you know. There's a friend of the show who, who um, he had 17 teeth. And so they just pulled Total. them all. What'd you say, Kyle? Total? Yes. There's Boogie. And um, oh. uh, so they, they took all the teeth out. And I'm pretty sure there's two bolts on the top and two bolts on the bottom. And he just has a whole new mouth that they. In one day, all new. Oh yeah, because his thing isn't individual teeth. It's like a whole 
it's like all the teeth as one, I think maybe. And then that is screwed into the bone. That's um, right. I think that, I think that's still not the most expensive, like, like, like if you've got the means, you know, ideally each tooth is its own individual implant that's screwed into the bone and is, you know, tailor made to you and perfect and everything like that. You know, that's what you'd want. And then veneers, I think they just grind off the front of your old teeth and then stick some new shit on top of that. It's yeah. kind of like the pergo floor of teeth. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> okay. It's the LVT tile. I think Kyle's right about what they are, but I think that's the option that they use in Hollywood a lot. So I don't think it's mm -hmm. all low end. You can. Oh, it's not low end. Yeah, it's not all low end. It's not low end. It's expensive. But implants are a more prestigious form of artificial teeth. And they also serve to fix a different problem. You know, if your teeth are just yellowed or maybe misshapen a bit, then you can just grind everything. It's like Bondo in a car, right? You just, you just, ah, oh, the fender's all fucked up. You're like, well, right, let's fucking pull that dent out and put some new shit on it and sand it down smooth and put a new. Yeah, but the dentists don't say it like that. You know, that's the difference. <laughs> so basically, we're going to Bondo your fucking mouth, son. Now, you understand? Now, speaking of auto shops and dentistry, okay. I do have a story about this. I don't think you've even heard this, Ed. Where is this going? Carry on. I've got, okay. I own a diesel truck shop. Mm -hmm. It's a family business. My grandfather started in 1968. Had a guy working for me. It was, I mean, we work, you know, through winter. I mean, summer's cold, whatnot. We had a guy there. He didn't have dental insurance. He had a cavity that was filled and the filling came out. It's Friday afternoon, four o'clock. And it's throbbing. It's hurting. So me being the caring boss I am, fixed it for him. Mm -hmm. Nice. You JB welded that too. <laughs> Magnum steel. Oh no. I needed that stuff together with gloves on, you know. Yeah. Because I'm I'm a professional. Of course. He opened his mouth and I filled his tooth. It still hurt through the night. I called him the following the next day. He said it quit hurting. He said, well, I'm going to go to the dentist Monday, and I'll have him look at it. Well, he never goes to the dentist. Five years later, he goes to the dentist for another tooth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the dentist says, what in the hell is that in your mouth? <laughs> he forgot about it. He said, that's where my boss filled my tooth. Yeah. And he goes, hell is staying. Looks good to me. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently I did something right. You I'm know? pretty sure there's lead in that. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> we used to eat lead when we were kids. And look how good we turned out. Rabbit, okay? you didn't have any mercury available to fix it? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying you know, it was a permanent fix, okay? I'm a problem solver, all right? <laughs> yeah. I filled the damn hole, you know? You mix a little For battery who, acid who and mercury. Know, and... What, what was the actual thing you were mushing with gloves? Like, what is that? That you put it's in Magnum tooth? steel. Magnum steel is like a, it looks like Play-Doh. And it mm -hmm. hardens like JB Weld or something like that. Yeah. But it's a little it's a little more dense. I, I Googled it and, and showed the uh, audience on screen. Oh, okay. Yeah. It gets warm. Yeah. It's like a binary and thing. It gets warm here. while yeah. you're <laughs> I would be scared though <laughs> yeah. that once you got it in, that it would expand like how fiberglass expands when you put it in. No, stuff. it doesn't and, expand. This is like a I don't know what it's made out of. I'm pretty sure it's not natural. Apparently. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. No, that's not <laughs> oh, I got no. some uh vegan magnet <laughs> well, I mean, weld here. <laughs> Hey, you know what? At the end of the day, problem solved. Oh, I'm with you. I've done some at home. My filling didn't fall out. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I had a a wisdom. Tooth I'm not that, saying I'm going to open up a school or anything, or open up no. a dentist office. And but, when he know. goes insane from lead poisoning in 30 years, at least he got his dental work done free. You know, free, <laughs> and he he was making money. He was at work. Like so. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a wisdom tooth that like basically like broke apart, and there was a really sharp edge that would just cut the side of my mouth every time I like spoke or did anything. If I moved a certain way, and it was really jagged and sharp. And I just got an emery board, you know, that thing that ladies file their nails down with and I fucking sanded the fucking tooth down. It didn't hurt. I thought it was going to be excruciating, but it didn't hurt at all. I just I, I was spitting out chunks of tooth, but it's still in there. Still all good. I mean, it's broken, but it'll fall out eventually, right? That's how teeth work. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely how the teeth work. Scott is afraid of general anesthetic and the dentist really? and the doctor. Uh, he's got a, <laughs> he's had a torn meniscus in his knee since he was a kid from where this shard of wood went into it, and uh, you know he backed out of the surgery. Like he got into the room where they put you in the gown, and he, he literally ran, uh, oh. escaped. Yeah. Uh, well, he had a he had a bad tooth. I think he I think he had a tooth that would have required a root canal. It was really excruciatingly painful. And one night it got especially bad and he couldn't sleep and he got vice grips and his plan was to pull it out. But that ain't how teeth work. No. So he crushed the tooth accidentally and he said it was it hurt a little, I believe, were, were his words. You're no, his words were, to... It was the worst pain of his entire fucking life as uh. his tooth exploded in his head because they're vice grips. You know, it's like and then they snap and lock and it. It's when it snapped and locked it, his tooth exploded in his fucking head. Has he never seen any video of people removing teeth? You tie a string to it and slam a door or something. That's not model rocket. That's for baby teeth, though. <laughs> well, yeah, you need yeah, a big that's door. That's for teeth that are already <laughs> loose. Yeah, trailer that's not hitch. With a live nerve <laughs> running through it. Well, yeah, you need if a you revolving want door. To pull real teeth, you need dentist tools, which I've tried to buy online and I can't find anywhere. It's this weird, like, it's like three prongs on pliers. And it sort of like goes into the gum area and like behind the tooth so that you're, you're pulling it from the backside. Because if you just try to squeeze the tooth, they're, they're brittle. They're, they're, they're not, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll just crush. Dude, dude, for $31.99, there's a tooth extracting kit on Link me. Amazon. Link me. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, share it with you everyone. take that and a, you take that, a little magnum steel, hell, you're in business. Okay? <laughs> I, got, I got one I could pull right now. That, Which one? Uh, back, uh, back here in the bottom. It's a, it's a wisdom tooth. It's the one that's broken. Oh. God, Amazon has everything. It's only two hundred dollars to get it pulled, but oh, look at this! But why? I need these anyway, even if I don't pull the tooth. Right? Man, if I ever get to serial killing, whoo! This is something I'm gonna need. <laughs> <laughs> that's good thinking, Taylor. It is. It's more than should, just. I'm a, speaking of serial killing, do, have you seen Mine Hunters on Netflix? I haven't yet, but I've heard it's great, dude. Check that out. There's two seasons of it now. Very good stuff. Ed Kemper is interviews. Two amazing. as good as season one. Uh, I I wouldn't say so, but it's still very good. Um, I, I just did. It's in Atlanta, so maybe you'll appreciate it more than the average viewer. Um, they go down to Atlanta, and I didn't even know this happened, but in the late '70s, which I think is the right time frame, uh, like, like the time frame of the show, there were this series. There was a series of child murders here in Atlanta, um, and I think. 27 children were killed damn and they caught a guy and they charged him with two of the adult murders but they never directly linked him or charged him to the other like 25 child murders these young black mostly boys age like 9 to 14 all but even the 14 year olds were like 
sort of prepubescent. They, they all had the same look of like a, a, mm-hmm. a younger boy. And they were all like murdered and dumped here in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. uh, they never solved the crime. I, I guess that's a bit of a spoiler for the show, but it's kind of like it's real life. It's what actually happened. So I was shocked that they never solved the fucking crime when I got to the end of the show. You know, it, it's 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 pretty interesting. And of course, they don't just focus just on those crimes. Right. He's, they're still doing like the work of getting their analysis program up and running and getting the FBI to accept it. And they they interview Charles Manson. They interview a couple of uh, other other criminals. It's good. Season two was good. I liked it. Season one's excellent. Yeah. You don't deal as much with um, the guy's personal life anymore because season one had a lot of him and his girlfriend, and uh, I didn't like that as much. You guys know the YouTube channel? I can't. Can't pronounce things I read. Amaletto. You guys, no one's familiar with this. I'm not familiar. <sighs> I'm addicted to it. It's short What's stories. Uh, so, uh, mega high production quality, better than television, and they do short stories. And the acting is like better than most of the actors on Netflix. It's all different people, and uh, I don't know where they're getting these things. Are they buying them from film festivals or something? But they'll be. To eight to twenty minute videos, and uh, the title sucked me in alone. I'm I'm searching for it real quick to get some examples. Got to clickbait them in. Um, <laughs> but the, it, well, the title just lays out like the premise of it, and I'm almost there. Uh, our video today was called a bedazzled Japanese triad Lamborghini cat attacked my girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of descriptors. (laughs) Heavy adjectives. Um, likes his adjectives. A vigilante ransacked. It's kind of like my weight loss video. How a pinup girl saved my life. Not how Rob, it wasn't how Rob wasn't a fat ass anymore. It just sounded better. (laughs) What are these? What are we Wait, I, talking about? Oh, yours. Thought, you, oh, my. We're back on me. Okay. So it'll yeah. be like a deaf woman force forms a bond with a stranger, forcing them to communicate without language. Ten and a half minutes long. And I'm like, man, I want to see a high quality video on that. Young boy struggles with the loss of his mother while his sister copes through violence. And there's this adorable young boy on the thumbnail. Um, this sounds sad. Long distance couple finds modern technology may not be what they need. And... They're, that sounds like Black Mirror. Yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot this... of like you know, like a sort of alternative science type stuff that goes on. Um, I'm trying to find the ones that I've watched before. It sounds like they're buying them from the Lifetime Network. Yeah. Are they? I, mean, I haven't had TV channel. in a long time, but they're, they're recycling short. these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the activity of a missing person's phone unravels a haunting story, six minutes long, and it's like. I can't not click on some of these things. Um, I don't know. This so channel has me humanist stuff. In. Just like you really understand the, or is there a is there a theme? Is they're not? It doesn't sound like they're humorous. It sounds like they're introspective. Introspective, oftentimes. Um, <clears throat> Are there any funny ones? Yeah, there was a guy. I watched one today. A guy had cold feet, so we posted on social media a poll of the whether or not he should get married, and then the the bride found out. So it became this like major point of conflict. Everyone's mad. People in the wedding are voting like, don't marry this asshole. Other yeah, so people... they do have funny ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
A couple's attempt to spice up their marriage calls their reality into question. Oh, I, I saw that I had watched that one, so I thought it may be good. Um, a washed-up boxer gives a one-on-one lesson that changes his life forever. That one was pretty funny. The guy comes in. I think he was like a computer programmer. He was terrible at boxing. But, yeah, Amaletto. It has me drawn in. I, I, it's weird to me that like, other people aren't watching this channel. Yeah, I haven't even heard of it. Amaletto. What, how many views do their videos get? Actually, now that you mention it, it's not as much as I expected it to be. There's a lot of like 20K, 30K. Uh, the ones that get suggested to me, I think, are going way bigger, like 800,000, 500,000. Right. Here's one. Two women pick up a mysterious hitchhiker. It got over half a million. Here's one with 2.9 million. So they have some hits, but they're routinely getting 30s and 60s. <clears throat> well, it's not man. Production watched- quality, unfortunately, is not the bar on YouTube. It's more quantity and consistency. Yeah, I haven't yeah. been watching anything really new, I guess. Uh, you know, watching a bunch of video game shit. I, was, I wanted to play games while I was away, and I couldn't, obviously. The new Call of Duty looks fun. I played uh, the beta. I, it, yeah, I heard. I did poorly. Um, that affected my opinion of the game. Like, it sucks to suck. <sighs> Play I mean, on PC? I was on PC, yeah. So I used to play on console, and I used to be good. I don't pretend to be great. I never did, but you'd want me on your team probably. And mm-hmm. uh, um, then I switched to PC for the beta, and I hadn't played in years. And like, and I was live streaming, so it was a very public embarrassment. <laughs> and it wasn't the experience I was hoping it would be. People were cool. One guy said that he wanted to see my kill cam so that he could enjoy good gameplay. Oh, <laughs> which is oh. hilarious. That's a that's a good line. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where like you know, we, we play. I've been playing exclusively on PC, you know, for years now, and it's it's definitely an acquired fucking skill. And and you know, it's different going from an RPG to a shooter. Like 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 we play a lot of PUBG, and but we we played a bunch of COD too, and it's it takes a while to get good. Yeah, yeah it, I played PvE. A while to get good. Which, if you guys don't know, it's player versus environment. So you're shooting a lot of dumb zombies or AI that almost stand still. So I can move it. Like I'm not incompetent on you know, mouse and keyboard, but when it when you're playing against other people, these are guys who snapping on target. They've been playing competitively. You know, they get, it's it's man against man. There's no idiot standing still letting you pop them in the head and. Uh, my my skills have grown soft on the the cozy world of PVE. <clears throat> yeah, 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 that that'll definitely happen. I want Taylor to get his fucking PC fired up so I can I can finally play some fucking video Cut games. Some slack, you know. Kyle. It can take months or even years to order it, a computer. It, it, All we, right, we, I'm, 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 I'm gonna fucking do it. Oh, I mean, I mean, de- I'm I mean getting deja vu. I'm getting deja vu. Is it just me? <laughs> <laughs> just just pick a dollar amount. I would recommend. Three thousand dollars? No, and, I, I do not take that recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would say, also recommend twenty five hundred. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean how about twenty nine fifty? Because, like, you know, could you get I me mean, going for two grand before taxes? Percent <laughs> <laughs> taxes? Sure, Taylor. Two grand out the door. Twenty six hundred. We got you wired. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, work with me, Ed. Grab it. <laughs> Get him up. Is, I'm gonna start a Twitch channel the, and make is that like the going rate for a gaming rig now is three thousand. Yeah. I just know I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a fucking Twitch channel. I'm gonna make sixty dollars, and then be like, oh, "Well, 
well, I guess I can write this PC off. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I mean, well, you won't be partnered right so, away, Taylor. Don't get too uh, cocky on that. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. Work that out. Probably. Ooh, I turned. I turned down a. I turned down a 2006 Mercedes today for less than that. <laughs> well, I, no one's. If How many frames does it get though? <laughs> does it do have ray know? tracing? Kyle, do you really think it's like a, a three thousand dollar thing? Mine like I don't. Have... My eyes can't even see in high def. I will I say mean, this: if you're going to use the same computer to stream and play games, it can't be too lame. I don't want it to be lame. Like I want it to be good. I mean, um, my, I think mine is like forty two hundred. You know, yeah, and that's... like, and and it's not a beast mode computer or anything. You have a twenty eighty yet? No, I've got a ten eighty Ti still in it. Me I'm gonna too. I'm gonna upgrade soon. I think the ten eighty Ti. Here's the thing about that: I looked at 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 the improvement versus the cost, and it's like I'm gonna get a very small percentage of improvement for so much more money. It just didn't make any sense to go to the the twenty eighty, unless the game takes advantage of ray tracing. At Absolutely. which point, it does that so much better. And as lame as it is, there's a new Minecraft that does the coming out. And uh, I might want to mess with it. Yeah. Um, it, you know, if, if, I, if I do any stream or anything, I'll definitely probably go ahead and get the upgrade. Uh, I've got another PC that's, I don't know, I don't remember what I spent, but it's very expensive too. And it's got a 1080 in it. So I could use both of them. But I would rather have one machine doing everything. But yeah, Taylor, it's, it's not cheap. And the th it's, it's that thing. What do you say, Woody? Buy it buy nice, nice or, or buy it twice. twice. Yeah. You're gonna want a good one to to start because it's one of those things. It's the bones of your computer need to at least be strong that you're gonna put potential upgrades on. Uh, so, so you know that's something to think about too. Um, I never do that. Do you? I'll tell you what I do. I often buy a computer with a good skeletal system to continue the analogy. Certainly. And yeah. then I let it age for a few years and buy a whole new computer with a good skeletal system. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like my last one I gave to Kitty uh, because okay. I, I wanted to upgrade and uh, she, her PC was broken down. So I just, I just gave her mine. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and then I, I had iBuyPower build this one and I forget which CPU it is, but it was the best one possible at the time. I think they've they've gone up another size or two since. Uh, and then I got the 1080 Ti, which was the best uh, GPU at the time. And, you know, I, I only use um, S not SSDs, but uh, what's the tiny SSD that I love so much? M2 um, is that what you're looking for? Yeah, the M.2. Uh, I love M.2. My everything's on an M.2 now. Everything's lightning fast when it loads. Um, I dig it. I like what I got a lot. But the thing is, like, if you get an $1,800 computer, and then by the time you get it shipped to you and you pay the taxes, you're at like $2,100 or whatever. It's probably going to be okay, but you're going to struggle in a year or two years, and you're definitely going to struggle in three. But if you get one that's three grand, you'll be solid for four years, I would say. Yeah. Maybe five. Maybe I should bite the bullet then. I'm, I'm trying to budget or, right now because I just found out how expensive it is to get a tree removed. <laughs> oh. Taylor's <laughs> so a new homeowner. Expensive. So he's. Ah, congratulations. Like, oh, thank you. It is. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it's going well for the most part. Like, I got, I'm planting shit in my front yard now, like flowers and stuff. And having rock put down because I'm not doing the mulch game. I'm not doing that every fucking year. I'm getting rock put down and that's it. Well, you live in Albuquerque. What are you, oh, you that's gonna good, have a rock Taylor, Cause those rocks won't just sink into the dirt. If you do it one time, you'll never worry about it again. Cause that's how well, rocks see, if they work start to sink. I just add more rocks. 
Right. That's different than mulch. You got me. I've <laughs> <laughs> got like five feet into the ground of rocks after the years. Dude, I have a rock driveway, and that's how it works. The driveway to my like, dad's farm? Yeah, they keep going down. The driveway no, no, to my dad's. Gra- gravel, like, like big like river rocks and shit, like in my area where it usually be mulched. How around. big is the rocks? Like half a human head or like. Oh, no, no. Like, like smaller. Rocks. No, yeah, that, those are that's, gone. That, that's the kind that sinks. Right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. yeah, those are gone. Those yeah. are gone forever. No, my gra- dad's driveway. He, he put gravel on it for fifteen years. Every, <laughs> every year, because he because like when when they come to pick up his chickens, he has that poultry farm. <clears throat> every seven, I, I, it's it's incalculable. But every seven weeks, uh, about fifteen, thirty, sixty, about. 80 semi trucks go down and up the same little stretch of driveway, not counting the ones that carry equipment uh, to pick up the chickens. And that doesn't even count the ones that deliver the chickens. So that gravel is meters and meters thick <laughs> below, below, below the earth. Like nobody's going to be driving on this rock. This is like, that, like you know, the, the like, decorative like spaces bit. in front of your oh, house you're, where you got you're, like the rock oh, okay. retainer. You're not doing a yard of gravel. You're doing like mulch. Of, I, of, I meant of, my front yard, like where you would put mulch around plants usually, like by your front windows and shit. I'm putting rock down instead yeah. of mulch. Put a layer of plastic there first. So no Yeah, I'm definitely doing around. that. That's a thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm doing yeah. I Did you I, say I, it was, was your dad or your dad's friend? Yeah. Kyle with the big My driveway. dad. Yeah. Uh, you know, the way he solved it, um, <laughs> whenever they tear up an asphalt road, uh, they have this machine that's ridiculous. It scoops under the asphalt and flips the old asphalt into it and then grinds it up into this powder. Uh-huh. He would buy that powder by the dump truck load. And when I say powder, it's it's like tarry gravel. And that stuff, whenever trucks drive over it, instead of sinking, it turns back into asphalt. So he it's got called, like a... That's cool. It's called recycled yeah. asphalt product. Yeah. Wow. And huh. if you really Good want stuff. to like... Yeah, it's great stuff because like the the all those trucks that were hit the bane of his existence became the solution to turning that powdered shit into actual asphalt. And I don't think the EPA would like it, but a little bird told me if you go out there and soak it all in diesel fuel on a hot day, it'll <laughs> it'll really get sticky and and really compact uh, down together well. I solved it differently. I got a tractor implement called a land plane, and uh, once or twice a year I come by. It pulls all the rock up. And it's like for a day or two, it's sort of rock and dirt. And then after the first rain, it looks like I just bought rock. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not cheap. I've, I've bought it a few times just for my little uses. Um, you know, like doing the driveway was like $900 on that short driveway, that, that last driveway I had that was mm. just it's like $900 worth of rock. It, was, it seemed excessive. Yeah, I think I paid more the first time. And then I, another time I, I got a little bigger rocks. Oh, yeah, that's right. You've got quite the driveway. I yeah, bet it's a little more than nine hundred dollars. Two driveways. We're gonna get one reasphalted, <laughs> and that's yeah, five digits. I need. I'm gonna call Ed and have oh. him negotiate for me. <laughs> How much? I don't know. I've never negotiated a plantation driveway before. <laughs> that, you're about right. <laughs> you're about right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. the, the The driveway to Dad's house, I think, was like. Of course, it's been years ago, but it was twelve. You know. Yeah, I got a quote at twenty-seven. Yeah, so. yours would be. You know, with inflation and with. Two driveways. You're gonna love it, though. You're gonna love it. <laughs> it's embarrassing I, I, now. We have a pothole in it, and it like I should have gotten it already. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. That fresh new drive. It's it's like new car smell, new asphalt smell. Mm. <laughs> I do like that smell. I, really, I, I like it. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. carcinogenic. <laughs> ah, ah. 
little mm. brain cells popping. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Reminds stuff. me of playing on the asphalt in like grade school. I'll just stick to drinking battery acid. You guys are crazy. (laughs) That's a real throwback to when. Was it you, Woody, that espoused the theory that one could drink battery acid and be okay? Oh. Or was that someone else? Not just that. It's delicious. Have you guys ever had battery acid? No. It just means that a a casual something the kids do, or are you actually talking about battery acid? When I was a child, I I had a jet ski and I would work on it myself orally. I'm 14. So, uh, uh, typical in my attempts to get it to run, I would run the battery down, ruin battery after battery, and new ones would come in the mail and they'd ship without the battery acid. You had to pour it in yourself and, um, Bottom line, I worked with battery acid a lot, and I'd get it on my fingers and stuff. And whatever, your fingers just work their way into your... Maybe you're eating chips or something. Mm-hmm. And that's how I discovered how delicious battery acid is. I mean, it's really good. And, uh, it's delicious. Yeah, so like you'd work on a battery. Mm. Primo stuff. And I don't know if battery acid is as good as it was back in the 90s, but back in the, the late 80s, early 90s, battery acid was tasty stuff. I can picture you like with a tasting glass, like, ah, uh, this is an 80, uh, 89 Yamaha. <laughs> <laughs> Put your nose in it. <laughs> Put your nose in it. Oh, see, see how I have no nose hair left? That's a good, <laughs> this is a good year. This is a good year for battery acid. And, uh, and yeah, I, I never really drank it straight from the bag or anything. Like, it wasn't like I consumed a lot. I would just, uh, it was finger looking good. Finger looking good. <laughs> you know, I heard, I heard antifreeze tastes good, too. I'm just saying. They made it taste shot. bad. I guess it was killing too many kittens and stuff. Fucking bureaucrats. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Bureaucrats ruining our, our our childhoods by not letting us learn those mistakes. Yeah, I mean, it looks like liquid candy, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah bright it really colors does. and all different mm-hmm. colors, like Gatorade. How, what's the deal with antifreeze? Can you mix them nowadays? Have they cracked that nut where you don't have to like buy the right antifreeze? Yeah, they've got antifreeze that mixes with everything now. They have universal, but you shouldn't put the wrong one in. If you put the wrong one in, it'll get it'll get you somewhere, but then you got to flush the system. I didn't even know there were different kinds of antifreeze. Yeah, and I think the colors give it away. There's pink mm-hmm. and, and the alien vomit green, and you just an orange, and yeah. Isn't there a blue one? Oh well, shucks. Now I'm out of my debt. Well, you can actually you can even tint antifreeze. Antifreeze is clear, and they tint it obviously for different brands and different things like that, and for warranty stuff purposes also. Like Toyota has like the red antifreeze too, and Alexis, that was their big thing. Am I crazy? I thought you just kept it in the same color and you had the same kind. You were okay. No. That's not no. a thing. All right. Well, don't let me work on your car. No. But to all <laughs> yeah. the listeners out there, tr- taste some battery acid and leave it in the comments how much you enjoy chase it. With, <laughs> chase, it with a shot, chase it with a shot of antifreeze. Yeah. If you yeah. Do it. I mean, can, can you tell if it's the right antifreeze by oil? taste? What if I just taste the one in the car, taste the one in the jug? You know. Yeah, the like kidney destruction will be the same. You'll know it right then. <laughs> it's like people who have that disease like pica, where well, I don't know they have chalk huge, and rocks and stuff. Yeah, they have like just a huge psychological desire to eat non-food items. And mm-hmm. so there was some like TLC or some, some bullshit show from years back when people actually watched regular TV. And it was following, it was supposed to be sad, but it was so funny. And they were like, 
Like, I just can't stop. And they're like eating grass and little rocks. Well, that was and the they'll one. find a pine cone and like munch on that. There was one lady in My Strange Addiction, which this isn't necessarily pica, but it was similar, where she was addicted to smelling soiled diapers. And so she would just save all these diapers and like go over on camera and be like, I just can't get enough of it. And just go. The true story of how Rabbit lost all that weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, for a while, I was just eating rocks. You know? <laughs> I had a rock and broken glass diet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lost like 123 strange. pounds in a year. That show, that show, My Strange Addiction, they had the guy that was in love with his car. You remember that? Yeah. And it was an old Monte Carlo. Like, it was a shitty car on top of it. How do you <laughs> love like, a car? You put a flashlight in the tailgate, tail, this exhaust? Dude, I mean. This guy, he did... He, he made love to his car. Like he taught, I didn't show it. No judgment here. They should have showed it. <laughs> they should so have absolutely know. showed it. I'm intrigued. Now, did, they, did, they explain like porn. How, did they explain the lovemaking process? Well, like this guy's like sitting down on the ground, like kissing the bumper and stuff. Like mm-hmm. they go on dates and stuff. I'm glad he had it. foreplay. I would yeah. hate for the car not to get it. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You know, you, got, <laughs> you can't let the romanticism die. <laughs> No, you gotta keep it alive. They say relationships are work, you know. <laughs> I, just, I'll be I, I typed in pica, and a video from the Onion came up as a quick and simple drywall recipe that kids with pica will love. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, the Onion hits a dinger. <laughs> you know how they choose their stories? I think I'm going off top, but they they literally just go to a pitch room where there's a meeting with all the people, and they pose they propose the titles. And then those titles get narrowed down. You know, they may have 40 titles and then they go to 20 and, and then 10 will make that one of the numbers mm-hmm. aren't important. But, and then the titles get selected to flush out an article and then a second draft. And that's how they do it. So those titles, like the hook, the premise mm-hmm. is how they get chosen. Like no one, they don't that's pitch the full do stories. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, especially in the internet world, you know, where that clickbait yeah. title that thing that makes you laugh before you even read the article is essential. It's my daily life. Yeah. I mean, essentially when we get pitched stories to, for VinWiki stories, that's, that's what it comes down to because if you can't come up with a clickbait title for whatever the material is, it generally won't get traction. There's just, it just seems to be the way that, you know, the way that YouTube suggests videos if it, it's a, it's title and thumbnail driven, if you can't come up with a good picture for the thumbnail and a good title, doesn't matter how great the story is. It's just they won't do well. Have you yeah. been able to like tie into a community of peers and share tips and tricks? And, you know, like some YouTubers do that. They form like a I don't want to call it a coalition, yeah. but, you know, they 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 form a group and they say, this is what I figured out. What'd you figure out? Yeah, we've got a, a group of probably 15, 16 of like the top automotive YouTubers. And we all talk pretty regularly about what works, what doesn't, and what we're, what we're seeing because it's, you have to. And so like, you know, in the last three weeks that with the most recent algorithm change, the, we all saw a simultaneous reduction in viewership and increase in ad rate. So the end result from Google AdSense revenue is pretty much a wash, but we're all down on views. And it's just because, and we, the assumption is that it's kind of making way for upstart channels because they're, you know, YouTube has always seemed like it encourages channels that encourage channels. 
because they want more people creating content. And so if you have more, you know, channels like ours inspire other channels. You know, Rob started a channel, other storytellers that are kind of frequent on our channel have started their own channels and done well. And so like Doug DeMuro motivates automotive reviews, car reviews. So people do that more often when they watch his content more often. And so it seems like there's a lot of new channels that are getting maybe irrational traction. They're just getting more than they might naturally get. Mm. And that's probably in the place of some of the views that we're not seeing. That's interesting. Yeah, this show's been doing well, a little better, but it's hard to yeah. like understand the analytics of it. For example, we had like a Kyle's last show that did really well. We had a Kyle mm. return that did really well. We had a guest who's huge, Mr. Beast, and that did really well. Yeah. So it's hard to, is it an algorithm change or is it people who maybe just don't watch every show saying, I want to see this one? I don't know. What percentage of your views are subscriber-based? I haven't looked. I haven't looked. Because it's, it's like notifications and things like that mean almost nothing in the automotive world. Hmm. So it's, it's very, now, you know, obviously a subscriber or a frequent viewer, even an occasional viewer is more likely to be suggested a video that you make and release on a new basis. But it's a, you're right. You can't really deduce anything from the analytics. Uh, but it's, so it's, it's very descriptive rather than prescriptive. Like you're not going to make a decision based on the analytics. You're just going to be able to see if a decision that you made based on another, you know, criteria happened to be successful. Yeah. Well, you've been, glad it's doing well. The subscribers have been it, fucked for a long time. I think part of like the viewership is we finally got the title thing down where for the longest time we were putting titles in that get you like, what, what is it? Deprioritized or something. Oh yeah. oh yeah. There are words you can't say. So like, instead of like, we used to just put like, it'd be like homeless guy comes all over random <laughs> retard. And then it'd be like, Oh no, that one got delisted. And so now we put like, uh, a fellow without a home <laughs> is something on to gets excited citizen. <laughs> I had that. I had one recently. I had this guy call me out of the blue and or send me an Instagram message that resulted in an immediate phone call because it was a fascinating premise. And he said, do you want to know the real story behind your gray Lamborghini? I said, well, of course I do. And he said, well, we need to talk. And so I talked to him and essentially the title that resulted from this encounter was an Iranian terrorist drug dealer crashed my Lamborghini. <laughs> oh, and there is no way to get any form of that title monetized. No. <laughs> it is impossible. Did you get demon so, did you appeal it? Okay, carry on. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Well we've I been did, well, we've been we've been down this road before with, with, yes. with my X-ray video. Yeah, Rob sold an x-ray machine to some terrorists, and you can't get that monetized <laughs> either. Uh, but Go I, figure. I was, yeah, go figure. So I, the stories, like you can talk about terrorism, but you can't make it a title. And you can't put drugs in the title, because when Rob found a bunch of drugs in a car they were selling at CarMax, we got that demonetized as well. So as long as it's not in the title, it's okay. But essentially, this guy that called me had gotten some girl pregnant whose dad was a Canadian car dealer because he was a refugee from Iran for being a terrorist and blowing up bazaars. But the real reason he was a car dealer was that he was using these cars 
to store drugs in the frames and sell them across the Canadian-American border and move drugs into the U.S. And he was party to this as an employee of his eventual father-in-law, but essentially his baby mama's dad employer. And so they were very good at to get these drugs in there, but they had this consignment Lamborghini that they needed out of the showroom. So they went out driving it drunk one night and the guy, the dealer got so drunk that he let his 15 year old daughter's boyfriend, baby daddy guy drive. And so this 15 year old kid crashed my car. A 15 year old (laughs) baby daddy. That kid. Yeah. Was more successful in high school that than kid me. Fucks. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so uh, we ended up actually uh, calling it because one of the more famous stories on our channel is me buying the Lamborghini from the prostitute, and yeah. uh, so we ended up calling it a previous Lamborghini owner that makes Kimmy look like a nun, <laughs> uh, and that that worked well. But it was very internal; like you'd have to have seen the other video, yeah. which has made inside joke. Yeah. And so it didn't do as well as it would have otherwise, but it did okay. Hey, Kyle, here's a prison question for you. So the prostitute that previously owned one of my Lamborghinis is uh, currently in confinement. And there's mm-hmm. constant requests that we somehow arrange an interview of her in prison. Yeah. I assume that is not a realistic thing to accomplish for a YouTube video. But in your um, experience, so- is it? So she might get in some trouble, but of course you can't. So what you'd want to do is write a letter to her and ask her if she'll at, give her your phone number, your address, an address, let's just say that, and your name. And she can add, if it's like my system, then she would add you to the like data bank so that she could then call you the from the prison phone. And then endless. she could call Using you general- and we had 15 minutes and you could record that phone call. But ah, she okay. might get into. You throw some mackerel in there, you might get two phone calls. Oh yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> and, and you may have to pay, and maybe in the letter and, and say that you know, hey, I, it, I don't know what your phone calls cost, but I would compensate you, you know, because ours were like a buck a minute or something like that, or forty cents a minute, something like that. But okay. I wasn't allowed to do that because I asked uh, permission rather than forgiveness. I was like, hey, uh, what if, uh, what am I, what do I call my buddy? And he records me telling him what's going on in here, and then he puts it on the internet. And they were like, "We already had somebody run a damn radio show out of out of out of here." Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. He was calling into the local FM station. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. Not again. Never again. You just wait till you get out. And I was like, "Cool, all right." Yeah, I'm glad I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eddie well, Murphy was your prison guard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other issue. My career's is- not doing so well. <laughs> it, you know, it's. It's uh, I don't know that she. I, I assume at this point she's probably aware that we've talked about her. Maybe. Um, but I I have no direct knowledge of that, and so yeah. revealing that in such a way could open up a can of worms that I may or may not be interested in. You know, you don't have to tell your recording. Are you it, saying you, know? you would want Kimmy to come to shack up with for a night or two? <laughs> I, I, don't I heard want she her puts to out. Know that We've she introduced does. her description She's a to somebody. Literal whore. <laughs> I mean, I mean, literally, Ed. I mean, you've got, you've got, a, 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 you know, you got Graham, and you got another baby on the way. She could be a nanny, reformed. Oh, she seems like a real homemaker. Homemaker, yes. She could be. There you she go. Could be something. It's got those kind of letters in it and stuff. I don't think it's that. <laughs> yeah, is she in like a county jail Actually, or something? I I don't know. It's it's a uh, uh, I don't know. 
I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Does that change things? Do you think that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rules and stuff and like how easy it is and how much it costs and what the limitations on the phone would probably vary from institute to institute. Um, you know, for all I know, she's got a cell phone in there and she could just fucking call you straight from that and nobody would ever know, you know, if she's. Well, I mean, if they don't know any different, I mean, if you made the phone call, you just made a phone call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, then we put it on the internet for millions of people to watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anonymize it. It's a little bit of a wrench in the plan, I suppose. You have to give her name up. Like you could, you could tell the story without prison guards. It's saying, Mimi, cell block three, Talladega. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't, know. I don't think we're going to go down that road. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't get in any trouble. It would just be her that could possibly get in a little bit of like trouble in jail, but you know, not could like legal have, trouble. Could, could she have a visitor and do it that way? Oh just yeah, report it, mind hunter style. Oh. Yeah, you could you could do that for sure through the glass. Um, that would be even better. We didn't have glass. We had a nice little room that, that that you could go to and sit right across the table from them, and they could come up. You could you could hug each other and all that stuff. Like uh, I didn't but, know. Like outdoor camera? lawn furniture, kind of like what did it look like? No, like like in like uh, as soon as you walk through the doors, we had like a visitation center, visitation room. And it's all open, and there's like tables with chairs all around them all throughout the room. It's a really big room, and you could just sit there with your family and talk to them for. I don't know how long it was, an hour or two hours, uh, a couple times a week. What about conjugal visits? Could you have had nah. them in theory? No. No, nah, I don't think that's a real <laughs> thing. That's not, not a real thing? thing? Not, not, not that I know anything about. It certainly isn't something that could ever happen where I was staying because these guys have wives. Furlough was a thing that they could give you. They could give you like what a, they could basically let you out of jail for a little while to go have some fun is what it seemed like to me. I think the purpose of furlough would be like, all right. You leave, you've got 72 hours to be in that prison in Florida where you're being transferred to. You better show up now. Don't be late. And and, and they do a thing like that. And they do like work furlough where they would just get out to go do a job or go mm. to work. But they didn't really give that up, like the recreational type of furlough at, at, at the prison I was staying at. Guys real pissed off about it. Yeah, I can imagine you. Not, guys, I've been here for nine days. I'm going crazy. Can I get three? <laughs> Can I get well, three for the weekend? <laughs> yeah, and then of course guys would go fuck their girlfriends. You know that that's that's the goal of furlough. Like every like that's what they want to do. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Yeah, but in the visitation room, that's where a lot of stuff got smuggled into the prison. You know, they would hand off a cell phone or hand off tobacco or drugs or they're being whatever. watched, right? So they had to be. So you, there was no smoking in in this jail. There was a lot of smoking, but it was all against the rules. Um, people would roll their own or they would uh, actually have like Marlboro cigarettes and they would light them with two AA batteries taped together and they would run a wire across to the wire got red hot and they would they would light up. They, they count us every four hours. They come in, they walk the line, they look at everybody, even in the middle of the night. Uh, they sort of flick a flashlight at you. They don't shine your eyes, but they illuminate your little cube that you're, that you're staying in. And we know when they're coming. So as soon as they leave and walk out, we know they're not coming back for three or four hours. So everybody would go to the bathroom and smoke. I was saying the prison guards' priority was the count. That was the thing. They're, all they really, really want is for you to be where you're supposed to be. Everything else is a little casual. They know you're smoking, right? They walk by, mm -hmm. that place stinks of cigarettes. Yep. Not a top priority. Uh, just so long as you're... Where you supposed to even like not hurting each other? Right? Kyle said, "Wasn't their top yeah. to goal? Their goal, you be where you're supposed to be, and it don't mess up the count. They get very angry about messing up the count, but uh, 
if you yeah, if you're in the shower when it's time for them to count you, that's a real fucking problem. There there will be screaming and threats, and they might throw you in solitary confinement for a couple days. More than likely, they're going to scold you a little bit, and some prisoners are going to come around later on, and they're going to threaten you a little bit. Um, I saw that happen, but uh, you know, because they, they count you, and if it's not right, that means somebody's not fucking here. They've escaped, so they count you again. And if it's still not right, somebody has fucking escaped, and there's going to some phone calls that have to be made. And if they make these phone calls and tell, and the, the uh, APB has put out an escaped federal prisoner, and then all of a sudden you come out of the fucking toilet, and you're like, ah, I was constipated. What am I going to do? You're in a lot. You have made a lot of people look bad. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the, the guards look like assholes now. So they did not like that at all. But yeah, you could smell the cigarette smoke on people. Hypothetically screaming from the toilet, like, I'm in here. I'm sorry. Sorry. That works at night, but not during the day. You're supposed to be in that cube, silent as a mouse, standing. Okay. So it's scheduled counts. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like it snuck up on you. You no. saw it coming four hours away. No, there's no sneaking at all. Like I, I was telling them um, last show, like like they walk around with this big keychain that like goes from like sort of just right of their crotch at the belt line to sort of like just, it's sort of like a chain, you know, with, with a bunch of keys hanging from it that sort of the middle of the chain hangs around about where your hip pocket is. So the other ends are kind of one kind of on the back right of your belt and one on the front right of your belt. And it jingle jangles everywhere you go. Like you've got jingle bells on you and they they intentionally jingle it. Did you say? Yeah. They, 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 they put extra shit on it. So it's extra jingly. Like, like that, it's not just keys. It'll be like little, like coins and stuff. Like, like 37 all kinds pieces of, of flair in your prison. <laughs> yes. And the whole point it is like, five, but it should be more. It's so, <laughs> it's so that you can hear them. They mm-hmm. want you to hear them and to get your shit right when they come by. And, and that way, cause if they see you with some cigarettes or something, now they have to do paperwork. Now they got to handle the situation. And it, and also if they see you with it and they've been jingle jangling, you're literally disrespecting them to their face. You're saying, yeah, I knew you were coming. What of it? You know, yeah. you're rolling. They're going to fuck you up then too. You'll be in the solitary confinement for a couple of weeks and they'll fine you 50 or hundred dollars and they'll take away your commissary privileges and your phone privileges and they'll, they'll fuck you up. Did but, you find yourself in that predicament? No, I didn't do shit wrong. I didn't. <laughs> And smoke. I didn't drink. I just. I, I read. I read like read fifteen up. fucking books. <laughs> I just. Were they, my making, time. Were, were they making PJ in there? Uh, they got real alcohol. Um, so, what? Yeah, yeah. They've got real, real alcohol, whiskey and vodka. Um, that people are, um, sneaking over the fences. You know, they put it in a plastic. Oh, bottle. I thought it was in the like the commissary or something. You oh know? no, no. They got. You know, it's like it's like bar prices though. It's eight bucks a shot. You know, but they're you know, put it in a little plastic bottle of vodka and just flick it over the fence in the, in the back part of the yard where nobody goes, no guards are ever up there. You just go by there in the morning, scoop it up. You said there wasn't going to be a fence. Did you think that, or were you just saying that? Um, they didn't used to have a fence there. That was a new addition. And by new, I mean in the last five years, but that website had not been updated. And there's a lot of lies on that website. Uh, I think I t- mentioned it last week, but they, they lie on the website and say they have certain programs and classes. So the prisoners will want to transfer there and but once you've transferred there, you find out there are no classes and you can't leave for 18 months. And they get about a hundred bucks a head to imprison you there. Huh. A oh. hundred bucks a head. I think I could fit like 18 guys here a in day. the house. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Goodness, that's like an Airbnb premium. Yeah. Yeah. 
And and you know if you if they yeah, come under budget, <laughs> they get the percentage of that budget. So they're not spending the hundred dollars. They're probably whatever it costs to run air conditioning. Pitch a fucking it to Jackie. Ice machine. We could put some bunk beds in the Game of Thrones room. And I think we know how Jackie feels about felons visiting. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Ask her if she'll ever make an exception for me. <laughs> uh, she's already made an exception for you. We we brought it up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. I'll tell her thank you very much. I'm glad you trust me around the silverware. <laughs> 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 well is that about a wrap because my chicken tortellini soup in there is uh is nearing perfection it's time to add the cream and the tortellini melatonin maybe waiting for me <laughs> mm. yeah. my sleep schedule's destroyed i'll be up all night i might go get some taco bell or something i don't know Ooh, eating good Ooh, postmates maybe. it to you you mean obviously oh you're right yeah, yeah. I'm post- obviously <laughs> <laughs> where can everybody it. find you too all your socials and your and your channels and everything. Go ahead, Rob. You can find me. I'll be honest with you, I'm a very easy guy to find on the internet. Just search when I'm not getting attacked by my pet Webster. <laughs> uh, hey, little black pussy never hurt nobody. But anyway, <laughs> so, anyway, you can look me up, Rob Pitts, on YouTube, Instagram, or type in rabbits use cars and it pulls it right up. There you go. And then Wiki. So, on everything our uh, youtube channel instagram and uh twitter all that fun. that's your so, branding on thank point. you all so much for having us and uh i know it's always great to be here yeah, yeah. thanks for having me PK. Yeah, thanks for coming on yeah thanks for coming on guys 461